First of all, if you have young children, if all of the scares in recent years because of tampering with treats during Halloween, most people still feel pretty good about this holiday. All the ones we spoke with today plan to give out the old standby candy. Come around, so you hate to refuse them. Some of them are pretty cute. I know it's been said that it's unsafe at times, but I'd still like to give it out. Kids love candy. It's, it's traditional. everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Kellen's Petty Talk Show. I'm super amped and quite spookified to bring you my newest guest to the show, Ben Scrivens, owner and CEO of Fright Rags, the world-renowned horror apparel and merchandise company based out of Rochester, New York. Fright Rags has been my personal go-to spot for all my horror merch needs. They've continued to have consistently great products throughout the years and are always pushing the envelope in terms of what they release and how to maximize their fan base appreciation. Ben and I have run into one another a handful of times over the years at various events and even at one of his Saturday night rewind screenings he hosted at the uh, Little Theater in Rochester, New York, which is still a side gig that he's continuously plugging away at today. If you're interested in picking up some awesome horror merch from Ben's incredible company, simply type in fright-rags.com with your little fingers and let your inner ghoul loose as you navigate through a a plethora of different t-shirt designs as well as socks, lunchboxes, hats, lounge pants, plush dolls, and so much more. Be sure to follow at Fright Rags on Instagram to stay up to date on everything that Ben's team releases. Be on the lookout for some Saturday Night Rewind announcements coming soon as well. Thanks to everyone that's still checking out this podcast. And if you're new here, I'm glad you hopped on the Kellen's Petty Talk Show train. Many new episodes are in the works, and I'm stoked to see where this thing goes. Be sure to follow the official Instagram at Kellen's Petty Talk Show to hear about upcoming guest announcements and other fun stuff you can only see on there. Without further ado, grab your jack-o'-lanterns. Pluck out the bits of candy corn that's stuck between your teeth and throw on your favorite Fright Rag shirt because a new episode starts right now. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Not sure if you were aware, the other podcasts don't compare. Tell your mom if she's too busy to literally stop what she's doing. I need a So what's going on? How have you been? 
Uh, you know, I've been doing pretty good. You know, obviously, you know, things have been crazy this last couple years. <laughs> no, absolutely. But, uh, you know, it's, you know, other than that, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing fine though. Like I can't really complain just, you know, working and, and hoping that, you know, at least around here, cause we're in upstate New York, as you know, yep. the weather starts breaking a little bit. It is a little bit, but I think I'm just ready for the cold to be over and I just want to yeah. be outside in the sun. So personally that's for me to just be like i just want to be outdoors you know no, I mean? absolutely i was there at the end of march and it was snowing and i was like great i'm yeah. back here <laughs> yeah yeah you're like i'm going back i'm going back <laughs> yeah yeah i can i totally get that i mean i appreciate all four seasons so it's like same though yeah I, you know i like the fact that you have the cold to appreciate the the heat but like yeah. when it gets to be like that april time and it's like like in here what sucks is like you get a 70 degree day like two days in a row and then it's like 40 in snow or like rain oh. you're like you can be ah. at the beach one day and like go snowboarding the next i literally got sunburned this weekend because it was 77 degrees on yeah. sunday and i was doing the lawn i was outside and all this stuff i literally got sunburned and then no joke yesterday there were some i mean nothing stuck but it was flurries and i'm like <laughs> i'm like just it's over it all i, I don't yeah. want to it doesn't even need to be 80 just like 65 70 degrees would be great right now but anyway i digress it's yeah it's fine. i can't What's really complain it was only like five years ago when we had the longest winter ever, right? Wasn't that like five years ago? It was um, like six there, months of that. Yeah, there was one. The one that sticks out in my head was 2015. I don't know why that one sticks out for me. All I remember is I would go to the gym at like 530 each morning and I'd yeah. be like on the treadmill or something. And I'd look at the weather and it was like, the problem is it just kept snowing and it yeah. kept being negative below zero temps. So it's like you couldn't win. It was like, if it's snowing in 25, 30 degrees, fine. If it's just negative 10 without a lot of snow, you know, it sucks. But when you have them both and it's just, you would look at the seven day forecast and you would hope. Yeah. And then I remember there was a day in, in February, it was literally 22 degrees and people were driving around with their windows down. Like it was <laughs> like, it was July or something. It was insane. Yeah. It just felt it, it, I mean, it was literally negative 10 for like weeks. So, I mean, that's oh. a 30 degree swing in temperature. So I couldn't do uh, it. Yeah, I know. I do miss like kicking the the slush off the the bottom of the cars, though. <laughs> yeah, isn't that so satisfying? Oh my god! Junk and you're like, well, bam! It's the best feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm super big on the four seasons too. Like, I don't know if you know, I, I come home like every fall, like regardless of what I have going on, like I make sure I come to Buffalo. Well, it's that. funny because I know, I mean, you're in LA, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, I I keep seeing or hearing that you're like here. I'm like, but I thought I lived in California, but you seem to be here a lot. So you you bounce around quite a bit, I, huh? I try, yeah, whenever I can make it happen, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, just I'm working so many different jobs. Like I I you know I'm always yeah. constantly on the move. So well, that's I mean that's is. good, right? Staying busy. Yeah, for sure. Um, but did you check out any good movies lately? Any good horror movies? Um, let me think. Uh, I'm trying to think. You know, I always draw a blank when. I get like, like, like we talk about stuff like that. I'm like, what did I see recently? what did I do? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I'll yeah. tell you one movie that I watched recently and I, I wouldn't say it's horror, okay. but um, one that stuck with me. Well, two that stuck with me that again, I wouldn't say were horror, but just off the top of my head, the Batman I saw, which I freaking loved. was amazing. Oh, it's so good. I mean, yeah. I watched it again with my wife over the weekend, but I saw it in the theater when it came out um, yeah. and then everything everywhere all at once. Great. Um, it was just fantastic. I so mean, good absolutely amazing um it's i'm trying to think of, i mean I, I mean i saw scream when it came out obviously and, and did you did you see the northman yet no i haven't oh 
so I don't, it's, it's, it's funny. I don't really get out to the movie theater that much for two reasons. One, yeah. it's just, it's time, right? It's just like, all right, here's a Friday night or a Saturday night. I'm going to go to the theater, which I mean, I love going to the, yeah. I love the idea of going to the theater, I should say. Yeah. Going to an actual theater, to me, ends up becoming just, I just don't know what I'm getting into in terms of people, and I don't want to deal with people on their phones and talking and all that stuff. So yeah. I, well, oh, I did see Studio 666, which I really loved, actually. It had some good gore in it. It did. I, I will say this. You know, my brother and I went to the theater, and we were literally the only ones in the theater, which, which was <laughs> good in one way, bad in the other. Um, I, I was sitting there going, really, I would have rather watched this at home because of it just, it didn't feel like a theatrical film to me, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is, you know, right behind me, behind that wall, I have a home theater, like with projection and surround sound and the oh, whole. Oh yeah. I do remember seeing pics from that like a long time so, ago. I mean, when my point is like, I just like watching stuff in my home theater. And yeah, I, I know I, I, I listen, I know not everybody can have that or whatever. I get that. I'm just saying like, in terms yeah. of just my own personal, like I would, I guess what I'm trying to say is I would prefer to wait like two months and rent it or buy it a few months and then yeah. watch it at home. Unless it's, you know, a specific type of screening. Like I was able to see like kind of an advanced screening of the Batman with my friends at the little right. Yeah. Or everything everywhere all at once was sort of like an advanced, like press screening that I went to, um, cause you know, again, there are my friends, the little, so that's how I got in or the big exception is Saturday Night rewind, you know, like, like Pete's Thursday yes. tears, you know, that's, that's a huge, like that I love because it's being with friends and an audience that loves the movie. We all are there. It's a communal experience. And that is the best for me, movie going experience. And totally. I, that you can't replicate home. You know what I mean? Like you just yeah. can't, but when it's something like the Northman, yeah, I want to see it of course, but I'm thinking to myself, okay, I got to carve out this time. Whereas if I can rent it at home or buy it or whatever, then it's like, if it's a Wednesday night at like eight yeah. o'clock, I can just kind of go in there, watch the movie. And then when it's over, I can just go to bed or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. So that one just caught me by surprise. Cause like, just thinking about it. Okay. A Viking movie. Like it just sounds so lame. Like that doesn't seem like something that right. I would be interested at all. Like, but yeah. it, it's fucking insane. It's so is good. it? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I've heard some pretty good things, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it, and hopefully I, I get to see it. You know. Definitely a brutal movie for sure. Oh, cool! That's good. Yeah. Is it long? Is it like one of those three hour like? You know, it's it's like two two hours and fifteen, but it's okay. one of those movies where there's really not too many dull moments. Like I, okay. I think it actually flows really well, and you know, as long as you go there and you're not tired, like you're not gonna fall asleep. You're gonna. Enjoy well, that's it. the other thing. Like that's the that that's the other thing. Like a lot of movies these days are clocking in at like two and a half or more. Yeah. <laughs> like, in and again, getting to watch it at home, I can pause it and go to the bathroom, get another drink or a of snack. Of course, yeah. And like I get like nervous bladder at theaters, so if I'm like, oh my god, I know I'm gonna have to go to the bathroom, but when do I go? And it's that whole right. like psychological thing. So see, see I'm yeah. the same, but I physically cannot leave the theater. Like. Right. I, will, I will not walk. If I have to pee, it's got to wait or I just have to pee myself because I'm not going to miss a single scene. I can't. Well, I'll tell you, I so what started that for me in terms of like that whole nervous thing, I was 11 okay. and Batman 19, you know, Keaton's <laughs> Batman came out, right? Tim Burton. And, yeah. Yes. And I saw it in the, in the theater. I waited like two and a half, three hours in line. Wow. And it was sold out. And I was with my my friend Dave, who actually he was, he's my uh, one of my brother's age. He's like eight years older than me, but he he actually 
he works in Hollywood. He did. He was um, he was a stuntman, but he also he played Toxic Avenger and Citizen Toxie. Oh, um, wow. He's been in a lot of movies. He was in Hancock. He was in um, Book of Boba Fett. He actually played the big monster in the first couple or uh, first episode. I mean, obviously, wow. yeah, tracking. But like anyway, he grew up in our neighborhood and he was just such a cool guy. And we would hang out all the time and watch cartoons together and go to see movies together because we were like he was eight years older than me, but we were into the same stuff. But anyway, we were sitting there in the theater. I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. And it was right when he crashed the bat wing into where the church is. So I'm thinking to myself, we've got five minutes left. I'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> like 10 ish, 15 minutes. And then of yeah. course it's a packed theater. So when you leave, you're waiting. And I ran to the bathroom uh, and I couldn't go. It yeah. hurt so bad. And then I got in the car to leave. We were leaving the parking lot. I said, no, I got to go. I jumped out of the car, ran into the theater, like past the ticket booth into the bathroom. So I could wow. go. So it's like that, like burned into my brain. Like if you have to go, you would better go or it's not going to happen, you know? And exactly. So anyway, that's just my funky psychology. But it's funny, like during the Batman, I thought I'm going to have to go to the bathroom, but I didn't. And it's like, that's two and a half, you know? So oh, for sure. I got to plan it out. Right. Yeah. I actually, I got to go see a 25th anniversary screening of Wishmaster last week. Oh, wow. And it was insane. That was literally the first time like any of the, like, the crew or cast had, had seen it since it came out, like on the big screen. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Where was that? Was that like uh, Art it was Light or something? The Los Feliz Theater. Los Feliz 3, which is honestly one of my favorite new, newer theaters. I mean, it's not new, but, you know, it's it's becoming like the next new Bev in terms of like, you know, ha- like a hangout kind of spot. I love the new Bev. I got to go oh, there. Um, so good. Or, oh my God, it's going to be five years ago. And I got to see Tarantino's uh, print of Grindhouse. Um, oh, they're doing that this month. Are they? They're doing that in May. Yeah. I sat in the front row too. I was literally in the front row. It was honestly, and I, you know, that was the first time and only time I'd been there. And I, that was like, yeah. If I'm in LA, I have to go to New Bev. And it was just happened to be serendipitous that they were playing that that night, which I love that movie. So I was like all in, you know. Um, And it was just such a cool experience, you know. Do you prefer one to the other, like Planet Terror or Death Proof? Yeah, I definitely prefer Death Proof. I like okay. Planet Terror. It's a great film and it's fun to yeah. watch. It's definitely grindhousey. But there's something about Death Proof, even though I think when I first saw it, because I saw that in the theater too. Yeah. I, I thought maybe it felt a little juxt- weirdly juxtaposed against Planet Terror, you know? Yeah. Like it's Tarantino, there's a lot of talking, there's a lot of whatever. But I think in terms of rewatchability for me personally, I love the tension of death proof with um when zoe bell's doing all the the car work and stuff and how yeah. that was so real and then again watching it widescreen with surround sound and that whole thing like it's it's really like whoa mm. like you can feel the danger because it's her you see her face yeah. she's literally hitting out of that car like she could have died at any moment it was just brilliant so i think for that element of it i just i love watching that but <laughs> i mean planet terror is amazing i love that yeah. film it's a lot of fun you know the whole build you? You like I, I love the whole build up to the whole standoff in uh, Death Proof. It's just like you know, it's it's an entertaining movie from start to finish. But that whole like last twenty minutes or whatever that is is just insane. Oh um, my god! So good. I, I haven't seen Planet Terror in years, actually. Mm. Honestly, it might not. I have, might not have seen that since it came out. Um, I mean, yeah. it's it's fun. I mean, it's a fun one, and I love you know. It's definitely over the. I've, clearly, it's over the top. It's supposed to be, and I love yeah, the. Yeah. Oh, I actually, what I loved about that movie, and again, kudos to Rodriguez, is 
he uses effects so well. Like when they, um, it was, who was it? I can't, um, oh my God, it was uh, Black Eyed Peas. What's her name? Fergie. Uh, Fergie, yeah. When she's on the table and they turned her head and it's completely hollowed out. Yeah. And you're like, I don't understand how you did that. You know, like Mm -hmm. the way he is able to composite effects to make them look so realistic without them being necessarily CGI. Yeah. Like, and again, knowing his process and how he does kind of things on his own or in a shoestring. Like, I mean, I think the whole end scene there was filmed in like a lot outside his house, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's incredible. Like it makes you feel like you can do that on your own. It takes that, that guerrilla filmmaking to that next level, which of course he's known for, you know, Al Mariachi Mm -hmm. and Desperado and stuff, but I don't know. It's just cool. Legends of the craft for sure. Both of them. <laughs> yes, for sure. But, but yeah, speaking of uh new Bev, they just announced, I think yesterday that Virginia Madsen from Candyman is going to be there on the second for the screening. They're doing a double feature of Candyman and people under the stairs and she's going to introduce it. Oh my God. See, yeah. That is so it's cool. fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that's, how uh, how awesome is that like you can just go to that like i mean that's one of the reasons like we started saturday Night rewinds because i'm like man mm-hmm. i can't go to new york or la all the time or whatever i'm like i want to do this here in our yeah. own hometown but, i mean are, that's just amazing are you doing that again this year like do you have plans yet or is it kind of an early yeah, we season? do yes yeah. so we are right now we, we have so we were trying to figure out how to come back. We did come back last October. We had three screenings, three or four, yeah, three. And then we had two or three in December. Yeah. Um, and then we were like, and we did Candyman one, the original Candyman and Nia DaCosta's Candyman in February. Okay. As a double feature. Oh, wow. <clears throat> but we're like, you know, it's fun to do it every month, but like, you just got to have time to plan things and yeah. kind of work out a schedule. So, <clears throat> excuse me, May 14th, we're doing Spaceballs. Um, oh, and cool. then- june or july i know we're doing i think we're doing all three back to the futures oh wow um and then i think we're taking august or september off i can't remember i should know this october will be back every week and what has not been announced yet and i hope i'm not i hope i'm not putting the cart before the horse even though it's technically booked yeah uh having joe bob and darcy here on october 29th oh my god that's amazing dude i'll be home hopefully Will you? Oh, that's I will awesome. come to that. I will absolutely come so to that. We and I'm saying uh, we don't have the movie yet. We have the ideas what movies we want to show, and I'm not giving I'm not giving that away yet. But yeah, um, of course, <laughs> we don't have it locked anyway, so I don't want to talk out of school. But we did book them for that date, and it was open. So because we have been going back and forth um, the last couple of weeks, yeah. so I feel pretty good about knowing that. That I mean, it's still very early on, so hopefully nothing changes. But um, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know if you remembered or i don't even know if you were here but we we had him out in 2016 but that was pre-last drive-in oh yeah i think that was after i moved yeah, yeah so it was great i mean look i've been a joe bob fan for years so i wanted to have him out and it was so much fun we had a great weekend and uh again it was pre-last drive-in but now with his you know oh he's, he's skyrocketing stardom <laughs> and then with darcy yeah. so um you know, it's great because we've been working with them for so long and, and it'll be fun to kind of hang out with them again, you know. And for anybody wondering what movies he's showing, it is going to be Leprechaun in the Hood and Leprechaun Back to the Hood. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I just thinking of? Um, oh, so back in 2017, I was at your Halloween screening in Rochester at the Little. Oh, that's and awesome. Yeah. That was amazing. I'm actually, yeah, I'm wearing the shirt. I think this is 
that's the same design, right? I see it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I see it. Yep. Um, and yeah, I remember that like little short film you showed beforehand with PJ souls. It was called November 1st, I think. Yep. Yep. And you got to play Michael Myers. Yep. Like how did that all come about? And, <laughs> and how cool was that to be able to act with her? So it was okay. So Roy and Eric, uh, work at the, well, Eric used to work at little. Now he actually works for us full time. Um, oh, cool. funny enough. but, uh, he was working with Roy at the little, and those were the, uh, and me and, uh, Tansky on my team, we're, we are like Sarah Night rewind. Like that's our group. Right. So it's yeah. Tansky and I, and then Roy and, and Eric. So we, you know, we started Saturday night rewind as a monthly series in 2016. And I think it was March, if I'm remembering that correctly, March or April. Okay. So, um, we have, we've been working with a little prior to that, but it was like all these kind of events that were sporadic and we decided to make it a, a, a monthly thing, call it Saturday night rewind, brand it, you know, whatever. So anyway, we were already, you know, 2016 was the year we brought in Joe Bob for October because we wanted to have a guest, right? And we yeah. were doing like some Skype ins. So like people would Skype in, like we had Tom Holland Skype in for Fright Night and we had, um, oh God, we had a bunch of people. So anyway, yeah. next year we're like, what can we do? And, and I had just, um, I had just bought an original print of Halloween. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I really wanted to be able to screen that movie every year if we could, you know, because to me yeah. it was important to keep it alive. You know what I mean? And in, in showing it theatrically and, and the prints beat up. Don't get me wrong. It's, 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 it's rough. Is it in pink? Fact, oh, it's very pink. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it jumps around. There's some things like missing here and there with real changes. <laughs> in fact, we literally, we showed it from, I think 26, no, maybe it was 2017 when I got it. Yeah, yeah. it was, I think from all the way up until last year, except for 2020 because of COVID. And we had to retire it because the guys at the little were like, listen, you really shouldn't show this ever again. It's just, we, you should just preserve it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, and <laughs> so anyway, we wanted to show it. And then we're like, oh, what if we can get PJ here? And I've, I've known PJ for a, a while, but like, I was never, I wasn't at that point, like, friends like friends a working basis yeah yeah like i'd see her at shows we talk a little bit and i knew we knew each other but it was not like i could just call her up like just ran you know what i mean of course and so we were able to get in contact with her and, and talk to her about it and she thought that would be cool and then in the meantime us four were just like dreaming about we should make a short movie and oh what it was like this and what it was like you know what if it were like michael myers the day after blah 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 and the it just snowballed yeah. so we started <laughs> shooting in the summer and we were just shooting all the stuff and we had an idea of where it would go, but it was really shooting scenes that we came up with. Right. Yeah. And we thought if we could get PJ to cameo, wouldn't that be cool? So everything was shot except her scene. Mm -hmm. And then we, I talked to her about it. I'm like, would you mind like being on our film, whatever? And she was really cool about it. So her and her uh, boyfriend, Rob came in on a Friday night. It was, I will say like, we just got to be super close that weekend. I mean, she's like family at this point. Like it, she's just super, super amazing. And we went out to dinner. It was great. And she knew, you know, I picked her up for the shoot the next day and I, we got to, so orange glory was this little cafe that used to be part. Well, it used to be part of the little, I mean, it wasn't the little owned it, but it was like in the L one, like kind yeah. of thing. So we were going to shoot there cause it was a cafe setting. Um, we got there and she's like, wow, this is like, really professional guys and we're like what do you mean she's like i thought you were just gonna like break out an iphone and do something I was like, <laughs> no i mean okay but no like so i of course was gonna play michael and the whole idea and i know you've seen it but just for anybody listening was like yeah i'm michael myers and i'm looking at all of these like pastries and then 
I, I hear this, can I help you? And when I lift up my head, it's her, that's the big reveal. And she says, see anything you like, right? Yeah. And that oh, was yeah. really supposed to be it. And she goes, what if I say, would you like a knife? And I was like, oh shit. You know, we were all like, yeah, say that. So that was like her own, you know, line that she came up with. And yeah. so, you know, of course she goes, would you like a knife? And of course I just stare at her and she's just like smiling and it's this really awkward long thing. And then it just cuts to me walking <laughs> like, outside. So we shot that in the morning. Yeah. Eric runs home to edit. And then we, uh, that's crazy. You know, we went out to dinner and we got this whole meet and greet thing going. I mean, you were there, so you know, but like, oh yeah, it was this whole thing. And I'll tell you, it was this funny. So that night, you know, it was a sold out crowd. The whole place yep. was packed. The little has a very small balcony, which literally has like two rows. It's almost like two pews, if you will, like a uh, row oh, wow. like seats. So really you could fit four people, maybe six people if you really wanted to kind of squeeze in. Wow. So I'm up there. It's in the front <laughs> row is PJ and Rob. Yeah. And in the back row is myself and my wife. Okay. And I'm, and A, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I can't believe I'm watching like my print of Halloween with PJ. Yeah. Like, it's like my brain's already like, I don't know what's happening. But the the November 1st comes on and they both turned around and were like, that was amazing like they couldn't stop talking wow they were so impressed by what you know eric was able to do and roy and and us i mean we were all part of it but like really eric and roy shot it and it was just like it made me feel good you know and it made me feel good you know i don't want to like put somebody out and be like hey can you be in my little film you know i don't (laughs) you know i didn't it wasn't it was supposed to be fun and we wanted it but we wanted it to be really good of course and so it it made me feel good it's funny a few weeks after that month or two she texted me it was some random sunday morning she's like oh i sent the movie to uh john and, and rob so john carpenter and rob zombie get out i'm not kidding you what like they both liked it and i was like john carpenter i mean and rob like i'm like they saw wait movie. he actually watched it that's insane i guess yeah i was like oh my god like wow. they still talk about that weekend and they still talk about that time and, and <sighs> we keep in touch and everything and and it was just the weekend itself was just a, uh, it was magical in the sense that everything just fell into place the right way. And, you know, I, as a host, really, I wanted to make sure that everything, you know, for them was taken care of and, you know, just making sure they were having a good time. Um, but it was so easy with them. We just went driving around on Sunday and I was showing them the sites and I should, of course, show them the office and stuff. And it was funny that night I, they were flying out and I was actually flying out that night too, because mm-hmm. uh, I had to go to Texas or something. So we were in different, um, I mean, airport small, but we were in different uh, wings, but we, I mean, oh, I cool. left my car there and we both said our goodbyes and went to our things, but we're texting wow. each other while we're waiting for our flights. And there was this massive, massive storm coming in, like big time thunderstorm. Like it got black. And she's oh, like, wow. I really wish we could just stay here longer with you and just hang out longer. I'm like, that would be amazing. We could go out to this restaurant and this restaurant. Yeah. I mean, she's just the sweetest. And so is Rob. They're the best. And so yeah. we, you know, we keep in touch and everything. But uh, oh, anyway, so cool. that, that film really was a, a moment. And we were able to do a couple more. We did, um, we did Dead Neighbors the year later in 2018. Mm-hmm. That was uh, based on George Romero. And then we did um, Craven Coffee in 2019, which is based on Freddie. And then we tried to do these. I don't know if you've seen them, but we, we have cameos in them. So No, not yet. I'd love to. Are they, are they on YouTube? 
Yeah, if you go to Fright Rags YouTube channel, you'll see there should be like a playlist and there's one that says Fright Rags Films and you'll see them. And they're all, you know, like three or four minutes long, you know, but check them out because I don't want to give anything away. Oh, I um, love to. Is November 1st but, uh, on there too? Or Yes, November 1st on there too. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, it's funny. We, every November 1st, we always send out like a link to that so people can watch it. Oh, okay. But what I've noticed over the last two to four years, well, two to three years, uh, because you know, it starts out with Michael me in bed laying there in bed yeah yeah yeah. and that has become a meme people share that online where it says me waiting for or october like this Wait, that's from that yeah no way dude yeah. i've seen that so many times and yeah even and, and we didn't make it like that wasn't me like putting <sighs> it out there literally one day i was like scrolling through facebook or instagram and i was like that's me <laughs> oh i mean God. that's michael myers but that's me there that's me and that i'm like Dude, I've never put two and two together with that. And, it, and it's been shared so many different ways with so many different captions by people yeah. that I don't even know. And I was like, oh, this just took on a life of its own. You're a meme now. I'm a meme. Isn't that cool? Like, <laughs> it's insane. I don't even know what that means, but it's, I'm a meme. <laughs> that is so cool. It's funny. I mean, look, I mean, it's, it's just a funny thing. But what I look at it is like, it was just that whole thing came together so well. I mean, even laying there in bed and the way they tracked the shot and I had to do the knife stab in the alarm clock like two or three times, but we just used the first one because I yeah. luckily by the grace of whatever, I nailed it the first time because I couldn't see crap. Like, you know, you're in a mask, <laughs> it's kind of dark and I have to just sit up and go boom in one fell swoop. And I'm like, yeah. and it was a real knife and then a real alarm clock and a real table. So I like, and this was like Roy's actual bedroom. So I'm like, this isn't props. This isn't like whatever, like, I, I at one point stabbed his night table. Oh my night. god! So it's, just, <laughs> it's just funny, you know. But it was it was cool. It was fun to do because you get you know it's fun to make a movie with your friends, you know. No, absolutely. And that that whole screening you guys did, I think that was the only Saturday Night Rewind I've ever gone to so far. But you guys did a great job putting that on. Like I just remember it. It just the meet and greet went super well, and just it, everything flowed. It was it was really fun. Thanks. It, it was one of those things where we were all like it it worked out weirdly perfect where everyone came in was yeah. able to have time with PJ, meet her, get to get a seat. It all kind of ended. We got right into the movie and then right. It was like this weird, like flow. Yeah. And there was no hiccups. And it was like, did that just happen? And we even had like a private party afterward. I wore it Swilberger. Oh, cool. And, uh, we had a special beer made called totally toasted coconut. Oh um, yeah. Out. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And so it was just like, I don't know. It was just so much fun, but it was literally no Joe, like hanging out with family. And yeah, it's insane. And it was just in, you know, a credit to them for just being so amazing because yeah. we were just hanging out and talking and it wasn't weird. It wasn't like, I don't know. It just felt like you were with your friends and family, which was great, you know? And I can't remember if they were free or not, but I know you had those posters of this, this design, the Halloween design. Yeah, they um, were, they were free with the price of the ticket because we were yeah. concerned, like we wanted to be able to give people an autograph yeah. and it was just easier to do that way. And then of course people could purchase autographs from her or do their own thing or get a picture. Yeah. But I felt like we felt like it would be, it might hold things up if it were like a traditional convention style thing where people have like, oh, can you sign this poster? And it can yeah, you sign yeah. There was a little bit of that, I think, if I remember correctly. But yeah, I don't know. It just again, everything was just, it was perfect. And I, it's weird yeah. to say that, but at least, you know, it's over with now. So I can say that, you know, it's yeah. not looking, you know, it's not like jinxing anything because it's already done. But, uh, you know, I only, I only hope all of the other ones that we do will go as smooth. <laughs> no, absolutely. It was amazing. Um, I do have one funny thing to say about that experience. So 
Um, have you ever like snuck any crazy food into a movie before? Personally? Sure, I have. I mean, I've definitely snuck. Like, yeah, like we all we all sneak candy in, of course. Yeah, nobody's yeah, gonna yeah, pay yeah. five dollars for a box that you can get for a right. dollar up the street. Exactly. Um, but this was like a very specific, hilarious incident. And I since since that night, I have never had a more epic sneak in of all time. So uh basically there's a spot coffee up the street. Yep. And we were we were like biting nails, like ready to get to the screening. I think we already actually went to it, and hung out for a bit, and then went to get the, pe- the, the the food there and I went to go get a pizza and they were taking so long for it to be made and we had like 10 minutes until the screening and then eventually they were like okay it's ready and I had no time to eat it pizza. so I snuck an entire pizza into that movie <laughs> like the whole like box like just- the whole box I don't remember how like they even allowed that but I snuck it in I don't you know it's funny we showed rock and roll <laughs> high school one year and oh, wow I mean, I absolutely adore that movie. And, and it's amazing. There you go, PJ again. But like Ramones are literally my favorite band of all time. So PJ and Ramones, like it's just like it's the perfect unison. Yeah. But it there unfortunately there weren't a lot of people there. And it yep. <clears throat> keep going. Keep going. Oh, you're good. Sorry, I was just turning on my fan actually. So while uh, you got there, you go. All right. So oh oh, that's awesome. You got it signed. Is that her? No, Here's- the director. This was like a month ago. It was so sick. It was at the new Bev. Did you know? Oh, that's awesome. Did you know? I'm sure you do because I think his signature's on there. Do you know who did that artwork on the cover? He did talk about it, but I forgot. Who was it? William Stout, who designed Tarman. Oh, he did Tarman? That I didn't know. He was the production designer on Return of the Living Dead. Oh, my God. So it's like this weird synergy of like people and things, right? Like, it's so cool. Um. But anyway, we so, we showed Rock and Roll High School, and unfortunately, not a lot of people showed up. But it was in the back theater, Little Five. It was the smaller one. Yeah. Um, but I remember this group of uh, like younger dudes bringing in an entire pizza. <laughs> like they just <laughs> brought it in. They oh, literally wow. just brought in a freaking pizza and was like, and I'm like, so that's a normal situation in Rochester. I mean, I don't know. That was that <laughs> night. I don't know what happens all the time, but uh, but I, that's so wild that you were able to sneak in a pizza. Like that's that's brilliant. I it blows it. my mind. And the only other funny incident I've had with like a sim- sort of similar situation with food was this was a very big mistake. This was worse. Like that. That's probably frowned upon what I did there, but. I brought Pop Rocks to a movie once. Oh, that's probably- Can you imagine? We had no idea. Like we were just, I, actually, I think my aunt brought them. And me and my cousin, Chelsea, we went to go see that Jungle Book movie, that newer one that came out like yeah. seven years ago, maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> and this was in Buffalo. And <laughs> I think it was in Hamburg. And <laughs> we, I just remember putting those Pop Rocks in our mouth and it sounded like a bomb going off in that theater. Like there weren't even that many people there, but like the moment they went in our mouths, like we were dying laughing because everybody was turning around and just like giving us the side eye it was bad (laughs) i mean that's funny like the thing about like say something pizza you can't usually usually get pizza out of theater right (laughs) so they're not missing any revenue and i yeah they probably don't sell pop rocks for that reason so i imagine like you hear this like that would be you gotta try it (laughs) i'm telling you it's fucking awesome it's hilarious I, I should i should have brought those into a quiet place and, yes uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that would have been perfect actually <laughs> well we there's still time we got the third one coming out like next year <laughs> oh is it i didn't realize they announced one did they already they did and i i think today actually they announced that it's a prequel 
Like it's the very, it's like, oh, okay. it's called a quiet place. Day one is the title. They're going to shoot it in Buffalo again. I don't think, uh, maybe they're, they're shooting in Buffalo, but John Krasinski is apparently not directing it. Oh, okay. That's what I did here. Got it. But I, yo, I love the second one. I thought the second one was better than the first one. You know what? I still haven't seen the second one. I own really? it. Really? I haven't sat and watched it. You know, here's the thing. And I'll I say this: like, I really love the first one, but it caught me off guard. You know, it's funny sort of a funny story about that we got a call it was literally out of the blue and this doesn't this doesn't necessarily happen every day or anything so i don't want to make it sound like this is an everyday occurrence for me but like yeah i'm sitting literally at my office and you know kimmy's like hey you got a call from paramount i'm like oh okay and, and you know we've worked with them so that wasn't weird in that sense yeah like hey um would you want to do shirts for a quiet place and i was like uh, and it just come out like maybe a week or wow a day or two before that. Like it had just come out. And I was like, oh, um, yeah, I'll get back. <laughs> I got to watch it. So like, we literally like left <laughs> and went to the theater Wow, to see it. And then I came back. I was like, yeah, sure. We'll do it. Um, but I, it, that movie took me off guard in a way that I didn't expect, you know, as a father. Um, and yeah. it I basically just ugly cried uh, it was it hit me really freaking hard wow like it, i and and i haven't rewatched it because of that because it's it's very emotional yeah. and i i know this i know obviously we know what happened in the first one so i i, I would suspect the second one maybe isn't as emotionally draining but it's one of those things where i go i do want to watch it but it's Friday night at like 10 o'clock. Is that what I really want to put on right now? Do I really, you yeah. know what I mean? Like if, True. if is that the timing for it? So yeah, I don't know. I just have to make time for it and be done with it and watch it because I do, I am very curious about seeing it. It's just, you know, I'm just yeah. like, okay, it's going to be a thing, but save it for like a trip to Hawaii when you're in a better element. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. I, when we took, so, you know, we, we do like a two week break every Christmas we shut down, everyone goes home and we just, we no don't, way. yeah. And it, and you know, it's, it's a paid vacation for everybody. So none of us to worry about like, you That's know, cool. anything like that, but it's like, we all need that break, especially cause usually Q4 is, is pretty big for us. We're very busy and we're just going to get back into it in January. So yeah. it's like, no, I don't want to do anything. You guys shouldn't do anything. Let's just go home, whatever. So usually yeah. during that time, at least for myself, and I know most of the people that work with me, like I get to catch up in a lot of movies. Yeah. And so I'll watch a lot of movies and it was 2019 going into 2020, that break, I hadn't seen Midsummer yet. So wow. I woke up one morning and it was probably six in the morning that I got up and I, <laughs> everyone's asleep and I got nothing else to do. And I'm like, I just come down here and, and this is an addition on my house. So I can be in that theater room and crank it and no one can hear it. Oh, cool. So I closed the door to the addition um, I go into the theater room, I put on Midsummer, and I knew enough about Midsummer, but I didn't know yeah. everything. I watched that movie. I come out of my room at like eight in the morning and I'm like, what I, just happened? <laughs> I, I, the rest of the days, I don't even know what to do with myself right now. Like, I'm, <laughs> I need to be alone or so. I don't even know how to handle what I just yeah. saw, you know? Like, it, it's so wild. <laughs> Dude, he's so good. He is two for two for me right now. Yep. I mean, that one definitely took me a couple watches, though. I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, on like the third watch, I was like, OK, yeah, this is really great. Um, first couple of times I was just like, wow, this is like just so bizarre. But yeah, yeah. Although I'm I got into that, I got into Midsummer more than I did Hereditary initially. And because wow. 
The reason is we went to see Hereditary as a group at the office. We took like a field trip. And sometimes I'll read, I don't, I saw the trailer and I saw a bunch of like headline reviews. Yeah. But I didn't read about the film and all the headline reviews are talking about the scariest thing you've ever seen, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I'm expecting something not what I saw. Right. So yeah, we watched it and we all came out of the film and half of us were like, what the hell was that? And the other half was like, that was weird. <laughs> At first, I wouldn't say that I liked it. But then as the day went on, we were all talking about it at the office. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think that movie's brilliant. You know what I mean? Like you start <laughs> like it was like it had to bloom like a flower in my mind. Yeah. I was like, I think that movie actually is a masterpiece. It is. And I, I, I appreciated it while I was watching it, but I was also like, yeah. I was, I, I was just, I wasn't in the right frame of mind. And then now I could go back and rewatch it and be like, Oh my God. Like, see that happens though. That truly happens to a lot of people. You know, it's not a big deal. Yeah. If, you, if you're not into it, the first watch, but, but I love movies like that. I like the layering, right? Like I, I mean, look, I like, just a popcorn film like anybody else does and it's fun but i also like when there's something to chew on it's just sometimes again yeah. finding the time to get into that mindset can be hard sometimes you know true um like i just watched um different obviously but like i watched black mass the other day right I, oh that's a good film it's a great film but like i was watching it in chunks like i would just put it on out here um you know at night i'd watch maybe like a half an hour 45 minutes you know yeah. whatever and so I, I was like, I watched the last hour the other night, right before I went to bed. And, you know, it's not a happy film and not that it's like, uh, like weird or like that, whatever, but like you end the night on that note and you go to bed and I was kind of sitting there laying in bed, like, Oh, oh you know what I mean? Like you just think about like how yeah. the gruesome stuff that he did or whatever. And you're just like, that's not happy. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? true. So. <laughs> A little bit of a downer. I mean, I love the film. It was great. I love Johnny Depp. I think he's amazing. And yeah, it's I've a been shame, on a like, all the Johnny... stuff he's going through right now with Amber Heard. God, I I think look, they're both crazy, and they yeah. both are. Sure. I mean, I feel I do feel bad for him. She seems pretty, yeah. but he's he's not you know yeah. an angel either. So I'm not sitting here going, oh, he's like you know whatever. But like, it's I've only watched a little bit of it. I can't spend my yeah, time they both need counselors let's be honest yeah, yeah. yeah. and they don't need each other <laughs> like no, they, don't they need, need to get other. away from each other right i now. did see uh <laughs> i i did see uh, a meme today and it was uh it was like someone had just put a big piece of crap right in the middle of something it says amber alert and i was like <laughs> amber alert that was the best i'm like oh that's incredible God. yeah it's that's you know it, what i find interesting is that everybody is watching this and talking about it it's yeah it's almost i i i, I and this is going to sound like a weird analogy i hope you understand what i mean but it's almost like the oj simpson trial or something you know? <laughs> in that case yeah. somebody died i mean i'm not trying to like make light of anything but it's yeah, like of course that was everywhere in 94 like yeah. you couldn't escape it and i get kind of it because again it was a murder involving yeah. a high profile person but i'm yeah. sitting here going why are we so engrossed in like what literally being able to watch this trial not just hearing news about it yeah it's disgusting it. i feel like that's a little it's too much yeah and i don't i don't know the reason behind that it's just weird like entertainment tonight and you're so you're seeing the trial i'm like yeah that's weird you know yeah, that's that's all private stuff that, that should be dealt right. with privately. 
Exactly. But you got OJ Simpson out there. He's like signing autographs and just living the life. <laughs> that guy, man. that guy, what a piece of work. What a piece of work. Yeah. Um, so this question, I, I already know the answer, but when did your love of horror begin? I know you saw Halloween at the age of four in 81. Yep. yep. So it was October 30th, 1981. Okay. Um, I was, you know, we were at a friend's house. They owned, they operated a deli. It was downtown Rochester. They had this deli and they lived like above it and the act back and back of it. And um, we would always go to their place and kind of hang out. And they had like, I'm the youngest of four and, and they had a couple of kids. I think one, the daughter was my sister's age or whatever. So anyway, yeah. I was four and we were, I guess it must've been some sort of Halloween party. Cause I feel like I remember being dressed up, but yeah. um, you know, I wanted to leave cause I was bored and my mom, my mom was just like, go watch TV. And I was like, okay, you know, what else am I going to do? <laughs> and there's three channels. Right. And so yeah. I, I just remember sitting down in front of this like TV and turning it turning the dial and Halloween came on. And of course I didn't know what the hell that was. I'd, I'd only been used to like Scooby-Doo or something at that point. Right. <laughs> and Popeye, cause we rented the, um, uh, uh, Robin Williams one, you know, um, uh, with, uh, what's your face from the show? Yeah. Duvall. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just remember all I really remember is I, I remember glimpses of it. I remember seeing, I do remember watching the whole thing because in subsequent years, I would rent it and be like, where is the scene with him in this room? Like yeah. Michael in this room, looking at a wall, where is the scene where Loomis is sitting in this like, like court, not courtroom, but like this presentation room. Like I remembered things of this movie that I weren't seeing. I was not seeing in the rental versions. Yeah. And I could, and it wasn't until 1996 wow. that um, the laser disc could come out, the widescreen laser disc, and they put the TV scenes in it. And they there was a website that showed screen grabs from it all, like first ever look at the TV scenes from Halloween. And I remember it loading, of course, this is like 28-8 modem, right? So it took like literally an hour to load like 10 pictures. Yeah. And I was like, oh. it's like my memory was uncovered because I was like, yes, they do exist. So again, I that's why I remember sitting through the movie and I do absolutely 100% remember that scene right there where she's, you know, Lori's in the closet and Michael goes to the, cause I remember that light shining on him. It was really the first time you got an up close look of the mask. Yeah. Right. It's terrifying. And you saw it in, in light a little bit throughout the other, but not a lot. And of course you saw it in the dark a little bit, but like, it's right there. Oh, and yeah. it just, there was something about that. And I, again, my memory is not being scared as much as being fascinated. I did become scared of that film later on as I was a kid and watch it again. And I would get scared of Michael, but like, yeah, it was like, is there more like this? And this is when just when mom and pop uh, video stores were coming up and Rochester was actually a testing market for VHS versus beta. Okay. So they would pick select cities to basically like the format wars and they would have both formats in that city. Whereas other cities might have just beta or just have VHS. Mm -hmm. We had like, they were, I don't know why, but Rochester is one of the cities they had both. So my dad bought a beta instead of VHS because you know, whatever, he probably heard it was better quality, which it kind of was. But anyway, we had like five or six video stores within like a three, four mile radius and we knew which ones to go to for which films and which ones had the best beta selection. And so it, be, and then we eventually got a VHS obviously, but it was going there and looking at the art and going through all the videos and being like, 
reading the back. Oh, this has a bunch of teenagers and a person in a mask and they don't know who it is and they're killing him. Yeah, I'll take it. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and again, this is post at this point. Cause I saw, you know, it was 1981 that I saw Halloween one. Yeah. So that was right around the time all the slashers were coming out. My buddy Valentine and, you know, all those. So by the time I was able to rent them or they were even available to rent, cause it took like a year for movies to come out on video at that point. Yeah. I would just eat it up. So Friday 13th, you know, every year was great. Cause you got a new Friday 13th movie to go see, you know? And yeah, my brothers would take me to the theater to see certain films, which is cool. They weren't really like, I was the only one in the horror really like they yeah. were okay with it, but they're more into it now. But Back then, it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to rent Creep Show because it seems like a fun, scary movie. But they weren't like into it. You okay. know what I mean? I was like, get me all the Fangoria's like take, you know, I'm yeah. making fake blood and getting the latex and trying to, you know, I was into it, you know, and Absolutely. My were like, yikes, You're like what's, what's <laughs> our son, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's really it. And then by the time I was about nine years old. There was a place called VBO Video Box Office. It was just about a little less than a mile away from my house. It was on my way to school. Um, um, they basically, I would rent all my movies there. It was the closest one to me, so I could get to it myself. Yeah. Um, and they would always call my parents to be like, "Are you? Can he rent this? Is this okay?" And my parents were like, "Yes." So my parents were like, "Can we just sign the back of his card?" And they did. And so it was like this. I was literally nine, 10 years old. And I just walk in there and get Friday 13th or anything. Yep. <laughs> be like this, you know, and yep. they didn't, you know, they were all R-rated movies, but I got to rent them myself. So no, dude, that was literally me. That's how I, I got, I fell in love with Halloween was renting it from the libraries up in Amherst, New York. Oh yeah. That's um, awesome. Dude, I would, I would rent Halloween every single time I went to the library. Like it didn't even matter. It was just every time I had to have it. <laughs> um, okay. And then eventually I started like my own like horror collection, of course. And it's, uh, it's yeah. funny. Like I remember, so that video box office. So once one particular summer, I mean, there was many summers kind of like this, but one particular summer, my friend Tim, who had just moved to the neighborhood, it was literally every day we'd go up to VBO, get a movie, come back, watch yeah. it, go, to my, go in my pool and then read Cobb in the house. Like it was just this thing. Psycho. So yeah. But one of the movies we constantly rented, like every, it, you know, I don't know if this was true, but like, like every fifth movie was this movie was Friday the 13th part three. I just oh, love classic. I love that movie. Like that is literally my favorite Friday the 13th movie. That's it's so like, good. And I love four and I love six. And so, I mean, I love them all, but like, <laughs> yeah. that's the one, right? Like that's the yeah. one. And when that store was closing in 2002, I think it was 2003. Yeah. My friend and I went to the store to almost say our goodbyes, if you will. And we hadn't been in there for like for probably five or six, maybe more years. Yeah. And she was just starting to sell off certain things. So I went to the horror section and I grabbed Friday the 13th part three. And I said, would you sell this to me? And she's like, let me see when the last time it was taken out. Like, is it like, it's still popular or something. Yeah. She looks in her database and it was us that had rented it like five years <laughs> before that. And she's wow. like, seven bucks so i was like here you go and i still have it and it's like this that's Holy the grail like, that's the it's not even like oh that's friday part three of vhs no that's the one wow. that I all the time and i think it even has the vbo sticker on it um yeah i haven't played it because i'm so worried that it's gonna bust but it's on yeah. <laughs> you know, it's on my shelf at, at, at the office but um amazing you know it's just stuff like that you know like i think you're probably the same way like you grow up renting all these films and watching them, you just want to have that in your house 
absolutely just the nostalgia factor for sure yeah but um dude i actually got to see a friday 13 part 3 in 3d a couple years ago it's amazing isn't it it's amazing you saw it too yeah so i saw it at the dryden the eastman house okay um here in rochester so that's a part of the eastman house it's uh it's its own theater this was 1998 oh and it was on an actual silver screen and it was amazing and then I've always wanted to have it at home and I, I bought like the yeah. VHS like flicker thing where you had to have this long cord. <laughs> it, it didn't work. Um, yeah. But I have it now in 3D in my like my home theater and it wow. is fantastic. But you, where did you see it? Did you see it in New Bev or something? No, it was at the Egyptian oh, Hollywood what? Boulevard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think it was the Beyond Fest guys that put that okay. on. Um, but yeah, I just remember the 3D being like really good actually. And you know, it's funny. That movie is amazing on its own, but in 3D, it's... You, obviously, when you watch yeah. it, you know what parts are 3D, but yeah, yeah. when you actually see the 3D, isn't it? Like... It was good. Um, yeah. Like, when he shoots the rod, I remember the rod flying at you. Like, the uh, the fishing rod or whatever you call that. Yeah, yeah. When, um... Yeah. Uh, harpoon. The, harpoon. The harpoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rick's eyeball coming out. Even yeah. just um, when uh, he's propping, oh, the rat coming out of the on the plank there, the little thing in the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like yeah. even the title credit, the opening credits with the words oh. coming out, I still find myself being like, like whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're swiping at it. You're like, oh, can I touch it? <laughs> well, it's funny. I never thought I would ever experience it in real 3D ever again since that night at the theater. Yeah. And um, my buddy he's like dude i actually have like a bootleg 3d copy yeah because it came out on blu-ray but the 3d was that um red and blue like what anaglyph or whatever and i was like no no fam (laughs) and he's like no i I have a blu-ray copy of it that's in actual 3d because he and i love 3d and i was like oh you do and he burned me one and then shout factory came out with their box set so i immediately scarfed that up and yeah honestly if you ever have a chance, if you ever have the means and get, get, I mean, I know they don't really make 3D TVs anymore, but if you ever yeah. come across a setup, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. At least just buy it to have it if you don't already have it, just so you have it. Yeah. In, in the event you're able to do it. I know 3D is a, is a dead format at home, although I tell you, watching 3D at home is way better ever than seeing it in a theater. And I mean, modern 3D, like, uh, true, yeah. You know, like a Marvel movie in 3D or something is way better at home than it is in the theater because those passive, yeah. Uh, I don't know the way they did it, especially in post doesn't work as well, yeah. but back in the eighties, Jaws 3d, Amityville 3d, Friday 13th part three and 3d, honestly, even much more modern film, but my bloody Valentine 3d. And oh, that was great. So good. And it's Dude. great. Too. It's so good. Yeah. I remember my dad brought me and my friends to see that. That was at the transit regal, you know, transit road. In Buffalo. I think Transit Regal was where I saw Halloween Six for the like the second and third time. No way. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I that's that's the one closer to UB, right? Oh no, that or yeah, I mean yeah, it's not far. Yeah, yeah, it's probably like what two three miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ish. Yeah, yeah, it's over the bridge. Like you got to cross. I was it one ninety or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm picture. So I was on North Campus. I went to UB for you. Oh, okay, cool. I lived in Ellicott and. And um, this was 95 to 96. Okay. And I had seen Halloween 6 right before I left for college. Or no, it was probably, I think that came out in September, October. So I probably was home for a weekend. It was probably Columbus Day weekend. I saw it with my buddy. <laughs> but in, I remember being at school and just 
walking to that theater i was looking at where's the nearest theater they're showing it. i'm like i'm just yeah. gonna walk and i just walked over there and saw it so i think that was the one wow yeah um they're actually they're showing friday 13th part three here again like next month in a couple weeks here but they're not doing 3d Oh, that's and I'm just like, damn. <laughs> it's so cool to see. I mean, you should definitely see it on the big screen again. It's fun. But uh, yeah. it's once you, you, as you know, once yeah. you see it in 3D, it's almost like you can't go back. No, for sure. So, yeah. It's, yeah. But what is cool is my, one of my friends knows the guy that owns the ranch from Friday 13th, part three. And he's letting me go on a tour in June. Okay. I'm flying out there. Um, come with okay. us. I swear to God, you, you can literally come with us absolutely 100 percent. that is incredible because i know that is like a ranch that they do they did other films i think they're right like yeah thing i forgot what the name was of it yeah. but yeah people some sometimes can do tours but i think it's like really rare and i think you kind of have to know the guy i mean that literally <laughs> is like one you know what's so funny i know this is sort of a weird tangent but like one of the things i love like i love that setting i love that barn so um, good and I love all the things about it. But what I, one of the things I really, truly love is the beginning of final chapter where they're back there and it's at mm-hmm. night and they show him lying there and they're all the ambulances and the helicopter, like yep. that type of continuity, even though there's basically no continuity in those films, just makes me feel like, I don't know, like, I don't know what it is. It just, maybe it's because it's another angle or something. It's like, oh my yeah. God, it's a real place, you know, but I've always wanted to go there. It starts with a V, doesn't it? I feel like it's like sticking. I have, my- yeah, I can, I can look it up. It. Um, it's bothering me too. <laughs> barn burned down though. I don't really know, to be honest. I feel um, like the, I feel like I knew the ranch was there, but for some reason, I thought I heard something like the barn itself wasn't there anymore. Maybe they they took it down or something. Valuse it movie ranch. That's what it is. Yes, yes, yes. That that sounds familiar to me. Yeah, Higgins Haven. Yes, can be found at the Melody Ranch Studio backlot in Santa Clarita. See, I'm not even sure. I'd have to I'd have to ask him about what's still there and all that. But I just know he's got access to everything that's still there, which is just it, wonderful. <laughs> it's just the best. Like I was I was very lucky to meet Richard Brooker before he passed away. Oh, um, I got man. to meet him and get you know get his autograph and stuff. And yeah, uh, he's just he was just so super nice. And again, that was just one of those moments where you're like, yeah. You're Jason. I mean, obviously, like I love Kane and I love his Jason too. I mean, that's amazing, and it's great to meet him too, and all that. Yeah. But like, you know, just like meeting Richard Brooker, and then again, unfortunate timing of his passing. It was just like, oh wow, like I'm really glad I got to meet him. But uh, yeah, it was one of my first shows too, so I was like, still like, what's going on? Like those are the people <laughs> I grew up watching. You know what I mean? So it was like yeah. so like ah, it's crazy. That's awesome. I met uh, Ted White. Ted White was cool. Yes. I, you know, it's yeah. funny. I missed meeting him like for like three shows. And finally I saw him once. I'm like, I, I hate to say this, but like, I need to meet him before this guy either dies or stops doing yeah. shows. He's like 95 years old, you know? And it's, I just, I love him because he was John Wayne's, you know, stunt guy. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now that's what's funny is he actually retired from conventions and played golf for like a month and then just decided, Nope, I'm going back. <laughs> he came right back. But That's I so think cool. I think he'll still do at least one more. Not, so. not super sure. Um, I know Jamie Lee Curtis is totally going to Halloween uh age 45 next year. Oh, is that is that been officially announced? That I mean, I just kind of I kind of know that's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. I um, just do, right? Yeah, I mean, 
yeah, she's gonna be there. She didn't make it to the fortieth. I mean, oh, her daughter was getting married that that weekend. Yeah, she was supposed to. If that wasn't happening, she would have been there. Yeah. So I mean, it only makes sense for her to be there at the forty fifth. And honestly, at this point, especially with Halloween ends this year, like, yeah, and it's in happen. California, it's in Pasadena. It's like, I mean, we'll be there. So that's you know for exactly, sure. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. Like it's it's got to happen. It's got to happen. That's gonna be one of the greatest events of all time. The last one was amazing. Were you at the last one? Dude, we, so we were there and yeah, we, I brought the entire crew. I said, screw it. Cause a lot of like half the people that work with me had never been either to California or been to like the sets or anything. So I was like, yeah. screw it. We're renting a house in Glendale. We're going to go see everything. We're just going to do it up for the week. And, you know, obviously we brought our stuff out there and we shipped it out there and we had a big booth and, you know, I love Nate who runs it. He gave us the best spot right in front. And yeah. And we were going to take, uh, like, uh, we were going to do shifts. So it was me and Kimmy and her husband, the first round. Yeah. And again, everything in the show was basically behind us or to the side of us because of where we were positioned. So it's not like we could see everything because we were kind of at the, with the front door in a way. Yeah. So we're sitting there and we're getting set up and I looked up and I, and I could see some of the people from Halloween 2018, you know, their tables and a little bit around the corner but I saw this line of people and I was like, damn, that's damn. crazy. I was like, that's wild. Like, who are they waiting for? You know? And I look around, I go, Oh crap. They're waiting for us. And it was no uh... joke. The line was like 60 to 75 people deep all weekend. Wow. So it you guys was, made out. It was incredible. And yeah, it was, it was such, I mean, I know Edmiston obviously did amazing and I know everybody else did really good, but like I was walking around, there was some, like, we just thought, there was a ton of people at the show and I think the show did fine. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's great, but like walking yeah. around, it felt a lot more dead than being like at our table. <laughs> like there was no, so many sure. people, but I mean, I mean, it was just cool to see like people were waiting outside for Edmiston, which was amazing. And then, yeah. um, you know, obviously, you know, all the other celebrities and stuff, you know, did great, but I did not expect the turnout for us, at least in terms of just the people that came to the show, wanting to get stuff from us as well as meeting everybody. And what I really loved and, and what I was looking forward to anyway, but it, it was a little overwhelming was the amount of people that, you know, we, you know, one of our biggest places we sell to is LA. I mean, that's literally yeah. at the top. So, so many customers and, and fans and whatever are there. Mm -hmm. So many people came out for that show that we got to meet in person. So like people you've only known either online or just from orders and stuff. It's like, Oh, that's that person, you know, like that's that person. And like, yeah. we thought they were like celebrities to us because we'd see them order all the time. And so, you cool. know, so it was, it was this really cool. That was another one of those, like everything went pretty much perfectly. I mean, I got, we all pretty much got sick on the way home because it was just crazy weekend, but like, yeah, you know, it was just, it was a blast. That was, you went to the show, right? Yeah. That was, that was one of the most amazing weekends of my life for sure. Yeah. I actually, uh, that's where I met my friend, Robert, who I said was going to show me the, the Friday the 13th thing. Mm. Um, he works for like horror hound. He like writes articles from time to time, but oh, he was, cool. he was one of the tour guides on that. And that's how I met him was he was oh, nice. our, our bus tour guide. I don't know if you went on one of those tours for the, the location. Oh, we did it. Yeah, we did because I went on the, so I was there in 2013 for the 30th anniversary oh, or okay. 35th. Sorry. Um, yeah. and then, so I, and then I was, I had been back there in the meantime and, and gone to the places by myself or with a couple friends or a friend of mine and we go around and stuff. Yeah. So, and then the night that I picked everybody, cause I was out there before everybody else came out just to kind of 
get the stuff situated and, and the, the shipment coming in and whatever they came in and I picked everybody up at the airport and then I took them over to the Myers house and showed them around and stuff. Yeah. But I did want to have them, I wanted to do the whole deal. So we did the, we did the bus tour because yeah. that's a really easy way to see everything without having to just drive around or whatever. And then the cool thing is, I don't know if you were on the same, you must've been, but like, did you go into the fog church? Yes. Yes, we did. They never do that. Like, like the first two hours on, you can only like walk up to it or drive by. Like they never, they, they even said that they were like, we don't let people in this church. Yeah. It's crazy. And then, so that was amazing. And then going over to, um, why do I keep forgetting the name of the bar? The Halloween three bar. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The Yeah. I can't like, even think. Anyway. Uh, we know what it is, but or, we can't think of it. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, we went there and then of course we did the, the drinks with Tom Atkins on, on yep. Sunday night, which was fun. That was a blast. I was and, there for that. I still got my pint glass. <laughs> oh man. yeah, me too. And it was fun. Uh, Tom's a great guy. Um, but uh, yeah, so I wanted them to experience it all. Now, when we go back next year, we'll probably just drive around ourselves and, you know, and see the stuff that, you know, that we want to see and, and, you know, that it, it, cause everyone's seen it already. And I've been there enough times where it's like, not that it's like, it's always amazing. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. It's lost. It's luster, but I feel it's almost like when you've been to Disney world, like 10 times, you don't have to go on every ride, you know, <laughs> you can focus on the ones that you like. So yeah. It's sort of like that where it's like, you know, I can just do this and not do that or whatever. True. Um, we'll plan it out, obviously, but I'm looking forward to it again. I'd like I gotta get back to LA. I'd like to get back out this year if I can, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, you should come during Beyond Fest. That that's super fun. That time of year. I've heard that's pretty amazing. Oh, that's yeah. that's usually October though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a hard time of year to get out there. True, um, true. It's just busy, you know, but, um, yeah. I was out there like, it was 2017. I was out there for like a week, week and a half in September. And that was nice. Yeah. Um, Cause it was right before we got really super busy, but I was able to like have some meetings and see friends and all that stuff. But it was like a week solid of like meetings, like, Oh, there's one in Santa Monica. There's one in here, Pasadena, there's one here. So I'm like driving all over the place mm-hmm. and you know, it's crazy traffic out there, you know, as you know, and it's just like, Holy crap. I love driving, but man, I'm like, I was just exhausted. <laughs> Have you ever been in the Myers house in? No, I've never been inside. I have snuck inside the Myers house. <laughs> we literally, we literally were there in like the middle of the day one day. And we were just like, okay, like we, we were just going to walk in and or like knock and see if anybody would just let us peek in real quick. Yeah. And my friend, for whatever reason, just opened it up and he's like, I'm going in. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess I am too. So we we went in real quick and we got a picture on the stairs and then we walked upstairs and no joke, somebody came out of that office at the bottom and we were upstairs, like in the hallway. And I'm just like waiting. I'm like, something bad's going to happen. And then they were like walking around the lower level, walked back into their room and boom, we, we flew down the stairs and we got out of there. But yeah, uh, you were out quicker than Judas' boyfriend. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> you know, do you know who rents one of the offices upstairs now? Who? Michael Doherty. What? No way. He sent me an email one day a year or two ago, and he's like, "Guess what?" And he sent me a, he sent me this like um, pictures, and it was like the Myers house, and then it was one a little bit closer, and it was even closer, and in the upstairs window in Judith's room, he's standing there dressed as Michael Myers. Yeah. Like, oh, that's cool. He goes, no, that's my new office. I'm like, 
you got to be freaking kidding me. The guy who created trick or treat and Sam now has an office in the Myers house. I'm like, that's like, my mind just like blew up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, I, cool. I, I'm assuming he still has it, but, uh, wow. At first, I, I thought you said Michael Michael Moriarty or whatever his last oh, name was. From, 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 like, uh, from the yeah, stuff, from, I was like, yeah, oh, exactly. another sweaty um, palm. <laughs> I, the first time I remember, so we went again at the 35th anniversary, and I was, I remember it was just me and uh, Tim and Christy worked with me at the time. It was just us three. Yeah. And we were, we had, again, my, my first time in LA since I was like 10. So like it basically was my first time in LA because I wasn't there very long when I was in 10. But anyway, yeah, I, we were there and we were in, again, Pasadena, right? So we were staying at the same hotel across the street from the convention center. Yeah. And I could not sleep. And it was probably, I don't know, four or five in the morning. And I got on my phone and I'm like, how far is Myers house from here? And it was, I think three and a half, four miles. Does it sound about right? About. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, I'm just going to go. So I, Everyone was asleep in the room. I just left. It was pitch black out, put on my no headphones, way. started walking and I'm just walking and walking and the sun's coming up and I'm walking. And then it got to be about, I'm trying to remember because my wife would have been up at around seven, seven thirty, or eight. So it would have been probably around four thirty-five in the morning for me. <laughs> anyway, um, I called her. So I'm talking to her on the phone and I'm walking and I knew I was getting close. And I was yeah. walking up and I saw the train tracks, you know, the, the you know, the, the, the train, but yeah. I, you know, again, not having ever been there, I wasn't familiar exactly, you know, with the layout yeah. and I'm talking and talking. And all of a sudden I stopped because I look over and she's like, Hey, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I need a minute right now. I think I need to go. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm like getting like kind of verklempt thinking about it, but like, it was a moment for me. Like I got off the phone with her and I, I was crying. I was, I mean, that sounds so silly to say, but like, yeah, yeah. And I hear you, but it was true. It was cause it, I, it was right there. Like I just walked up and I was like, yeah. Ding, there you are. And I was like, <sighs> and, and so, cause it was like five thirty six in the morning, whatever time it was, I, it the sun had just come up yeah. and I walked to the back and I basically redid the entire opening sequence <laughs> my phone and i had the music playing while i was walking incredible um, because you know i had to nerd out and uh, i wasn't yeah. able to go inside later on we went back with a friend of ours and we you know they say don't go on the porch whatever and i get that but someone comes out on the stoop while we're taking pictures he's like get up here on the porch i'm taking a picture of you guys we're like really so we got to go up on the porch oh, and nice a picture of us so i got to stand at the front door but uh dude it was just i don't know i don't you know it's just one of those things, you know, everyone has probably the movie or that thing. And, you know, it's just, it was like this culmination of all these things. And it was, it was yeah. just really uh, a moment, you know? And it's so cool because all of those, those locations are right there. Like, I mean, the alley from the second one's right there. The hardware yep. store is right all across right. the yeah. street. Like, you know, Lori's house is, you know, the next block. Yeah. Uh, very cool area to go for any Halloween fans, but um. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Forgot what you I was know, just it's, thinking. <laughs> it's funny we uh we got a picture at that stoop, you know, with Lori's house, and it's it's one of my yeah. favorite pictures of us as a group. Unfortunately, Eric was actually with us, but he wasn't in the picture at the time. We yeah. actually photoshopped him in later on the picture, but um, uh, it's just, and I think the owner of the house might have taken the no, it was our friend Ian, I think that took the pic or Jeremy. Mm. I can't remember now. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But we're sitting there, but um. <laughs> When I was there in 2017, my buddy and I were walking around there. We got coffee and 
we sat on Mustafa Akkad's bench that they dedicated to. Him. Oh yeah. And we just, we're sitting there and, and I'm sitting there and we're just having a nice conversation and it's a beautiful day. And yet, Oh, there's Lori Strode's house. And you know, like it's this weird and, and where they filmed uh, the library scene in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah. You look out and you know, it's, so it's just, you know, again, I understand someone who lives there and stuff. It probably becomes a little bit second half, but like, it's a, it's a cool thing. You know, it's a cool thing to be like, Hey, yeah. I'm just hanging out and it's a nice day and I'm having good time with my friend and we're having a chat. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> boom, <laughs> you know, it's there like, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the, the girl that owns that house is super nice too. I can't remember what her, what her name is, but she oh, I know she, we had a nice chat with her. She was so sweet. And yeah. so lovely. Like, she always has the pumpkins for you to carry in the pictures. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't understand why like the Myers house, like I get, they have offices in there, but like at least one time during the year, they should do tours. Like, I feel like they'd make a fortune off of that. Well, it's like, uh, Nova Scobo, right. The camp, uh, for Friday 13th, they did not let people in there for years yeah. and then they started doing tours. It's like, you could make a lot of money, you know, yeah. like, and I get it. If it's your office, you don't want people wrecking stuff or stealing stuff. But I mean, you could. Yeah, you could have like people there and it could be like a, a thing you do at night, you know, yeah. every night in October, maybe like right. they make bank. But what I will say, like, and I'm sure you know this too, like right next door to, or behind it is that Sugarman Gallery, which is incredible. Yeah, it's cool. So it's really neat to have something so themed for that. I mean, I know it's not just Halloween, but I mean, that's a huge part yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, right there in the literal backyard of the Myers house. Like, yeah, was that right. They have a hefty dosage of hocus pocus stuff in there too. Yeah. Like, they have the, like the original book, yeah. you know, it's funny. So Kimmy who works with me, that's like, when I say it's her favorite movie, that's not even like, it's more her favorite movie than Halloween's my favorite movie. If that could even happen because I mean, yeah, it's such the fan of hocus pocus. And Best. <laughs> we, when we were there, we were already going to go to Sugarman. It was literally the weekend or week that the book wasn't there. It was like, traveling somewhere and something and it was like are you kidding me and she tried like we were leaving town the next whatever week yeah and it was just coming back like it just like cross like <sighs> just missed it has she gotten to go back since or no 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 so next year i'm hoping okay. we'll have it and we can see it because that's really that's going to be a thing for her like i mean when i say uber fan i mean she saw yeah. it when she was she must have been what 10 she saw it in the theater with her parents. She walked out and said, I want to go see that again. And they turned around and went and saw it again. She walked <laughs> out and said, I want to see that again. And she saw it a third time in a row. In the same day? <laughs> same day. Wow. Yeah. I, went, I went to Salem like five years ago and we did all, all the locations. That was oh, yeah. Cool. She goes every year. Like literally every yeah. every uh, September. Is that when she goes? Yeah. She literally, she has like her and her husband go every single year and then of course they do a location. So she knows all that stuff. I mean, she's just, it's amazing. So, uh, I, I hope, I hope it's going to be there when we're there next year and we can see it. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm, I'm looking forward to the sequel too. Hopefully they don't butcher it. <laughs> Is that this year? Is that coming out this year? It could be, I'm not sure to be honest. I feel like it's going to be a little longer. Plus, right. I think, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little, I mean, look, I love Hocus Pocus. It's a great film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a little worried about it too. Just in that, I mean, I know Kimmy is too, but Kimmy, she has yeah. a, a healthy um, dose of like, okay, I know this might not be what I want it to be, but I'm yeah. gonna go into it with an open arm and mind, and, and open arms and open mind, and just take it for what it is. So hopefully, for her sake, it's it's enjoyable, you know. Yeah. Um, like for me, if it's 
not as good. It's okay. Like I'm not like bound oh, you can still it. separate it from the original. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like any Halloween, right? Like yeah, you know any of the movies. Like I mean, I did like 2018 a lot. I liked Kills, and I'm looking forward to End. So yeah, I thought yeah. it was a suitable trilogy to end the movie series with starting from one and then the three after that. So I'm I'm down with whatever. But I also am like, look, people are gonna remake things. They're gonna reboot things. They're gonna reimagine things. Who cares? I just don't, I just don't care enough. Like if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's fine. It didn't take away the original, you know? Speaking of, you actually got to spend some time on the set of Halloween kills, right? I did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was, that was so, um, it was basically, I, I was, you know, we have a good relationship with the studios and, you know, obviously we have the rights to do the the shirts for all the films at this point, but there's tons of studios that run them. So my friend who's one of the producers was basically like, Hey, I, I did say, I said it in passing mostly in jest, but like if there was any shred of possibility, I, that's why I said it. But basically I was like, look, if there was ever a chance I could ever be on the set would be amazing. Right. Yeah. I, I I never expect anything. I just don't want to put anybody out. So anyway, it literally, he's like, well, actually there could be a chance. I was like, Oh, don't you don't even mess with my emotions right now. Like, yeah, don't right. you can't say that unless they're even, you know, don't so even. yeah. So it was a Friday <laughs> night. We were in the theater room watching uh, some movie because we do like movie family movie nights every Friday. And oh, cool. I come out and I was checking email or my, I got a text, I think. And it's like, you come out Monday. And I was like, for real. And I was like, okay. And then literally that night I, my wife and I, we were looking up where to stay. I'm like, I booked the trip, booked the flight, booked everything, flew out Monday. Oh my God. Got there Monday afternoon. I rented a car. Um, it was Wilmington, North Carolina, which also was the place where um, Silver Bullet was filmed, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, so wow. I was like, oh, I'm looking up all the filming locations for that. And, all yeah. <laughs> and so I, I stayed on the, like, is it considered? I'm, I'm really feeling really bad here. I don't know if it's considered the river, but like, it's basically like a river that runs through it, you know, like Dawson's Creek, you know I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. too. So it's on that. Right. Um, I feel really bad not knowing this, but anyway, um, I stayed at this hotel and it, like Wilmington's this really small little place. And it wasn't by like the beach or anything. It was in like, like, I don't know if it's considered the downtown, but it's a cute little main street. Right. So I, it's like, up here and then you have to drive down around the back so it's almost like it slopes down and then there's like another area here and this is my hotel so i walked up the hotel and it's one of those that you enter from the outside it's not like indoor hallways or whatever um and i as i'm walking down the hall like the main way there i look over to the back of one of the buildings across the way and i see the words haddonfield memorial hospital and i was like and i knew it was being filmed in the area i knew obviously knew that i just I didn't know I was staying right across the street from it. Wow. And I, and I saw the ambulances. I saw the cranes and I saw all this. So I was like, holy crap. So <laughs> stuff in the room, I walk over there and it was during the day. Yeah. No one was filming yet. So I'm like looking around, I'm taking some pictures. So anyway, I go about my day. I'm, uh, I'm going to the silver bullet, like where they, the gazebo in the park and stuff. I come wow. back and my buddy texts me and I was getting something to eat. He's like, yeah, I'll meet you up at the restaurant. We'll come down. I'm like, great. So we get down there. And it's, you know, it's starting to become night now. This is, I think this is about the time I real I found out that that was Jamie Lee Curtis's night, first night on set. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So 
basically they were going to be filming most all the exterior shots for Haddonfield Memorial Hospital and some of the interiors where she first arrives in the truck and then they take her out on the gurney and they bring her in right they were filming the the guy falling um and then the aftermath of him falling splat on the ground they were filming all these scenes so pretty much everybody was there with the exception of James U. Courtney um so they're like, okay, we need to get you a seat. And they're like, oh, just use James's seat. He's not here. So they gave me the seat with the shape on it. I was Come like, on. what? So I'm in crazy. the video village and I'm sitting with a couple of my, the producers are friends of mine and we're chatting. And I'm like, I literally don't even want to touch anything. Cause I'm like, it's like a uh, clerks. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Right. I, I just don't, yeah. don't want to mess anything up. Right. And I knew it was a, I just, I just didn't want to feel like I, you know, I, I just didn't want to mess anything up. So um, we're sitting there and I was like, do you mind if I take a couple pictures, but I won't show any, I just want to take like a couple things, but I don't want to be the guy going like tapping and taking pictures. Um, so I took a couple pictures and I go to turn to take, it was like a nice sunset or whatever. I'm going to take a pic. Oh my God, Jamie Lee Curtis is right there. Oh my God. She's right there. Like 10 yeah. feet away from me. And I was like, that's crazy. And she's dressed as Laurie Strode and it's this whole thing. So I'm talking to the producer and all of a sudden I just send something right here and to the left of me and I turn and Jamie is standing right next to me. Like what? And she's holding her belly because she's in her, all her makeup. So blood's everywhere. And I was like, Oh, hi, do you need like a bandaid or something? And she just started laughing. <laughs> she started talking to one of the producers and, but I was kind of in the conversation, like they were talking, but then we all started talking together. So it was this, it was such a, just a conversation and I didn't get a chance to like introduce myself, but like, yeah, we were just talking about knives out and talking about, cause it hadn't come out yet. It was going to come out in November. So we were just talking and talking for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes or so. And then she's like, I'm going to go, there's some fans across the street. I'm going to go meet them. And she just walked across the street. And uh, my other friend was like, Oh, I better go tell her not to take any pictures, you know, with people and, and stuff. And it's so funny. I did not tell anybody except for like obviously my family and the people that work with me that I was going to the set like I just didn't I wasn't going to tell anybody right yeah yeah and and I was on set all night and well I will say this everyone was amazing literally like an hour in it was like family cast and crew like I'm sitting next to Annie Matichek and Judy Greer and she's she's the crocheting and stuff and her phone went off and it was the Halloween theme (laughs) (laughs) and like like Anthony Michael Hall comes in and goes, Oh, Hey, how you doing? My name's Mike Hall. And I was like, I know who you are. And Mike, like you're Anthony. <laughs> like, and, and like, it was, it was literally like, um, the woman who played the, the nurse, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, her yeah. last night on set and they made a cake for her and she was crying and everyone was like hugging each other. And it was, and I listen, I'm not, it's not like I go to film sets every day. Okay. So I don't know what to, oh, we all went to craft services and had dinner together, cast and crew. Like it was this whole thing. And yeah. everyone was so uh, amazing on their own, but like accepting of like me. And, you know, some people like when we were talking like, oh, you know, Fright Rex is like big new because they bought the shirts, whatever. So that was cool. But like, it was just this communal thing. And like, we were there all night and then I was trying to get some sleep and then I woke up and like my phone's blowing up and it's like, are you at the Halloween set? What's going on? I, I heard you were at the house. I'm like, what's going on? Like, yeah. Talking about this. Well, a few of the fans that were across the street were like zooming in, taking pictures. And there's this one picture that leaked out of Jamie Lee Curtis and me, like not like next to each other, but like in the same shot. 
Oh, I got to see that. And my head turned and I guess a few people recognized me and they were like talking about it. I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. I want to see <laughs> it that. Was, like, I'm funny. like bloody disgusting or something like, you know, like <laughs> shots of Jamie on the set, you know, <laughs> and I'm sitting there at the video village. Um, I was there for two nights of the shoot. Um, and then during the days I was going to see all the silver bullet locations. Like I said, yeah, it was, um, look, you know, again, one of those things, one of those moments that you don't ever expect to ever happen to you. And again, just being a Halloween fan, being a loving, it's not even, it's not even just a movie. It's a Halloween movie. And it's not even just a Halloween movie. It's a Halloween movie with Jamie Lee Curtis. And I mean, okay. Like I've met Charles Cyphers and I've known him for a long time and he's a cool guy and everything. You're like, yeah. you know, you, you know, whatever. He's like, I've known him for a long time. It was like one of the first shows I've ever been to. We have done shirts with him for him and for shows. So whatever. And that's great. Don't get me wrong. And I've yeah. met, obviously, like I said, PJ and all this. Stuff. I never thought I'd ever get to meet Kyle Richards, like ever, because you know, yeah. she, you know, uh, the, the whole, was it desperate housewives? Was she on like what? Yeah. Know? Yeah. But like, she's like, you know, rich famous type thing right yeah and for her to come back in a movie like when she was announced for Halloween kills i was like that's the best thing ever but here i am sitting there and she's sitting behind me it's crazy and i'm like and, and nancy stevens was there who i've met before as well but like yeah and then we turned around and the, and the guy god rest his soul because i know he passed away recently i forgot his name unfortunately but the the guy they mistake for michael myers and he falls and he splats on the ground outside the, uh-huh. the, the hospital he's in his makeup and it's just like face plastered here and everything. And he's standing there smoking a cigarette. And I just happened to turn around and Kyle Richards and I saw him and we both looked at each other and went, what the hell? Like, that's crazy. Like, it was just like this wow. minuscule moment, but it was like, I didn't really get to talk to her or anything, but I was like, holy crap, she's right there. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, like, oh my God, this is so wild. You know, it's amazing. Um, you know, Kyle Richards is apparently really accessible here. She's got like a store or something in Beverly Hills. Oh, really? That's what I was told. Cause I, I have to get her on my poster still. I got to get her, uh, Jamie and believe it or not, Nancy Loomis still. Oh yeah. She, Nancy was one of the first people I ever met from the, from that movie. It really? was my first show it was her and Charles Cyphers yeah. at that show. I don't, I don't know if PJ was there at that show that year. That was 2005. Um, it's funny, sorry, tangent weird, but like, it was my first show. They were showing movies in the ballroom. This was in Monster Mania and Cherry Hill. And yep. again, first show. So I'm seeing people I'm wigging out. And for however this happened, I don't know. I'm standing outside the ballroom with Pamela, Susan Shoup and Dick Warlock from Halloween Two. obviously <laughs> Dick Warlock playing Michael Myers. Yeah. Susan Shoup was the nurse that gets killed in the hot tub, right? Yep. Or the you know, therapeutic tub, whatever. We're just, I don't know how this happened. We were just sitting there talking, just hanging out, talking. And she goes, is that my death scene? And so we open the doors to the ballroom and literally she's there naked getting drowned by Dick Warlock. And I'm standing with them and I'm going like, I'm, I'm in oh, again, a legendary just, moment. <laughs> yeah. The first time I'd ever been at a convention and I'm like wigging out. Like it, I, that was crazy. It was so oh. funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nancy Loomis is really nice. She's really cool. I, I hope she does like the 45th, you know? I think she um, will. Yeah, she definitely will. She's, she's like a teacher now or something. She's a professor, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think you're right. I, I bet Kyle will do it. Oh, yeah. I think I think they're honestly going to make it a goal to get everybody this time. I mean, they have to at this point. Like, honestly, John Carpenter do like a concert too, like as part of the convention. 
dude well they did that in 2013 it wasn't john carpenter because he hadn't actually been touring at the time but um uh, alan howarth did it okay and it was part of the vip thing and i'll i'm 100 honest i was sort of like i don't know why i was sort of like poo-pooing it for some reason i was like oh whatever he's gonna what he's gonna do is play the music you know i was being a complete like idiot about it right but i'm like okay let's go check it out we walk into the area and i was like this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Cause he's sitting there playing the music. They got the movies playing behind him. Yeah. The light show. I actually have video of when he started in the Halloween theme, someone dressed as Michael, which is in a really good costume, by the way, yeah. just started walking. I'm getting chills thinking about it. Walking, just walking up to Alan and coming back. Like, and we were just in like some ballroom of a, like an area, wow. like, yeah. but it was like, it, I don't know why I thought watching someone play the music from the films I love was going to be weird. Yeah. But I, I mean, literally the second I walked in, I went, okay, that's the most amazing thing ever. And then of course, a few years later, John Carpenter went on tour. I got to see him a couple of times. Well, you, we, we saw each other. Yeah. The- I saw you at the Syracuse so, one. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I went to Chicago before that. Cause I didn't think he would ever come near here. So <laughs> I went to Chicago and saw that one. And then he came here or Syracuse and got, to yeah. See yeah. Um, oh, it was an amazing concert. Oh my God. It was incredible. It was incredible. And honestly, seeing Alan Howarth do it was very similar. I mean, he, he was just himself, but he was so amazing. Like he yeah. was so good. So, uh, you know, I don't know why I was just being an idiot about it, but I'm glad you know, as soon as I walked in, I was like, Holy crap, that's amazing. He's just a cool guy, but seeing John in concert and seeing how much fun he was having, I was like, yeah, that's awesome. You know? And the whole VIP experience was so worth it. I thought that was super fun to get a picture with them, get a poster. Like it was awesome. Oh, you, I didn't get to do the, I didn't end up doing the VIP, but yeah. Um, I mean, we were like front row or second row or something, which was pretty awesome. And then yeah, we even were like row three or four, I think. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's great seats. Right. And yeah. Chicago right was a uh, general admission. So we were right up against the barrier. How um, long did you have to wait for that? Did you get there super early? We got there pretty early. We were in, it was weird. We were in line and it was kind of a long line. We got in there and we just kind of like shimmied up, right? Like you just kind of like shimmy, shimmy. And it it actually, and it wasn't like we were being jerks, like get out of the way. We just like kind of, you end up kind of bobbling up to the front and you're like, oh, I'm here. Um, Mm -hmm. It was just awesome. It was such a cool show. He's, oh man, it's so cool to see him in concert. No, for sure. Remember that like weird thing he was doing with his fingers where he would be like this? (laughs) <laughs> me and peter me and peter have this thing we call him creepy fingers now <laughs> like, yo it's creepy fingers <laughs> it's funny because you know he's always had that sort of gruff persona like i met him at a show once and it was yeah. somewhat brief but i did have to tell him like i saw him when i was four and he's like oh it's so young and i was like oh but i love it whatever blah blah, blah. Yeah. and um it's just he always had that sort of gruff persona mm-hmm. and i feel like especially because you know music is a probably his first love i would imagine if not one of obviously his loves next to film yeah seeing him just it's almost like a guy who retired and got to go play golf and loves golf you know what i mean like yeah he's doing what he loves to do and you can tell it made me smile for him because it seemed like he was just having the time of his life you know and he knows everybody in the room absolutely worships him and his work so that's got to feel amazing yeah i mean that does help like it's not like he's got to sell it right like no yeah he just has to walk up there and play you know halloween and christine and they live and all those films like yeah. everything and we eat it up which again i ate every drop up i was like give me more like it made yeah. me want to go home and have a marathon of every single one of his films you know and i think a lot of people did that people were Probably. stoked you know yeah this is one of the best concerts i've ever seen 
Yeah, totally. Me too. It was so good. I want to see it again. Hopefully he'll tour again. I don't know if he will though. I feel like honestly, it'd be dumb if he didn't, especially with ends coming out. Yeah. I feel like we're going to see some announcement coming shortly. That's my guess. Well, I love the fact that he has been doing music for other films. Like he's doing Firestarter. Yeah, and, that's what I'm uh, saying. Yeah. He was, I don't, well, I don't know if I don't give anything away. I don't know if it's really a spoiler, but he, maybe you did see it. Did you see Studio 666? Yes. Yeah. So he was in it, you know, and yeah. um, like, I don't know, seeing him again, just live out his like later years looking like he's just having fun mm-hmm. and not caring. Like, cause you always hear those stories, like, you know, studios breathing down your neck and you're over budget or you're over time or all that stuff and of course even and i'm sure people still bring up halloween all the time i'm sure he's just sitting there going like yes it's the same story every time yeah but you know obviously we all want to hear it but he is embracing everything and just having a good time so i don't know i I just love it i think it's cool yeah he just wants to relax and play video games but he he still does his like comic book signings he does that like every october in la oh really yeah every year that's cool so that's if you want to meet him, he's, he's still doing that. That's, and he's selling off some of his VHS collection. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that. And I was not sure. If, was that fake or was that real? I think that was real. Really? Because I wasn't yeah. sure. I couldn't no, tell. I'm actually thinking that was actually legit. I mean, that was. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> Imagine if it was like his copy of Halloween. <laughs> You'd be like, come on. I, would, a glass I, don't, case. I, don't, I don't even think I could handle that. You know what I mean? I would like, freak I out. No, that would be <laughs> Or like it's his copy of Halloween and like you take the tape out and it's just some random movie like Bridges of Madison County or something. Yeah, it's like Ghost on Mars. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know what? That's the thing. They're all Ghosts on Mars, but he yeah. uh, packages them in different slip cases, right? <laughs> He's like, I'm going to force you to like this movie. <laughs> it was like that uh, pop-up Jerry Maguire that happened, what, several years ago. Oh my ago. God. Was, that whole video store was all Jerry Maguire. So cringy. Um, yeah, it was. But uh, that, you know, that would be one of the best punked you could do like absolutely one of those movies and just put it in every single one but it's a different slipcase it'd be so funny honestly it'd be worth it it would totally be worth it hello mrs jensen you don't have any snickers in your shopping cart the neighborhood kids love snickers on halloween let me help you I'm only helping Snickers. We're definitely going to her house. This Halloween, nothing satisfies like Snickers. So you started Fright Rags in your apartment back in 2003. Um, And I know that you were aware with the uh, functions of starting a website and with coding and all that. How much were like the startup costs to get the whole operation going? So really... the biggest cost for me at the time was the shirts. So at the time I hadn't looked around locally to find anybody that could screen print them. I had screen printing experience in the sense that I knew how to do it. I took it in, in high school and college, but I wasn't like, yeah. not like a proficient at it. You know what I mean? But yeah. I was in an apartment. There was no way I was going to set up a screen printing operation in my apartment. Yeah. Um, so I didn't look around locally. I went to this place called custom ink online, which they're still on there online. Custom yeah. ink.com. And it was funny. It was for one color shirt. So just a one color imprint, um, no folding or bagging or tagging or anything. Yeah. And it was like 10 bucks a shirt for the quantity I was looking for. Cause I was only gonna get 20 shirts each. Yeah. Um, and there was three designs. So I spent $600 and I remember thinking, I remember being at work yeah. <laughs> and I had it in my cart. Like I had a tab open and it was like, that was the defining moment for me. Like 
the website setting that up, it was probably, you know, I bought the domain name, you know, you spent like 15 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever here and there. Yeah. Like this was like, once you hit that buy now button on those shirts, there's no turning back. You have to do something to do it. Yeah. So I remember sitting there like, I'm just, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And I clicked it and I went and I remember my wife was my fiance at the time. And she was like, what are you doing? Like, because I told her, I'm like buying these shirts. I think I'm going to sell them. She's like, we're saving for a wedding. Like, what do you, like, we don't have $600. Like this yeah. is a credit card, you know, my personal credit card. And I was like, I'm just going to, I mean, she's awesome. Cause she was just like, okay. Like wow. she wasn't, I mean, she wasn't like amazingly happy about it. I mean, she was supportive, but it wasn't like, she was sort of like, what are you doing? You know, like, like, we'll see how this plays out. <laughs> yeah. And so give her credit because otherwise she could have been like you're not doing it. you know what i mean like and, and yeah. whatever it could, have been a, it could have been a huge argument and it wasn't and i'm very grateful but um so it was the 600 bucks that i was like i don't know how i'm gonna make this back i'm just gonna see what happens i mean the one thing that pushed me over the edge was because i was a part of night owl um pro which was justin mabry's um site he went on to form trick-or-treat studios so that's yeah. you know and he and i had become really good friends at that time um and we, i mean we'd be on the phone for hours and hours and hours and he i want to do something creative too because i mean this guy was making the best michael myers mask in the business along with everything else that he did whether it was a mask or like jason stuff or anything he just was amazing and i was he, he and i are the same age and i was just so in awe of him and and honestly a lot of other people in the community that i wanted to do something two i just didn't know what and yeah. I, again i didn't i always liked weird t-shirts and i i didn't and i was a graphic designer and i i didn't know like anyway i just thought this would be a cool melding of things but when he allowed me or he actually did it himself post my t-shirt designs on his forum to get comments because i didn't want to spam his forum with my stuff yeah, um, yeah he was like no you should post it i think people would like it um you know there was so many positive comments like, Oh, I would buy that as a shirt. I would buy that. That was the thing where I was like, I think I might actually have people buying stuff from me. Like it could happen. Like this wasn't yeah. out of complete thin air in the sense that one day I woke up, started a website and then people bought it. It was like, I had friends or at least somewhat of an audience based on my friend's audience yeah. that I could start with. And that was, that was my initial batch of orders, you know, I mean, from those guys you know um and it, i didn't sell out right away i can't even remember when i had to do my next batch luckily a month after i started it i through my work um i found a screen printer my boss had hired a guy to do screen print we did we sold and designed laptop bags and it was oh, a small cool. office and i mean we're talking like i was one of three employees and one of them was the owner so it was really small but <clears throat> literally one day he's walking somebody through by my office and he's talking to them and he's like so you screen printing blah, blah. and i hear screen printing i was like what so he, they're coming back through and i stopped this excuse me did you say you're a screen printer and he's like yeah and i'm like do you do t-shirts he goes yeah and i'm like <laughs> okay he's like here's my information he lived probably a mile and a half away from my office wow which was my office it was about 15 minutes away it was in a different suburb but so he was going to be doing some work for us, just doing some screen printing on laptop bags. Actually, I don't even know if he ever did, but I called him like the next day, went to his house after work. 
we talked for like a few hours. He became our screen printer from that moment on until 2008. Wow. So five years, he was the only one printing our shirts. That's incredible. Um, well, I guess that we did have a couple other companies have to jump in at some points when we did stuff for Hot Topic. But um, yeah, it was Jim. It was Jim and his entire garage was filled of screens of our stuff. I mean, he did stuff for other people yeah. too, but it was mostly us for and that, the, the hot topic was when you had to do the 8,000 shirts for what would Jason do? Yeah. So we had gotten a season assist for the original. What would Jason do? Because the hockey mask and we okay. changed it or I changed it to taking out their trademark eye holes and their trademark shape and all this stuff. And it looked like an alien. And it's funny. I posted on night owl. I said, Hey, yeah. What do you guys think of this? And everyone was like, that sucks. Like, <laughs> I, and I told everybody what had happened, but I was like, yeah. like, I wouldn't buy that. And I was like, damn. And I was like, and this was 2005, okay. late 2005. And so <clears throat> I wrote the lawyers at, at New Line at the time before they became part of Warner Brothers. And I said, look, this is the design now. I changed it. I was kind of being brazen about it. I said, I'm going to sell this because this looks nothing like your, what you told me it should look like. Yeah. And I'm going to continue to sell it like this. I mean, that was kind of ballsy, yeah, but I think yeah. what's the worst they can say is no, we'll sue you. And I'll be like, okay, bye. Um, they just <laughs> said, okay, but just don't call it Friday the 13th. And I was like, well, I never did. I literally said WWJD. So, it yeah, never yeah. so literally the next day, cause I emailed that to hot topic. Cause we'd just done an order for them. My first ever order with them. And they said, we want to try it out. And they bought, I think it was like 800 shirts. And then three months later, they ordered like three or 4,000 of them. Wow. And then as soon as now, just to give some context, when you, when hot topic placed an order, like, obviously this was literally a one man operation. That was me or technically two men with Jim printing the shirts. There was no employees. There was no office. There was no anything. This was literally me, myself and I, right. Mm -hmm. When hot topic orders something from a vendor, the vendor is required to put hang tags on them, put the size stickers on them. They have to buy those. You have to fold it to a very specific specification. You have to box them specifically and you have to label the boxes specifically. You have to arrange the trucking company to pick all these up. You have to palletize them a certain way. And by the way, you have about three weeks to do it. So needless to say, when you're a larger company, that's a different story. Um, for me, when I got that order, I was like laughing and crying at the same time. Like it was yeah. happy and also, and by the way, they get 90 days to pay you from the day they receive the goods. Oh, so my God. you have to do all this stuff and spend all of that money up front and then wait three months to get paid. That's horrible. So again, as I mean, we work with Hot Topic all the time now. We work with Spencer's like it's yeah. a different situation these days. Back then, I enlisted everybody in my family and friends to fold. We had folding parties. Um, you know, I had things made up to help people fold just right. Um, it was literally jumping off, jumping off a cliff and figuring out how a parachute works at the same time and just mm-hmm. trying to land before you got creamed. So, and it was funny, we were exhausted after the first huge order. And literally I went on vacation that weekend. We went to visit friends in Boston, came back and I was at work and I opened my Fright Rags email and it was another order for like 3,500 shirts. I was like, oh my God. Uh, (laughs) Um, Like that's the death of me. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny. So they, 
they gave me their first order in on November 1st, 2005. And that was for Nosferatu. It was for like, I think that was 2000 shirts. We did it all with Jim. I helped print the back because we had, um, the cool thing is they let us add our own hang tag. So we put Fright Rags logos in the back and we also had a hang tags made up that had Fright Rags name and website that we put on with the, with the price sticker, um, which was great free advertising. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so we got those done. So November 1st, 2005, then they ordered all the what Jason Deuce. And then they were ordering Obey and Wolfman's Got Nards from us, which were great sellers on my website. But I don't think the mass media or, you know, people out there knew Monster Squad or they live at the time that much. You know, it wasn't really talked about as much as it is now. Right. Yeah. So I was like, and, and, oh, and at the time I had found a company in California to do all the printing, all the stuff for me. And I got a better price. So I was making more margin and they were doing all the work. And I was like, this is it. I've made it. This, I, I could quit my job now, probably. Like, this is amazing. And they did a test run of Obey and Wolfman's Got Nards. And then it was on Halloween. So almost exactly a year later, on Halloween, I wrote the buyer. I was like, so how are they doing? Like, are you ready to place like thousands of more? Or and he's like, yeah. yeah, they're like our worst sellers ever. And <laughs> they're probably not, we're probably not going to do any horror shirts anymore. And I was like, what? And so, oh at that moment, I said, you know what? Screw this. I don't want to be at anybody else's whim for what I do. I want the control over it. I just want to sell directly to people. I don't want to worry about Hot Topic and all these other companies. Yeah. And that's what we did for, I mean, from 2007 on. And, and really, it wasn't until the last couple of years that we, you know, I'd been in contact with Hot Topic and even Spencer's. We had done some work with them years ago um, in the meantime, but like, We've actually, even really since COVID, have been doing a lot more business with them, but it's been great. And we have a company that helps us do all that work. We have a great relationship. It's a much different story these days, you know? And, and again, as nice as that side of the business is, it's not A, interfering with our direct consumer business. And then also that is our bread and butter. Like that's yeah vast majority of our business. And that's where I want to keep it, you know? It's a damn shame you weren't based out of Buffalo, New York. I got to tell you. Because my mom actually owned a t-shirt company for 31 years. Which one? Custom T Activewear. Oh my, I bet I, I'll have to talk to my buddy who does our shirts now um, and see yeah. Custom T Activewear. It was called Custom T Activewear and Identity Inc. promotional items. And I think they changed the name to Identity Inc. She sold it to her cousin like five years ago. Okay. That's amazing. So yeah, you we, used, we used to do like the shirts for Kissmas Bash and stuff. That is amazing. Yeah. A lot of like all the sports teams are on Buffalo. Like, oh, uh, like the Buffalo state logo is us. The UB might even be us. I don't even know. That's incredible. Yeah. It, I used to be there all the time. I used to love being there, but yeah, I always God. wish we, we could do like a cool band or like horror shirts and stuff. And it never got to happen. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, that would have been sick. I mean, had I known <laughs> about that a while ago, I probably would have, you know, like, cause yeah. we, we worked with Jim up to 2008 and then our stuff just got more, more colors, more complicated. And we worked with another yeah. company here called TM designs for a couple of years, which they did great work. Yeah. But we really needed to be able to do full color simulated process. And yeah. we found a company. Um, they, they're, they're a broker. So they're based out of Florida, but they use uh, contract shops everywhere. Okay. And we use them for a long time. And come to find out, like I'd heard about this place in Rochester called Tiny Fish. And through my friend, Jess, who works with me, she met the guy who runs it. He's like, oh, have your, have your boss talk to me. And I had his card on my desk for a long time. And 
And then come to find out, I'd heard he had done contract printing with a company we're using. And I think they wanted to move all of our stuff over to them because uh, I think that was the case, but that was years before even we started working because, you know, we were so close, but serendipitously we met at a restaurant he was in a table over and he saw me he's like are you ben from fright rags i'm like yeah he's like tony from tiny fish i'm like oh yeah i've been meaning to talk to you and we struck up a friendship and we ended up moving all of our shirts over to him this was seven oh my god seven years ago i think it was seven and uh we never looked back they are the best they we we're like we're really, really good friends. Um, he, his company's grown quite a bit, but like, we're really good. I mean, I'm going to breakfast with him tomorrow morning. Like we, we're just, we're just great friends. I mean, he's, you know, it's more like almost like a partnership in a way. I mean, they do stuff for tons of other people whenever it's not just us, obviously, but I mean, yeah, just yeah. the way that we are, we're just really good friends. It's not just like, Oh, just, you know, work with that company. It's like, you know, it's like family, you know? Um, yeah, we great. Been- we mainly did like screen printing, embroidery and like promotional items. But you said he does like he knows like the certain process to getting like the right colors or something you said. So, yeah. So like the shirt you're wearing, you know, that's like a 12, 13 color print. Yeah, so no, it's crazy. You've got to get, you know, and, and I'm sure you know a little about screen printing, but, you know, every screen is a different color. Right. Yeah. And you take a digitally painted piece like that or, you know, an image, a high res image that is literally and especially when it doesn't have layers, it's just a flat piece. Yeah. You've got to separate that out and get all the tones and the half tones, the small dots there to lay all those colors on top of each other to get all of those tones and gradients. Right. Yeah. And that is not easy to do. And they have literally the guy who helped invent like simulated process working for them doing separations. Wow. And um, I think he's from Buffalo actually. Okay. Um, but uh, it was because of us and a few other companies that really was helping support that side of the business. Cause like, you know, if they do a lot of single color stuff or, or four color stuff or whatever, but yeah. when it comes to having a dedicated kind of staff to deal with that stuff, you need to have the business running it. And when we moved everything over to him, it was worth yeah. it. And other companies jumped in and were doing stuff with him. So it helped really support that side of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, so it is a much more detailed process that, unless you know what you're doing, you're going to have to do like direct to garment, which is like, you know, those machines that just are basically like inkjet machines that print, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. isn't the same quality as I'm sure, you know, as a screen printing. So no, yeah. um, honestly, those, what Tony and his team have been done, doing for us the last seven years. I mean, the company we used before that were great. They were really great at what they did. These guys are literally, I mean, to me, best in the business. I just, I don't, you know, yeah, it's they're just amplified it. <laughs> yeah. And they're literally two miles down the street from us. Yeah, two that's miles. And they that's do great. help us with fulfillment sometimes, like when we do lunch boxes or we do figures mm-hmm. when we have like thousands of something like we literally had 19 pallets come in of those plush dolls that we're starting to sell tomorrow. We can't we have zero room for that. Wow. In our where we are. So they have them there and they're going to fulfill them. We send the orders to them and they fulfill them. So um, cool. But we're still able to do, you know, all the other things, the shirts, the hats, the whatever else. So, you know, we're still cranking in our warehouse, but when we get huge shipments of stuff that, you know, when we have 5,000 lunch boxes coming in and we don't have a place to put those, you know, like yeah, we got to, yeah. we got to, we need help. And especially when stuff comes in just to go back out, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the plush aren't pre-sold, but like the things like lunch boxes and figures, those are all pre-sold. So literally we need to bring them in and then 
get them out. We don't have to necessarily warehouse them other than the extras that we keep left over to sell later on, which we can handle. So they have been instrumental in sort of helping us um, have a flexible sort of capacity when we need it. Because um, otherwise we would have to get some major, much bigger warehouse and hire five more people. But then when those orders come and go, then we don't have anything for them to do. You know what I mean? So, no, yeah, for sure. So it's, uh, it's, it's better that Tony's able to handle it. How did you guys thrive during the pandemic? Did it hurt sales? No, it's weird. So, you know, obviously world shuts down March, 2020, yeah. we were um, on Slack is that, you know, like an internal um, chat, right? So obviously yeah. you can do it from anywhere. So we're all at home, but like we're slacking each other, like, okay, like what's going to happen? We don't know. Can we even go into work, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I remember there was one weekend, it must've been like the first weekend that I was like on Instagram, like doing stories, like just saying, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, and obviously everyone's just talking about COVID and every, you know, how sad and tragic it is because it's a global pandemic. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, that's it. No one's going to be buying horror shirts. And then, and then the government handouts came in. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you know, we obviously for us as a business applied for, for, yeah. for you know, stuff, but what I was going to say, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> all of a sudden it just like, boom, it blew up. And I was like, what is happening? And we, and again, we were still trying to navigate just being able to work out of the warehouse <clears throat> and be safe. Right. And, and, and do yeah. split shifts for the people that work there and all these other things. Most of us can work at home. It's fine. But like when you have to fill orders, you have to be there. So we have to navigate that. So yeah. anyway, we are doing all that. And it, it was, so 2020 was our biggest year at that time. And, and by a sizable margin from, from before it, we grew quite a bit. Wow. And then we're like, okay, 2021, you know, things are leveling out, you know, we're starting to get vaccines and people are starting to get back out there or whatever. I don't know what happened, but January, 2021 happens. And it's like blew by the year before. And it kept growing and growing to the point where we had to hire another full-time person, add some warehouse space. And it was like, what is at the full-time person was Eric from the little actually. Um, Oh, nice. And because he was a good friend of ours. And I was like, what is happening? So last year was actually our biggest year ever, like by even sizable margin on top of 2020. Like it was exponential growth. Mm -hmm. And so and it's it's so weird to, to say, because obviously I know people in businesses and people that have just were crushed by the pandemic. And here we are thriving. And I I feel, you know, there's a, there's kind of like this, weird, like a survivor guilt, you know what I mean? You're like, why are we doing so? And I know it wasn't just us. There was a lot of e-commerce. We know like there was a lot of businesses, e-commerce only that thrived during it. It wasn't literally just us, but like, yeah. I don't know. It was, it's a weird thing, but I was very, you know, we were all very fortunate for it and blessed and uh, you know, things are still going well. So it's just, it really was this like boost. And then I think I mentioned before, like Spencer's and hot topic just started ordering like crazy. And I'm like, what's happening right now? Like yeah. it was this flood and it was actually hard to kind of deal with. Cause we didn't have a pulse on it. Cause we didn't know what to expect anymore. You know, when you yeah. know kind of, Oh, we should order this many shirts or this much of this or whatever. And then you sell three times that you're like, what is going on? Like, I, you know, like, I don't understand what's happening, you know, like, mm -hmm what can I expect? And it's very hard to forecast things like that. So I don't know, we got very lucky and, and I said, like I said, grateful and blessed and um, we just tried to ride it out, you know? Yeah. 
what, what's your like typical day-to-day schedule? Is it like five days a week, seven? I mean, it's, you know, with your, with phones and stuff, it, it feels like it's 24 seven. Right. But yeah, you know, I, so for me personally, I get up around six 30 cause my, my kids get up. My, my daughter gets up around then she's in high school and my son's in middle school. So like yeah, <clears throat> school's pretty close to here, but I drive them to school. So I'll take her to school at like six 45, come back home for like almost an hour while my son's getting ready. I'll take him to school and then I'll go work out at the Y, which is right next door to their school for like an hour. So usually by 8 45, nine o'clock, I come back home. Now, mind you, I've checked email at that point. Like the first thing I do when I get up in the morning is I check messages. I check Instagram and, and Facebook uh, messages or whatever, all the stuff to see if there's anything I missed that needs to be addressed, comments to reply to all that stuff. Yeah. Normally I can get through that stuff pretty quickly just to sort of, you know, cause not much happened overnight. Sometimes things happen. We're like, Oh crap, this is going to be a fire. I got to put out today. Yeah. Um, but in most cases, things are relatively smooth. So I get back home. It's my quiet time. My wife's left for the day. Now we're sort of back at the office. I'm actually going to move the couch just because the lights. Yeah. Um, but um, there. So sorry for the jostling around here, but now you're um, good. You're good. <laughs> so basically, at that point, like we're because of the pandemic, or whatever. We all kind of have a working schedule where it's kind of you know, go in the office whenever you want to type of thing. I mean, obviously Heather and Jess and Eric are always there because they work there. That's, they fulfill orders. That's yeah. where their job is. But everybody else is sort of like, can kind of come and go, you know? And mm-hmm. I've always had that sort of policy, but it's even even now with the pandemic that's happened, it made that just more so. So I, now I like to be in the office at least one or two days a week just to be there, right? Like, even if it's not a full day, um, just to be taught, because, you know, FaceTime is, better than slack and other things right yeah so but normally like i'll come in and i'll have my coffee and my breakfast and i'll put on some youtube or something but again i'm checking slack i'm checking email like i'm i'm staying on top of if anything's coming up and then i'll get dressed you know I'll take a shower and then you know i try what's been hard for me honestly transparency is just trying to carve out real time where I can not be distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this, this is, I say this because it's of my doing, not of anybody else's per se, yeah. but like, Hey, stop checking your email or stop checking Slack or stop checking mm-hmm. Instagram and stop checking Twitter. Like just do some stuff. Now, I mean, look, there'll be blocks of time where I sit down and have to write a bunch of emails. I have to just I just have to take care of a bunch of stuff. So I'm just working on that stuff. But when it becomes like high level stuff, like, okay, I need to think about releases for next year or six yeah. months from now. We have a pretty good schedule and Tansky works for me as our production manager. So he does a lot of that too. And I, a lot, and then it ends up being a lot of calls or meetings or stuff, you know, that take up some time. And then usually around 1.30, I got to go pick up my daughter. I come home and then I have to pick my son at 2.30 yeah. and then come back home. And then after that, I'm usually... Usually by three, I'm again, checking in on the staff and everybody, but also kind of winding down and maybe <clears throat> I'll save like some meetings from between three and five or something, um, you know, have them scheduled then or calls or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's downtime, then it's just my notebook in my hand and I'm writing because I think better when I'm just handwriting stuff, you know, yeah, yeah. a lot of times I'll be typing on my computer while I'm handwriting, you know, it's like this weird, like amalgamation of things. Um, 
you know, and then, you know, my wife's usually home by like five, depending if she's got a late day, I'll cook dinner or whatever, but that's, that's it. But then, you know, again, and I try to put my phone down at night, but that's very hard for me to do at times. Cause I'm always checking things. I'm always like, well, yeah, you're, the, the, you're the head of the operation. You want to know what people think about everything. Probably. Yeah, constantly, right? absolutely. And, and, and there, yeah. absolutely. I want to see it like, like Liz is, you know, does customer service and so does Kimmy. So they're on it. I, it's not like I worry that things aren't going to go unanswered. I just, I'm so connected to it that I just want to see yeah. it. Right. Like I want to know, I want to know, like I don't, but I also realize like you can do that less. It's okay. You know, you can still know every, you know, all of those things, just check it less. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's sometimes hard, but I think it's hard for a lot of people. It's distracting. And it's like, that's the thing. Like, for me, I don't use <clears throat> Instagram or Facebook or, or even like Twitter. Like I don't have personal accounts. I don't have, I don't post like my family vacations or what I did today or whatever. It's all filtered through Fright Rags. So, but the thing is, so if I'm on Instagram, let's just say I'll sit down for a moment and pop, you know, cause it's, a, you know, it just ends up happening, right? Your phone's yeah. out. Oh, Instagram. Next thing you know, you got six dms and i don't i gotta look at them and then you look at them and it's like questions or like hey did you what about this order or whatever and i'll be like and if it's order stuff i generally be like you gotta write service because i can't we need to have one channel because if i start answering questions here and then they're asked you know what i mean it needs to go proper channels um but there are certain things where it's like hey you ever gonna do like this movie and i'll answer (laughs) that but and, and then like 10, 15, 20 minutes go by and I've been kind of working, right? Like it's not, yeah. it's not, I don't want to say it's not fun because I love my job, but it's also like, uh, so like for me, my downtime, I try to focus on my hobbies. Like I love guitar and, you know, yeah. and, you know, I like, now that the weather's nice, I'll be out my back porch having cigars and watching, you know, movies on my back porch or outside. Oh yeah. I got a projector and a big screen for outdoors so I can oh, watch cool. movies outside. Um, do you ever so just I, get like people that are like trolls in the comments and they're like, yo, this shirt sucks. <laughs> you ever get that? Oh yeah. Yeah. All, all the time. Like all the time. Like it's funny <clears throat> for myself and even Liz and anybody else, you know, Kimmy or whatever, like we do tend to take things personally because we all care so much about it, you know, of course. Yeah. Um, obviously myself, cause it's my company, but even everybody that works with me, like we all genuinely truly care. Yeah. And I'm very fortunate to have people that do, but it's like, you, I don't know. Like I, I don't take it as personal anymore. Sometimes yeah, things rub me the wrong way, but like a lot of times I'll be like, I'm not even engaging with that person. That's not yeah. worth it. Yeah. I have this weird, like, I don't know if it's a tick. I don't know what it is, but it's like, I always want to answer something. Like, I feel like if yeah. I don't answer somebody, it, it's, it's going to eat away at you. Yeah. Yeah. And, I've learned over the years that it's okay not to answer every single thing. Now, again, if it's a basic question, I can just quickly answer it. I'm fine with that. But like, I'm talking about like the trolling stuff or like, you you know, and sometimes believe me, there are times where I just want to be like, you (laughs) know, meet me outside the little, (laughs) and there actually have been times where I've had to step in because things have escalated. I'm like, this is what it's like. Yeah. And basically don't know what you're talking about. And I, I'm, I'm as nice as I can be about it, but like, I have to like draw a line somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but like some people you're just like, okay, that person is, they can't be helped. 
Yeah, yeah. They're insane. So don't even do not engage. Do not even look in their direction. Don't feed that person, right? Um, because it's not worth it. Like once once a bunch of like other competitions started to hit the streets, though, like especially in these last 10 years, how did your like tax tactics change? Um, you know, it's funny. I don't I don't know that our tactics changed a lot. Like, I will say this, Mm -hmm. you know, when we first started seeing those people pop up um like different companies a lot of those companies came up like we did they weren't licensed right and at that time for us we were licensed pretty much everything right so we did and we've always done this but we made it more of a point to be like officially licensed officially licensed just sort of separate ourselves and then that even came to a point where a lot of other companies were getting licenses so that wasn't a differentiating factor anymore i think you know we've always look I, I, I've never, I've always wanted to stay uh, true to ourselves and, and as original as we can in our visions, right? Yeah. So yeah, we use lots of different artists and stuff, but we have a couple guys like Justin Osborne, who you're wearing right now, and Kyle Crawford, that they are exclusive to us because they've really, those, those guys, I absolutely adore their work. Legends. They have, they're legends, basically. And to me, they've really helped define what fright rags is from an aesthetic standpoint well yeah you guys have a very specific image too like that's what's cool is like whenever i see a fright rag shirt i I know it's a fright rag shirt you know yes and 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 obviously like our marketing with joe who's on our team our marketing director that's a huge part of it too but you're right like the artwork on the shirt has a specific look and i've known kyle for a long time and even justin and i've been working together for years now um i wanted to protect that because i also knew other companies wanted to use them and, and like we all use artists and similar artists and stuff and that, whatever it's fine but like i knew we had to have a, an identity that was solely ours and not just oh it's this person who did a shirt for every single company yeah. and again sometimes that's okay but sometimes it gets very samey yeah, across the board and maybe people don't care about that i care because i'm trying to craft a look right yeah and so you got to protect that. So I'm, and I guess in terms of tactics, I wouldn't say that's like changed, but what we will do though, like, like we'll have an idea for something. And sometimes we see somebody else do it and we're like, well, then I don't want to do it because somebody else just did it. Now, clearly it's been the other way where someone will just do an idea that we've done already. And obviously they don't care and whatever. Well, I can't stop them, but it's like, that sucks. Uh, we definitely and I'm not saying we always get it right or whatever, but look, we always try to put everything through a lens of, is this original enough for us and what we're doing? Right. Like, like for example, um, now again, when it's working with like Halloween and and officially licensed titles, I mean, sometimes they'll be like, well, that idea has been done before, but are we putting enough of a spin on it that makes sense? Right. And I mean, for like a license thing, Unfortunately, like recently we had a misunderstanding with a mashup, which is literally now it was a licensed product, but we only because we had the rights to that movie, but it, we would have done it anyway had it not been licensed because it was literally a parody. Yeah. But it was uh, the, it was a mashup between Mannequin and, and Maniac. And <clears throat> we we had done these mo- we had done these shirts. Oh, my God, it was two years ago now. 
we called them April Fool's Day shirts. And it was, we took two different movies that didn't belong and put them together. So it was Purple yeah. Rain and Silver Bullet. So it was Marty on the on the motorcycle or the wheelchair, like Prince was. Yeah. And then the girl is in the door. It's, it's, it's you know, Reverend, you know, low. <laughs> and it said, you know, Silver Bullet instead of Purple Rain, right? Yeah. Like, uh, ba- uh, Bad to the Bone was Back to the Future. And it was um, Arnie and the old dude outside of Christine, right? Oh, so cool. So, Right. So we already had this sort of mashup. It was just fun. They were just fun to do. It was just Tansky had the ideas. They were just fun to do. So we thought, oh, what can we do again? And we were coming up with some other ideas. We're like, oh, we should reprint those. And this was a couple of years ago, but he, or a year and a half or whatever ago, he had the idea of mashing up Mannequin and Maniac. And it would be Joe Spinell leaning against the motorcycle that wow. is the Mannequin and then the Mannequin behind him. And then, and then in the, in the Mannequin typeface, it would be Maniac. Now, this was before we had the rights to Maniac. We were going to do it anyway, because, again, when it's mashups, there's there's some, you know, parody sort of free use type of things. And we've done this before. And in fact, call back to Friday 13 Part 3. But Larry Zerner, who was Shelley in the movie, is a copyright attorney, which you probably know. And we use him for any of these situations. So, yeah, um, which is great. So anyway, we, we already had that in the works and then sort of serendipitously we got the rights to maniac and we thought oh could we make this a licensed product like would they be cool with it and they were totally cool with it but again it didn't matter so anyway my point is we put out the design and we had a, a couple different people claim that we were ripping them off and yet they had done similar takes on it but it wasn't the same thing like one person had him against a car and it said mannequin on it and the other person had like again uh, mannequins are in that movie maniac mannequin it's like it's not hard to come up with these things yeah, right yeah. it's not uh, what i'm saying is it's not a far stretch is what i'm saying right yeah and if you're already in the thought process of making mashups and you're trying to put two movies together and maniac is one of your you know favorite movie or whatever it, it it's not hard to come to that conclusion but unfortunately <clears throat> we were called out and saying like we rip ripping off these independent artists or something and i was like come on so i actually had conversations with both of them the one guy Corey, he's great dude um i didn't know him before this um there was it's a longer story but there was a misunderstanding because he had reached out to us a while ago and there was some unfortunate misunderstanding between him and, and one of the people on our staff not a bad one but what ended up happening was then he saw us put out the design. He just thought like, he just kind of made connections where there weren't connections, but he and I got on the phone for like an hour and chatted. He's a great dude and um, totally cool. And everything was great. And, you know, and I even publicly mentioned it on my Instagram stories and stuff. And it was like, this is the deal. You know, even in our posts, we were like, if anyone thinks we were, you know, we already talked about over, but then some other person popped up a day later and I was like, what? I'm like, look, (laughs) Look, three of us had this idea. You know what I mean? Like you guys didn't copy each other and we didn't copy either of you. So, you yeah. know, um, but again, I had a chat with him on Instagram and, and we smooth things over, but, and I get it. I understand, especially we have a certain maybe level of notoriety or whatever. So there's a kind of a target on us, I guess, but we don't go out of our way to copy people. That's not what we're about. You know what I mean? We're not trying, we, we want to do cool stuff and make things that we think are fun and interesting. And, and now that there's so many people doing it, whether they're licensed or not or whatever, 
ideas are out there. It's going to happen, but we don't go out of our way to look for the, I mean, we do try to like search yeah. for things, but how do you search for maniac mannequin? You can, you can Google it and you can even check it on Instagram. You'll won't find those. You no, know what I mean? Sure. Like, I don't know every artist on Instagram. I just don't, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, I don't, even if they're horror artists, I don't know them all. There's probably 800,000 of them, you know? Mm-hmm. I like for like meetings between the companies though. Like if, <clears throat> if you know, like, maybe in Halloween time, I guess, like where you guys try not to do the same things. Um, or is that kind of rare? Okay. So of like more of the companies that do the license stuff, whatever, like, listen, I know, I know all of them, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, I've known them all. Like there's a few people that I've known for a very long time. There's, I will say this. And I mean, look, everybody that's pretty much out there, like I've talked to at one point or another, and most of the people have reached out to me in the past asking for advice and how to do what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and I've given them pointers and talked to them. So 99% of the people are actually really cool and I get along with them. Okay. Um, there have been a couple of people that's gotten weird and, and awkward and unfortunate because it's like, like, honestly, we should all be kind of friends at this point. Like we should all... I would love it if we were a little bit, not to say like sharing information all the time, but like, it would be nice. Like I'm, I'm actually more friends with people in the industry, but not doing shirts. So like, you know, NECA is great friends of mine, trick or treat studios, Mezco, like all them, like we're all good friends. Like that's yeah. no issue. Cause there's not, that's not really direct competition. Right. No. So there's a lot of like, talking about things and sharing stuff and, and just, you know, hanging out. I mean, Damien from Mezco is one of my best friends. Um, you know, Justin and Chris from Trick or Treat Studios are great friends of mine. I love Randy and Neko. We're good friends. So it's like we, I mean, we go out to dinner together. Like even Damien and Randy are great friends. So we'll all go out to dinner together for like a show or something. So it's like that's cool. When it gets to more of like, I guess, horror shirts, if you will. Like I've definitely talked to everybody, and there's more often than not, I'm I'm friendly with those people, or in some cases, like we'll message each other here and there, but <clears throat> There is really no like, hey, we're going to do Maniac next month. Are you looking at doing Maniac? Yeah. And believe me, we've tried doing that in the past with, a, I don't want to get into it, but like we've basically we've done that in the past and it sort of backfired. Yeah, no, for if, sure. And you get to a point where you're like, you know what? I, no, like I just, we're just going to do our thing. You do your thing or whatever. <laughs> And, you know, and it's, it's, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean or like animosity or whatever. You just end up going, okay, we're just going to go do our thing and carry on. <laughs> yeah. We end up doing the same thing at the same week. Well, whatever. It just, sometimes it's hard because you almost want to put the onus on the licensor because they're the one handing out the licenses, but they're not playing traffic cop. Yeah. Right. And then they're like, well, aren't you guys talking to each other? I'm like, really? Do you want Walmart to talk to target? Like, is that really happening? Like, you know, like, and maybe it does. I don't know. But yet what I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. I don't know whose responsibility it should be. It's really not. <clears throat> it's not that huge of a deal. I don't want it to make it sound like it's this weird big deal. It's really not. It sometimes can be frustrating because you're like, oh, man, like I didn't realize they had the license they're putting out first. But then, look, dude, if I see something that's awesome, I'll share it. I'll be like, like with, with Tansky and Joe who's on our team, I'll be like, hey, did you see that design? that looks pretty awesome. Like yeah. kudos to them. I hope it does well or whatever, you know, just something like that. Like, look, if it's good, it's good. I don't care who puts it out. 
And, and I mean, I mean, I got my creepy company blanket right here. Like, I mean, I'm, yeah, it's so know, cool. <laughs> I'm just saying like, if it's good, it's good. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not going to put someone down just cause it's, you know, whatever, but um, it just sucks when things get weird between people and you're like, Oh, okay, whatever. You know, yeah. like there can only be one company doing uh sweaty spinel, you know, for maniac. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, we got a whole maniac collection coming out next month. So Can't um, wait. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's fine. It, you know, you learn to sort of deal with it and just move on. And that's great. Cause like, look, we've got a lot to work on. We've got a lot of stuff that we're doing and I'll, I'll be, I'll be a hundred percent honest though. Those other companies actually push us to do even better. Right. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. And so you'll see someone do something either really cool. You'd be like, you know what? Damn it, we gotta we gotta one up ourselves. But I will say our biggest competition is ourselves because we're always striving to do better than what we've done before. So it's we keep an eye on what's going on out there, but that's not our focus. No, we yeah. you know, it's like you keep those people in your rear view mirror, your windshield is where you're looking, and that's forward. No, and that's, that's what I want to I want to keep going because the rear view mirror is this big, your windshield is this big. Yeah. And if we were so focused on the rear view mirror, we would crash, right? No, for sure. Yeah. You can't drive looking at rear view mirror. So you can keep an eye on it, but we're driving forward. And what's propelling us is us trying to be the best possible company we can be. And that's not just in products, that's in service, that's in everything we do. Um, relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Relationships, all of those things, connections, just, it's just more, I mean, again, you're a horror fan. I'm a horror fan people we love this genre i mean it, it extends past that but like mm-hmm. it really you know i don't want to use the word community loosely but like the people that love these movies and are into what it's the, a lifestyle that's what it yeah. is yeah 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 that's a good way of putting it. it's a lifestyle more than it is just a passive passing yeah. interest in something right so yeah. there's a i mean people have tattoos there's dedicated people out there that decorate their houses that, you know, all of these things, <laughs> Halloween every day. Right. So absolutely. It's, it's a, um, and it's an obsession in a way and, and, you know, me too, obviously. So we know that our audience is a rabid group of people and we want to give them the best possible stuff. And it's just, it really sounds cheesy, but that's where it comes from. It's literally where it comes from. It's just like, how can we do better and be better, you know? And you guys have had a consistently great product since I've, I've ordered from you guys probably the last 10 years. Um, but having people like Rob zombie and Quentin Tarantino share and promote your work and actually wear it, like that's gotta be such a gratifying feeling. What was it like when you, you got to hear, you know, Rob's initial feedback? Oh, you know, it's cool. Like, we got to start working with him like directly. And, and um, so I'm like, I'm emailing him personally and sending him designs and stuff. And I'll tell you, this is interesting um, because this happened recently. We uh, basically, uh, we have, you know, all these rights, to these universal properties, and we actually have the original monsters, which we're working on. Mm-hmm. Um and when finding out that Rob was working on the Monsters film, I was like, oh, my God, you know, I'm so really excited. Want- yeah, me too. And so we were uh, talking Universal. We had a re-up our contract or whatever, and, and we had a new rep there. Um, so we were having an introductory call. And one of the things on my list to talk about was Rob Zombie's The Monsters. And we're on the Zoom call, and I hadn't had a chance to bring it up. She goes, oh, by the way, she goes, we had a meeting with Rob um, 
about his new movie, The Munsters, and he talked about you guys and he really wants you guys to do stuff for this film. So, you know, and it's like, I don't know, it's so cool. Like, and that actually happened again recently with another film with him bringing us up with another company. It was like, no, get, get fired. Out. And it's like, I don't ask for that, you know, like, that's amazing. Like, how cool is that? Right. Like, he's just, he's just super cool and awesome to work with. And like, again, it's, it goes back to like, I can't believe this is happening. And, and, you know, obviously we want to make our fans happy, but like him happy and do good work for his films and we're representing them. Right. You know, and it's funny. He shot me an email the other day. He's like, dude, I just got those night living dead figures. I didn't know you guys are doing figures. I'm like, yeah, because man, those are super cool. I'm like, Oh, thanks. And it's just like, <laughs> Thanks, Rob. You know, I'm like, what the hell? Like, you know, like, do, you do you think you guys will bring back those little Halloween action figures you did? Or they weren't action figures. What are those like mini horse. miniatures? Yeah, yeah those uh, are cool. I don't know. I, I mean, look, we did it a second time and we just, I mean, the problem is, is there was a lot of supply chain issues and it took yeah. me literally a year to get. So um, we're letting those cool off for a little bit. <laughs> That's going to we'll, be a no. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a no for me, dog. Uh, for a little while at least, no. <laughs> maybe in a couple of years or something, but like, yeah, I should have uh, snatched them. It was my, my bad. <laughs> oh, you didn't get them. No, uh, I think Peter got a set. I actually never saw him if he got it though. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean the first set sold out in 10 minutes, so we had to do a second run. So true. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'd like to do more of those if it, if it works out with our Halloween or some other property, but it's hard with likenesses. Sometimes you don't get the rights to people's faces and then you need to have 13 figures. And sometimes it's hard to come by. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so yeah, it's it's cool. It's rad to work with people that like your stuff enough to like promote it. Like, yeah, like the Quentin thing, like he had our Fangoria shirt on one time. I was like, what? That's crazy. Or like, I was, um, this was, Where was that by the way? Was that just him in like in the open somewhere? Or what was that? I've seen that picture. Yeah, it was him and Leonardo DiCaprio. It was just, I don't know where it was, but like someone sent me that picture. This was like 10 years ago. I was like, oh, wow, I'd be freaking out. It's funny though. This was around the same time. He was a few years later. You know, I, I Greg Nicotero was kind of a friend of mine. And, you know, it's funny, like once in a while, he'll order from us. I'm like, Greg, like, I'll just send it to you. It's cool. Like, don't worry about it, you know. But anyway, uh, this was going back many years when we first did Zombie versus Shark. And I was talking to him over email. And he, and again, he tried ordering. And I was like, dude, I'll just send you one. It's fine. He's like, hey, would you mind sending me another, uh, like, large for Quentin? And I was like, Tarantino? <laughs> like, I was what? like, what? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I mean, I've never seen him in the shirt, but I was like, oh, you yeah. got to freaking get in me right now. Like, how oh, rad man. is that? You know? Dude, um, I, I have literally been in the presence of Tarantino three different times and I never oh, got never got to meet him. I actually, dude. I, I photobombed him. Do you ever see the picture of me photobombing him? No, but I need I to see I'm literally like raising my phone above his head and smiling and it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> He's like sweaty. <laughs> that, that's so awesome. Yeah. And then he, 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 he like crashed into our Pulp Fiction screening at the New Bev, like back in August, I want to say. Just oh, random, I, randomly showed up and watched it with us. He was laughing in the back. It was awesome. A, I couldn't imagine seeing Pulp Fiction at the New Bev. And then yeah. B, because honestly, next to Halloween, yeah. and then I think second favorite is probably E.T. for me in terms of all movies, right? Oh, so good. Pulp Fiction is probably my third. Um, Easily his best, for sure. Yeah, it is hands down my favorite Quentin Tarantino film. I remember seeing it in the theater when it first came out twice. Incredible. Uh, I just, any, yeah, that's my favorite. I mean, I love Res I love all his films, but that's absolutely the pinnacle for me for him. And um, to see that at the new Bev would be an incredible experience. But if he crashed it and was laughing, I would 
<laughs> I don't think I could that I yeah that's an amazing amazing memory that's incredible I need I need to get on like a good level with the people that run that place because I bet they know when he's gonna show up Probably. I need to figure that figure that out and make a connection somehow <laughs> yeah does he do like their podcasts yeah he does the podcast sometimes yeah, with Elric which is cool. yeah which is but he so definitely cool. he definitely pops in more than once a year like I mean it's definitely a couple times but I mean honestly honest to God with that grindhouse thing coming back that's likely he might stop in but pulp fiction i mean they, they show his films every month of the year so pulp fiction is yeah, yeah. on rotation that plays every couple months oh like this I month would... it's kill bill volume one. Oh my god that's but, another great one obviously they're all great but yeah. like yeah like again I, you know pulp fiction at new bev would be like a mecca experience you uh, know? it was stupid it was so good <laughs> um but yeah i realized you're actually a big fan of howard stern I'm curious. Have you ever seen that video of Elliot often going off in his studio? No, this random video just like popped up in my YouTube a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and I just had to watch it. And it's literally this guy just like swearing his head off at Howard Stern and like that one other girl that's usually with him. Can't Robin. remember. Robin. Yeah. Yeah. Robin, yeah. Um, and they're all like fighting and it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. I got to check that out. I got to have to, I'll definitely send you it. Um, so, Oh, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, that was that was it. That. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say funny story about Howard. I've never met him, and that's again bucket list item for me. But um, yeah, that'd be awesome. Richard Christie, who's on the show, is a huge Halloween fan, but he's a customer of ours, oh. and he's been buying from us for quite a long time. And it's funny he'll post because he's a drummer. He'll post videos of him drumming on Twitter, and it's like an overhead kind of cam, so you can see his drums. Yeah, but he's always in our lounge pants or a shirt of ours, and he's drumming. Yeah. You know. And I remember, so I love Howard, but he always rags on Halloween, like the holiday, like he's, and he just gets grumpy old man about it. Really? Right? And Richard being a huge Halloween film fan, but also Halloween fan. It's always this thing with them. Right. Yeah. So this was a couple of years ago. It had to have been pre pandemic. Um, yeah, it was, it was probably 2019, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. I'm listening to the radio and it was either on Halloween or the day before or something. I don't remember, but it was obviously around the time and Richard comes in and Howard's like, what are you doing? What? Cause they're talking about Halloween. He's like, what are you wearing? Like, what? It's my Halloween jacket. He's like, what is that? 78 on it. What is that on it? Like pumpkin on it. I was like, that that's, that's our jacket. Like he's wearing our jacket. And I looked it up real quick and he had ordered it right before. I was like, that's our jacket he's wearing in the studio. Like, wow. it was, and again, they didn't, you know, they didn't say fright rags or anything and that's fine. But like, I that's was amazing ripping out. Cause it was so random. Like, Howard I didn't, Stern. Yeah. Like wow. ripped on our jacket. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. crazy. Yeah. Like I was, it was such a, like, and my wife's a big fan too. So I was like, look, like, he talked about our jacket like it's so it's so silly but it was so great and but like i've talked to richard a couple times via like email and twitter and stuff he's very cool and complimentary and he loves our stuff and um uh he actually i think he missed out either on the nano force or the lunchbox one of them but i sent him one anyway i was like here you go you got it but uh yeah uh he's just a cool dude but um yeah it's it's wild right like when things outside the normal realm of what you're into cross over, you know, like oh, yeah. Howard Stern, you would never think there would be any sort of connection. Not that there is like a connection, but you get what I'm saying. Like him saying something about one of our products. Again, I know it was out of context, but like even that happening so randomly is so wild, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. wow. You know, no, that's, um, that must've made your whole like year, honestly. 
<laughs> yeah, it did pretty much. Like that really was like I had me beaming. But uh, yeah, man, it was just it's so cool when you see stuff like that happen. You know, I got a couple more, and then I got a, a little speed round, which okay. I'm sure you've done before. I, I, I listened yeah. to one of your podcasts, and I guess they had one too. Awesome. Um, this question comes from Peter Vulo himself. When are you coming? <laughs> when are you coming back to terrors? <laughs> I need okay. I get so like. Uh, first of all, shout out to Pete. I love what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, I really, truly love the fact that it's become such a thing for him and the community there. I really like, I'm so, I don't know. And this sounds funny to say, cause, but honestly, like I'm proud of him in that. Like, if that makes any sense. Oh, that, absolutely. Dude. Me too. Like, I, I'm ha- so happy for him and for what it's become for him and, and just the event. So yeah. that said, Every time I see a lineup, I'm just like, I need to get out there. Like I'm dying to, and it timing's always weird, especially because it's Thursday night and I got to drive out to Buffalo. But one yeah. of these days I'm just gonna say like, screw it. I'm just going to go. I don't care how late it is. I get home. I'm just going. Yeah. Um, and so it has to be this year. It has to be soon. Um, October. I mean, if you, if you can for the, the one in October, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I would love to do that, but I think even sooner I would just like the other, cause I do yeah. get like this feeling of like, it's right there and they're having such a great time and I would love to be there <laughs> hanging out with them. Like, that's just yeah. all I want to do is hang out. Like, you know, with, with, yeah, I know there's a couple other people out there like Shamie Brown and a few other people that I see at these screenings. I'm like, Oh man, I'd love to hang out with them and just yeah. chill. So the only thing is now you have to like pre-order your ticket or you have to like reserve your seat now, which I think kind of oh. sucks. Okay. All right. Well, so, good like, to there, know. there's no good seats probably for the rest of the run in my, in my guess, like for like right, the rest right. of the season. I mean, he's got, well, I like, think he said actually it was sold out. Wasn't it for some of them? I think slumber party massacre might still be on sale, but Jason, well, that X, would be the one I, honestly, summer party is the one I want to go see. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm actually seeing that next month too. They're doing that in like a marathon. They're doing it. This I, huge marathon at the arrow in Santa Monica. It's like chopping mall. Let's see. It's Chopping Mall, Slumber Party Massacre, Angel, which is like hardly a horror movie, uh, Blood Diner, uh, They Live. Oh, my uh, God. That's incredible. I'm, miss, I'm missing one, but yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Slumber Party Massacre on the big screen, so I think I need to make a trek out because like, that's one of my favorites. Absolutely oh, yeah. one of my favorite slashers or, you know, ever. Just it's great. Um, it's so good. And the freaking uh, drill. <laughs> and I love it so much. And the, the sequels uh, are fun, too. Honestly, they're yeah, shitty, like, but they're fun. Two is a lot of fun. Three I've only seen like once. Um, yeah. I didn't like the remake very much. Um, oh no, I actually want to see that. I wasn't I sure. Felt, I, I okay. It just, I again, I don't care if they want to reboot, remake. It doesn't really matter to me. It's just, yeah. I thought it was gonna be closer to the original in the in the feel, and it had a different like environment. Okay, and it was sort of like it took me out of it. To be honest, yeah, um, it was probably like my second or third movie of the night. And I was probably like a few drinks and <laughs> you know what I mean? tired. You're like, and I was literally like, get me out of here. <laughs> so to be completely honest, I can't give the best review only because okay. I don't remember a lot, but okay. it wasn't like it pulled me in and kept me up. You know what I'm saying? True. Uh, yeah. 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 Maybe when I'm more awake, I'll throw it on again just to see if it does anything for me. But yeah. unfortunately for me, it didn't, but I know a lot of people who loved it and listen, that's great. Like, Hey, love what you love it's awesome and i hope i can rewatch it and love it but that first one is just perfect oh it's pristine were, were there not any good kills in the new one i mean i just don't remember i you really remember don't. yeah okay no. it's well funny. I, i'll have to give it a, a watch too i i'm curious 
I uh, met when I was at a, a, a con in Syracuse, I was walking through and um, of course I'm blanking on his name. The guy who plays Russ Thorne, um, okay. he was at the show and he was wearing the same exact outfit he wore in the movie. And wow. as I was walking up to his table, the banner and the pictures he was selling was my t-shirt design that I did back in like 2005. Oh my God. And I was like, Oh, I know who did that artwork. I did, you know, or like, I think I had my friend like repurpose it, but I had like the layout or whatever. I mean, it was just him doing the thing. Um, and he's like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't care. Obviously it was not like I was mad or anything. I actually, that was amazing. Um, he's like, well, let me give you one for free. I'm like, well, I don't mind paying for it, but I got to get a picture with you. And it was just so great. And I talked to him for a while. He's a really cool guy, but, uh, it was funny. Yeah. Are you on Letterboxd at all? Like the little movie reviewing? I app? am actually. I Are am. you? Oh, I need to follow yes. you on there. What, what so is I it? think I'm. I think I'm Fright Rags on there. So, um, yeah, I, I, so I don't always post my reviews, but I always post what I'm watching. Is it Fright so, Dash Rags or just Fright Rags? I think it might be one word. I think it's all one word. Fright Rags. Um, yeah. So oh, here it is. Okay. I definitely use it to log everything I watch. And I'll, I will rate it like a star rating, but I don't always post like my review review. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm looking, you got, you got black mass sound city, Batman expendables. Yep. Yeah. You can see all, you know, it's funny. Like this month I got this, I, for me, at least I did watch quite a few films and I realized I'm like, I didn't watch a ton of horror movies. I was just watching like, like all over the board, you know, you know what my favorite thing about letterboxd is, is literally just reading the reviews. It is so much fun. Even if it's a movie I love, I will purposely go to the worst reviews of that movie, like Halloween or just anything. Like, for example, we watched Coraline this last week. I haven't oh, seen yeah, it yeah. since it came out. Love that movie. So good. Um, and the bad reviews were some of the funniest things I've ever read. That's like, awesome. Like somebody was like, you know, I went to see this movie as a kid and like that little metal hand, like I was always scared it would like come out of the toilet and like climb up my ass. <laughs> ah, just awesome. the, the reviews you see on there, just people just go off and it's just, I should do that. I should start looking at the reviews. Now I'm going to, now I'm curious. You'll uh, die. Like even Halloween, like I guarantee if you go look at the worst reviews of Halloween on there, you'll have a great time. <laughs> I, I honestly use it to just really log my movies that I watch. And like we, my friends and I do a terror tweet every Friday night where we just use the hashtag terror tweet on Twitter. And we, we watch a movie at, we started at 10 PM. Oh, cool. And we, you know, we're all in different areas and anybody can join. So we advertise it. So anybody, you could join anybody and all you got to do is start the movie at the same time. You know, oh, either, that's amazing. you know, usually we try to pick something that's available like on a streaming service, but obviously if you own the Blu-ray or rent it, that's fine. Um, and we start at the same time, 10 PM Eastern. Um, so it'd be seven for you. And then oh, we tweet during yeah. it and you just use the tag you know, hashtag terror tweet. So it's all in the same sort of thread and yeah. uh, it's so much fun. And we've been doing, we started it in 2016. We were doing it once a month. And yeah. then in the beginning of the pandemic, we literally started doing it every week and we've never stopped. And we, since then we've done over a hundred movies. Um, but uh, even before that, since, cause we were doing it for a while before that, we've probably done over 150 at this point. And it's my friend, Jeff, who actually lives here in Rochester and Joanna, who lives in Virginia, she goes by Bloody Popcorn on Twitter and, and Instagram and stuff. We're the ones that started it. And we're like the core, like that's us three. Yeah. And then some, they, some weeks it'll just be like four or five of us. Some weeks it's like 10 of us. You know what I mean? And sometimes yeah. we'll have like, we had Adam Green on with us when we watched um, Frozen. Um, no way, dude. Oh my God. I love along. Frozen. Um, so yeah. Rules. So it, it, yeah. Ryan Lambert's been on a bunch with us and, you know, just it's fun just to like, but it's it's literally a free for all and it's literally just 
we're having drinks and we're watching this movie. Some of us are eating like edible. It's, it's just one of those fun things where you're just hanging out with friends and you're just laughing your ass up and talking and about movies. Getting you know? sloshed and getting slashed. Boom. I love it. Like Boom. <laughs> it is, it's just, it's just fun. And we just, Jeff, and usually it's Jeff, but Jeff and Joanna and I will go over like this, the set list for the next month and be like, and usually it's Jeff. It's like, we should do these movies and Joanna are like, yeah, let's do them. And you know, we, it's just fun. It's like, in every year, because we started out doing it with this film every year in April. No, in May. I guess it's one of the months we do pieces because we started out doing pieces. We had to dude. Which, you know, oh, I could watch that movie every week. It wouldn't matter to me, you know? You need to host a screening of pieces. I'm telling oh, you. Oh, dude. You know, that with an audience is insane. Well, I will tell you, we are doing a 40th collection 40th anniversary collection for pieces this year. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, I think, didn't you tease that or something? Some. Yeah, we teased it in our holiday card and Holy I think we teased shit. it somewhere else. So actually the Blu-ray cover that Grindhouse used, that's the new, well, the newer cover, which has been out for what, six, seven, eight years now. But anyway, yeah. um, that's our artwork that we had on a shirt years ago. Wow. Um, so we're bringing that back probably, but we're going to do other stuff. We already have ideas for it. So that's yeah. literally one of my favorites. Like it's so good. I'm going to buy like everything from that collection. It's one of the best. <laughs> like I love it so much. And every time I watch it, I love it more. You it's know, so good. It's just, yeah. it's hysterical too. It's just the oh, best. Man. <laughs> What's the one line where she's just like, bastard. <laughs> that one, that one. And then she's like, there's nothing better than fucking on a waterbed. Yeah. <laughs> like what? It comes out of nowhere. <laughs> and then the dude with a chainsaw is like, you know, cleaning yeah. the it's like, what is going on? And then that, that weird like ninja moment where you're like, what just happened? Like, He's come doing like karate nowhere. out of nowhere. <laughs> it's got something for everybody, you know? Yeah, it's got some of the greatest kills I've ever seen in a horror movie too. Oh my God. It is just, it literally is just one of those movies I could watch all the time and not get sick of it's just packed to the gills with just great shit yeah uh did you see the conversations with the killer john wayne gacy tapes yet no that's pretty good that's on netflix yeah i know i saw like the preview of it i don't i love that i don't know man like a lot of the real horror stuff like the real true crime (laughs) stuff gets to me a little bit it's hard you know and honestly and you can maybe let me know like as a parent, I feel like that might affect me pretty bad. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I'm kind of a freak though. I like last time I drove, last time I drove to Buffalo, I actually passed through Chicago and I actually visited the house or where, where the house was. And I wow. was like, I was like, I have to see this. And it was, of course, there's a new house there. And I was just like, just for that eerie feeling of being there. So real quick question for you, because you yeah. live in LA, obviously, and I'm sure yeah. I know the answer to this. Yeah. You, you've been to Death Museum, right? Yeah, but they closed it. What the, the Museum of Death's been closed? Yeah, Museum for, of Death. Yeah, it's been closed for mad long. Yeah, it's been closed what? for like two years. Yeah, they had like the Gacy shoes and everything. Yeah, and the the um uh the Heaven's Gate beds and stuff like that. Yeah, that place was horrifying. And I, I don't I know, know I went happened. through it. It was completely horrifying. But are you serious? It's closed. I swear to God, I don't know if it's like closed forever, but they've been oh. shut at least for the whole pandemic and definitely did not reopen. Um, I mean, I I I guess I understand why, but like that's the uh, that's sad because I mean, I went through it once and yeah. it was like, oh, you're really happy to be alive afterward. But it's like, wow. Once you wow. get to that room with all the crime scene photos. Oh, my God. I mean, that r- messed me up. And I, I don't get squeamish. I can't. There's not a single yeah. horror movie out there that's really going to make me sick. But that that I almost threw up. Like, I remember seeing that. I mean, you're like literally looking at pictures of people beheaded and stuff. 
Yeah, that was like rotten.com back in the day, you know, you you dare yourselves to go on it. And that was like a room yeah. full of that with those photos. And then like, uh, I remember like the drug driving accident photos, the going on your way to the bathroom, there was a yes. hallway. It was just like, yeah, man, that was a rough, that was a rough uh, museum, <laughs> but I'm, I'm sad to close. Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> yeah, good time. Good times at that museum. Despite yeah. of all that shit. Right, right. <laughs> um, so here's the last one before the speed round. When are you going to buckle down and direct a feature-length horror movie? I know you said in the past that you want to do it, and I believe you'd kill it. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Um, it's I want to see it. I guess it would be time and money, but you know, I will say this: like I know like Eric and my team and and yeah. Like I said, Roy, even Tansky and people that I know around me. Yeah. I know that if the opportunity ever came up and that we could do it, like if we had the money and the time to set aside um, to do something like this on our own, you know, yeah. um, I know that there would be so many good people to work with. And it's not even just that yeah. they, the community here. We have so many good people um, that could do it. Yeah. It would be incredible. It's just it's one of those things where, you know, it's going to take again, a lot of time. So that's one yeah. thing where it's yeah. like, okay, two, it's money, right? It's a lot of money, you know, well, you're I mean, in a good position. I feel like where, like, if you guys were to do the Indiegogo route or something, you could just post that link and I'm sure you, you would raise a shitload of money. Yeah. I guess you're, I guess you're right in the sense where if we did a crowdfunding thing, that would absolutely help. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think and you're you right. You would definitely need a team to like yeah. help, help make the, the process move along so that you oh, can sure. focus on fight fright rags at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, but I, yeah, I guess you're right. It would make it a little bit easier, even if we could raise a portion of the budget that we would need. I think yeah. you're, we at least have um, a means to sort of gather that, yeah. but look, I mean, there's, it's, it's really something I would love to do and do it and just, I don't know. I, I don't know when, but, it, you, you know, when you just said that, it makes me want to like think more about it right now and just go, okay, let's pie in the sky. Let's think about it. And maybe I'll do some more thinking about it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, the time is right. I'm telling you. And you know, yeah. You never know. I yeah. mean, like a lot of people, they make their first movies and then it hits and then, you know, it didn't cost a lot to make the first one, but now you right. have twice as much money because the first one hit and now it's like, okay, now let's make another one and just one up ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I think there are opportunities and resources out there that we could utilize. I mean, the nice thing is like, not to say that anything's a given just because you know somebody, but at least we know yeah. people that could maybe help Yeah, show it. I mean, obviously it's got to be a good product, right? Like it wouldn't expect anybody to want to screen a crappy film, but like at the same time, like it's good to be like, Oh, would yeah. you be able to show this film or like promote it? And then we probably could get a little help that way, which would be good. But well, like yeah. psycho Gorman, like there, there's no way that costs a lot to make. And that, that right. movie, but I like love a, that movie. It's a so masterpiece. Much yeah. Yes. And terrifier, you know, that, that didn't cost. Oh my a lot God. That's like, that's become like cultural icon really, you know? And yeah. I mean, really in the modern, you know, horror icon. Right. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I don't know, man. You, like when you put that in my head again, now that's gonna have me thinking. If ter if the first Terrifier didn't hit, they wouldn't have a sequel coming out this year. You know what I mean? Like he he probably Absolutely. used all the money he had to make that. Yeah, I bet. Lucky for sure. Yeah, especially with like another clown movie. Like that's actually shocking that that worked. That's true. I mean, you got Pennywise, especially a new Pennywise. It's not even like the yeah. 1990 anymore. It's like you've got you know yeah. Skarsgård doing it. So it's like, yeah, for that to work kudos to them and for people to be dressing up as him on yeah. halloween or just at shows or anytime like 
yeah, that, that has become like sort of an iconic image. And yeah, that one can only hope you could create something that had that kind of lasting power. I think that would be, that really would be a fun thing to do. Yeah. I think that whole mime aspect is what saved Terrifier from becoming too stale. Like just the mime aspect like of him just being, you know, hilarious the whole time. That's true. That's true. I, I think that's what was like fresh about it. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't like a Pennywise ripoff type of thing. You no, know? yeah, they kind of did their own thing and ran with it. Um, yeah. But here we go. We got a little speed round uh, at the end here. I ask a lot of bullshit and you give me your best answers. Okay. <laughs> so what's your, what's your favorite horror movie? Halloween. <laughs> and that should be the only answer. Like, that's a no-brainer, yep. Favorite Fright Rags design? Oh, uh, you know what? It's, again, they're like my children sometimes. So, you know, it's hard to pick. But I will say, again, I don't want to give a softball answer, but the one you're wearing right now, Justin Osborne from the original really? Halloween. Um, here's the thing, and I, I'll give a little context to it. <clears throat> he did one in 2013 for the, the uh, 35th anniversary, and it was a great design. I thought it was brilliant, and it still is brilliant. Yeah. When we wanted to do a new one with him, Osborne, um, to, you know, it was this, I think we did that one. Oh, God, I can't remember. Is it 2016, 2016? I don't remember the year. But anyway, when we did that shirt, um, I didn't know what else we could do that could top what he did before. And when he came up with that idea and it's, you know, as simple as it seems, because there's a lot of other t-shirt designs, not only from us, but from other people that kind of mimicked a certain type of like big thing over a small thing, looking down, you know, like whatever. Yeah. Um, I, all I'm saying is like, to me, again, as a fan of Halloween, that captures so much of that feeling for me and that, in that design from that movie. So it, it's just a perfect thing. And now again, we've used that as a template to do Halloween two. And then we did one for 2018 where it looked very similar, where there was glory and him, you know, yeah. up above. And then we did that for kills with the mob and him. And now we want to do it with end. So it became this like cool template to it almost like Blu-ray covers that would like show the movie, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a, a collection. So um, anyway, I would say, again, the one I'm wearing, which is literally pretty much the poster art of the movie, Night of Living Dead, but it's on this gray shirt that I love and it's like distressed. I love that. So I love that. There's so yeah. many others that I love wearing and or love looking at that are amazing. And again, on a, I could have probably 30 answers, but literally the one that you're wearing would have been in one I said top of my head. Evil dies tonight. Yeah. <laughs> they better really cut that shit out for Halloween ends. I swear to God. <laughs> I, really quick. I just have to tell you this funny story. Like uh, <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall was at um, the convention at Monster Mania in March. Yeah. And, uh, he, he always dresses really nice um, suit and stuff. And he was walking in front of our table, much other people to go to where he had to do the photo op. Yeah. And it was a blue suit with a blue tie. And I go, blue ties tonight. <laughs> <laughs> It was, you love that or was he mad? I don't think he kind of heard it. He was kind of going and I was going, <laughs> but the people around heard it. It was just so funny. You know? That's perfect, actually. No, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the best place to get garbage plates in Rochester? Oh, uh, okay. Nick, so, Nick Tahoe's. <laughs> oh, here's the thing. No, not Nick Tahoe's. I mean, I look, Dog Nick Town. Tahoe's is fine. I actually haven't been to Nick's. It's funny. Our office is like not i'm not even kidding you a quarter mile from the original lake tahoe's like it's really right there, like right there come on um i haven't been to nick tahoe's in 20 years i think it was 
It's been, um, but I would say off the top of my head, there's two places. Okay. One is Dogtown. If you want to get a traditional garbage plate, right? Love it. Love it there. I've been there. So, Dogtown is where you would go to get what you would consider to be a garbage plate. That's not the towels, but like I, I consider it the best. Yeah. I would say there's I kind of two runners up to that. One is the elevated garbage plate, okay. which would be the gatehouse. Okay. And that's in um, village gate. So that place you get a garbage plate and it's like, you know, rosemary pepper fries and like this whole like thing. I mean, it's still a garbage plate, but yeah. it's like the really nice version of a garbage plate. Is this like elevated horror? Do like, do I get a good cry with my meal? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then the vegan alternative is at the red fern, which is the compost plate. And I like that a lot too. Um, yeah. But uh, that's all vegan, which I really dig. But gatehouse to me, I would, I would probably get a garbage plate there more often because I just like the quality of the, not to say that Dogtown's bad quality, yeah, yeah. Wrong, but Dogtown is a little bit more of that this is what a garbage plate should be traditionally. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's total sloppiness. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah. It's still, it's still got the sloppy quality of a Nick yeah. Tahoe's. It's not as finely presented as uh, a yeah. Nick gatehouse, but Nick Tahoe's man. Like to me, it's like, you can only go there at four in the morning and drunk, like true. And yeah. Granted, you know, they're not open late anymore, but like I, that's how it used to be. And, and you go there and you already had too many. And if you didn't, I don't know if you've ever had the experience, but if you literally walked in there at like, I'm not even kidding you, three, four in the morning, place was eight, no, packed. Really? And yeah, it was jam packed. And if you didn't know what you wanted right away, you were done. Like you would be five, six people deep and the guy would be like, you, and you'd be like, um, he's like, next. Wow. You gotta go, you know. That's the worst. Uh, you know, Hamburg, I, I, I'm trying to get down the cadence now. It's like, Hamburg, uh, Mac bean or something. You just got to go boom, boom, boom. <laughs> next. <laughs> but literally if you didn't have, if you stuttered, they'd be like next and you have to horrible. wait longer. And it was, and I'm talking three, four in the morning Amazing. and they had like piles of home fries that had been sitting there for probably three weeks. They just <laughs> dig in there and pop them in there. And all the bread was in like garbage bags. Like they reached in the garbage bag and threw bread at it. <laughs> ah, blah, blah, go, go. And then you're just like, five six bucks and you have eight <laughs> pounds of food and it that soaks up all the alcohol that classic of. new york attitude gotta love it oh yeah <laughs> what's the best halloween candy oh uh again because i'm going real quick off the top of my head is snickers reese's peanut butter cups the follow-up but snickers all day for me oh yeah traditional i mean i know it again sounds pretty cliche but that's really the best candy that's perfect uh yeah. grape jelly or strawberry jelly Strawberry. I love grape, but strawberry for me all day. Favorite Lu Lucio Fulci movie? I'm. Uh, You're gonna say zombie. Yeah, I'm gonna say zombie. It's hard. I really love, like, the Beyond and House of the Cemetery are like up yeah. there. Yeah. But then I was watching City Living Dead recently, and I was like, but that's really freaking good. Dude, next yeah. next Saturday night, I'm seeing the Beyond at midnight at New Bev. Oh, you're killing me. That's I'm incredible. not even joking. Dude, <laughs> so like sick. that's bonkers. Like amazing. I yeah, you know, I love that movie, even though it's so freaking out there. Yeah. Um, that's one of the reasons why I almost like house and like it's funny. I used to get house of this by the cemetery and say living dead mixed up sometimes because it's just yeah. like they feel like almost like the same movie sometimes, even though obviously they're different. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean Bob, you know, uh, but uh in the house, but um 
I don't know. It might actually be House by the Cemetery, but I don't know. Zombie is pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, you can't get, you can't get past the whole like splinter wood chip kill or whatever you call it. That is That's one of the greatest amazing. kills in history. It's it's incredible. I mean, the fact that they didn't shy away and you're just like, oh, 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 that's oh, going to happen. Oh. oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just witnessed it. You know, it it's like, um, <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, that Who did that movie? Unchen Andalou from France from like turn of the century. Yeah. I probably just butchered that name, but it's a silent <laughs> film. And uh, they actually show a guy with a straight razor and he takes a woman. It's like a really short film. It's oh like God. abstract. So it's like very different imagery. And he takes this, the straight razor and pops it into her eyeball. Oh my God. And this is like 1902, I think. And it's real. And what's that? Or is it a real thing or is this fake? It's fake. Cause when they cut to it, it's, you can tell like they cut to something else, but I mean, okay. it's real enough where you look yeah, at it. Yeah. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. What just happened? Jesus. Um, I did. I, I'm sure I'm wrong with that, but I want to say Dolly was behind that movie. I'm, I'm, I know I'm probably misrepresenting that, and I apologize. Yeah. It's like U N C H I E N A N D something like you just looked that up, like French film. It's it's been a long time since I've been filming school, but I remember watching that, and I was like, that blew my mind. Dude, it's crazy in zombie. They have the uh, the, the shark scene. That guy's like a real like stunt man, right? Just swimming with a real yeah, shark. I think so. Yeah, yeah. That's just mind-blowing to me i love when he's standing there like he's gonna box it he's just yeah, sort right? of doing this thing and you're like you know he must have been fearless yeah um, dude who's who's the most underappreciated scream queen i have one and i know i know you love this person because I, I heard another interview because it's probably the person i'm gonna say is it is it pamela springsteen oh well okay here's the thing she's she rules <laughs> Boy camp too. There you go. There's the post. hell yeah. Um, I the reason why I would not say her is because she's not a screen queen. She's a killer. I know. True. He's a killer, and so there is a difference because she's a slasher. She's yeah. up there with Jason and Friday and Michael, right? Exactly. Um, so scream queen to me at least would have to be like a final girl status, right? Of course, yeah. Um, I gotta go with Amy Steele because she's my favorite. Oh, dude. She, I met her in Vegas a couple months ago at Days of the Dead, and she like promoted her beanies that she had. She had the beanies with the Friday two on it, like the, mm -hmm. her pitchfork. She's like, you should totally buy one of these. <laughs> and she, what are you gonna say? No, <laughs> she's a sweetheart. We, uh, again, you know, I've known her for a long time, and and kind of gotten to know her like. A lot of times it shows like and it's been a while, but I mean, like we'll see each other shows and go out to dinner and stuff and hang out and whatever. And it's funny. We were at a uh, hunt Valley monster mania and we went to dinner together. We got dinner at Wegmans, but then we're, she's like, let's go get some wines. So we walked over to the liquor store and bought a bottle of wine and an opener and sat there outside, just drinking it and talking. And it was just so much fun. Yeah. Um, she's really super great. But I, I, but here's the thing, like I love Friday 13, obviously, you know, part three and, yeah. um, Class. What I love about that movie is you get the tail end of part two in the beginning. So you see her in it, but uh, I love her as a scream queen primarily because she seems to me the most natural and, and realistic and wholesome in a yeah. way. Mm -hmm. I mean, Adrian King was in a lot of ways and I love Adrian so much and, and you know, all of them were great, but like Amy still had an edge to her though. Yes. So yeah. I liked Amy Steele's sort of edgy, humor to her edge to her but so she was kind of snarky a little bit in a yeah. cool way not in like a like soft a soft way <laughs> like yeah. I, yeah 
or like a bitchy way kind of you know like just yeah. very like in a cool way like she was a girl that i'd see going man i would love to hang out with her Absolutely, you know what i mean yeah. like and she just seemed so natural i think is probably the word i want to use most like very natural to me as and, and again that played well when it came time for her to run away from jason and yeah. to play the part of being afraid, but yet also standing up for herself and playing the psychology part of being the mother. Like that's think about it. Like if you really extrapolate out all the final girls and stuff, Mm -hmm. that was some smart shit she did. Like really, like I know we're talking about these crazy things, but really that was pretty damn smart of her to be like, I'm going to, like, oh, that's just my, I'm going to put on all in the last second, too. I mean, she had seconds yeah. to figure that out. Yeah. Like nobody. That's done pretty that. freaking clever yeah. of the people to come up with that for her character and for her to really. Again, I thought she did a great job with it. I don't. Yeah, I, I it would have been harder for me to see another person do that. And she's a psychologist in real life, too, which is kind of interesting. Really? Um, I don't know that. Yeah. Well, she did have her own practice. I don't know if she still does. But uh, yeah. So I don't know, like. I've always gravitated to her when I think final girl. I mean, obviously, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis being who she is, of course, but like, yeah, yeah. You know, Amy Steele to me, I'm like, nah, man, that's, that's, that's scream queen, you know, final girl. No, if I'm really doing like real scream queen territory for somebody, um, Sharni Vinson. Oh, you're next. Nobody cares. I'm like, come on. She can't ass in that movie. She, you're right. That's, and I haven't seen that in years, but she, I remember going, who is this person? And yeah, how did she get so amazing? You're right. She was, she was pretty fantastic. I wish she could do another one of those. So good. Yeah. Um, scariest movie you've ever seen to this day. Um, okay. So I think there's a little asterisk on this one mm-hmm. um, because it was the scariest thing I had seen at the time and then it wasn't scary the second time i saw it um uh i'm gonna say um wow why am i blanking hold on a second it's right there uh jeez kevin bacon uh i wanted to steal something why am i blanking on this why am i blanking on this kevin bacon give me Uh, more what is it about Still, right? Like put in Kevin Bacon still. Why? Oh, stir of echoes. Jesus Christ. Oh, stir of echoes. I'm sorry. I'm I'm blanking here. Stir of echoes. And here's, I want to give a little context to this too. Yeah. I went to this movie with my wife and our friends and I was like, Kevin Bacon and horror movie. Like, I I mean, obviously he was on Friday 13th, you know, and I love Kevin Bacon. I like, I love him and stuff, but I just didn't. Again, I was one of those moments where I was like, this is going to be lame, you know, yeah. well, let's go see. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch it. Right. Yeah. And I, ghost stories to me, get me. That's, that's like my scary, Same. like I love slashers and I love like other thing, you know, I love all those things, but like, that's too out of the ordinary though. I feel like ghosts and demons are just like, yeah, they could kind of happen. And I sort of believe enough yeah. in that where it, I don't tempt fate with an Ouija board or something. So we sat down, stir of echoes comes on. I, literally left that film like movie like shaking like i was like i can't go home like i don't know what to do with myself like i'm just like it i had to come home and watch something else because i was just like i was shaken by that film Mm -hmm. um and i remember when it came out on uh video later and my buddy came over i'm like dude you have to watch the movie it's like the craziest movie ever but whatever and mind you 
it was just at my my apartment with my little like you know 19 inch screen or whatever and we watched it and i was like this isn't very scary you know what i mean like it yeah i think it's because i wasn't uh hyping it up in my head i had just gone in with just sort of like whatever not expecting anything and it really hit me in that Mm -hmm. moment but i listen i i don't take anything away from the film i actually think it's a really well done film i think it was incredibly well made and and obviously kevin bacon was great in it i don't i think it's a great movie I think it was the timing also that helped it. Now, a film like Insidious scared the crap out of me when I saw it in the theaters for the same reason, so with the exception of the end and the Darth Maul bit. But like, <laughs> I, you know, it really, that affected me. And, and to the point where I was afraid to watch it a second time until like last year. That's crazy. And when I watched it again, and again, I have, you know, surround sound, the whole thing. It still freaked me out, but not to like the degree that it did before, but it was like, I know something. Oh my God. Oh God. That's right. Okay. Oh my God. You know what I mean? It's like, even the conjuring did that to me a little bit. Oh, uh, and in recent times, sinister was another one that kind of got to me. Yeah. Sinister is a messed up movie. That really, that really kind of unsettled me. Do you remember the movie Max Keeble's big move? The Disney movie? No, I don't know. I feel, yeah, that might be, it was like nineties. I think okay. it came out or no, it might've been early two thousands, but for anybody that does know that movie, there's like this scene where there's a bunch of like these kids, like riding these bikes and chasing after an ice cream truck. One of the kids is the kid that played sinister. Oh, wow. That's if incredible. You've seen that that'll blow your mind. Like if you actually oh, knew I it, like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. That movie, <laughs> that movie unsettled me again, those types of movies. I, always i'm like okay this is probably gonna be one of those where i'm gonna be like you know like tensing up during um yeah it's tough but again if it's a slasher or anything else like that zombies or you know name another subgenre usually i'm pretty good but like the ghost stories tend to be the ones where i'm like on edge a little bit the scene the scene where he's like tying cinder blocks to the pool chairs and you just watch them go in like oh i feel every bit of that i'm just like i feel like i'm drowning just watching it yeah I will say uh, another film that was one of the scariest that I'd ever seen. And again, I had, you know, well, I knew the story, but Pet Cemetery when it first came out, my buddy and I watched it and that freaked me out. And then I read the book about five years later and the book scared the shit out of me. And I knew the whole thing, you know, I knew it was going to happen Yeah, and it still scared the shit out of me. And and I, I love that book. That's my favorite Stephen King book. It's probably up there. If not my most favorite Stephen King movie, it's definitely up there. And number one, number two, um, Pat Cemetery and Carrie are the two that unsettle mm -hmm. me the most still to this day. Yeah. Hereditary has kind of joined the party for some of the aspects of that, Mm -hmm. but, and insidious. Yeah. And conjuring, but, um, Carrie and Pat Cemetery have always bothered me. And if I watch those late at night by myself in the dark, like, I'm going to go to sleep just a little later. Harry <laughs> holds up, man. That's a really fantastic film. Like it just is a very well, I mean, the book obviously is amazing, yeah. but the film is just so well done. It's one of those movies that you almost forget how good it is until you watch it. And you're like, Oh my God, this movie is yeah. incredible. Like it's incredibly well made. Yeah. And that's, I mean, all thanks to Piper Laurie for like the scary element of it, you know, yeah, for sure. she's just, she's just iconic in that. Yeah, and you is. guys are, aren't you guys working on some event? that's coming out here in Huntington beach or you're doing like, yeah. So Kenny Caperton puts on onset cinema and he asked us to be, you know, kind of involved with that. We're not going to be there. Like with them. um, we, you know, sent some shirts to give away and we're kind of helping promote it and stuff. Um, it's going to be filmed right outside the 
the school and the interiors of the school i think we're done on a step and he yeah. mentioned that but like the exteriors that's where it's and i think um william no the, the gym i think isn't the screen or the the meet and greet or whatever they're doing is in the gym right oh it is well is it in the gym they used to film the movie because i thought that was a set see the prom stuff was a set the gym where they're doing like the oh whole, oh oh where they're doing the count oh yeah yeah i got i got you i got yeah, you yeah, where yeah, they're yeah. talking about oh you made fun of carrie white and then yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yep. talking about yep. the prom like that okay. was actually there and that's yeah. that same school where they use the exteriors is that right i believe so okay. yeah i know yeah. well i know that like the i was told by somebody else that pacific palisades high school is where they did the detention like where they're doing jumping jacks and stuff Got it. yeah outside yeah it wasn't there but, i wonder isn't that the same school they shot summer party massacre at pacific palisades it could be i actually I, I shot the filming locations for that i have a video on youtube of that i'll have to go back and watch it but yeah. I don't know if that was Palisades. I feel like it was closer than that. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not up in my geography on it. On could LA, be, though. But like, uh, I did go out to that school, though, when I was there in LA. You can't yeah. really go up to it because it's all like gated off and stuff. At least it was when I went. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember. But I got to see like enough where I got to take some pictures, but I, I didn't get close enough. I was like, ah. The facade but, uh, was kind of the same, right? A little bit. Yeah. I could tell yeah. kind of like, oh, I think that's where this was, or whatever, but I just couldn't get close enough to it. So it was sort of like, well, there it is, but okay, you know. Yeah, I was actually I worked on a set once. We were talking about people under the stairs earlier. I was on a set and like our hold or not the whole. Yeah, actually, no, the holding was like the uh, what do you call it? Like the driveway of the people under the stairs house. And while while we were me and a friend were just like hanging out for a bit, we were sitting on the porch. And we were just hanging out. I'm like, dude, this is incredible. No, nobody else knew what that was except for me. I love that movie so much. It's like that's so sick. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so a licensing contract that fell through that you're still bitter about. <laughs> that fell through that I'm still bitter about. Um, oh, that's a really good question. Um, I'm trying to think of one that fell through. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you one that we just can't seem to get. Yeah. Is Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah, I know about that. The whole yeah, so there. I'm trying to think of other movies that though, like there have been issues where like we can't re-up something where it's like, I know there's got to be something that I, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to bring it up in my memory. Like what could it have been? Um, like I know you couldn't use Jeff Goldblum for his likeness on the fly stuff, right? Because they would only- Well, we could. Picture. So it's funny with that real quick. So when you get a licensing agreement and you get a, a title- sometimes the studio gives you assets that are already pre-approved that you can use. Right. Yeah. So they could be images of, of the actors and actresses in it or whatever, but sometimes they're just like random set photos that you, you're not going to use. Right. And sometimes you can't even redraw those. You have to use them as is. Yeah. And then if you're going to do your own original art, like such as like a Justin Osborne piece, uh, you just can't use the actor's likeness in an original piece. You have to use it from that photo, right? So, so <laughs> yeah. So we couldn't have a Justin Osborne piece with Jeff Goldblum on it, but we had an image of him where he's kind of crouched down, you know, naked, and he's kind of looking to the side. And one day I was sitting in front of my computer and I was inspired by the shirt I bought when I was a kid. It was the first time I'd ever really seen pop culture on t-shirts and it was this white t-shirt and it had this big uh, Gilligan face in black and white. And I bought it because I thought it was just cool. Like, it's just Gilligan from Gilligan's Island on a yeah. white shirt. And I was like, that's awesome. I'm buying that. And I took that picture of Jeff Goldblum and I cut out his face and I half toned it and I threw it on a black t-shirt as a mock-up. And I went, 
I would wear the shit out of that. And I bet yeah. other people would too. And we sold the shit out of it. So That's we so were sick. able to use it because it was that image, but that was the, you know, that was the exception. Um, but uh, I'm just trying to think like, Oh, I'll tell you one that we've just been trying to get again. It's just been, Oh, I will. I have one. I do. Thank you. Uh, Tales from the crypt. No way. Um, Oh, dude, that'd be so sick. You know, we have EC Comics and those, but Tales from the Crypt is owned by Silver Pictures. And we actually, it took us a year or two years to get that license. And we had it for a little while and we did some shirts because we were working with FearNet at the time. This was years yeah, ago yeah. now. Anyway, that deal ended. They didn't want to renew it. And we tried to get it back and we were getting so close and it kept falling through. So to be, I guess, to be fair, we did have it at one point, but we'd only did like a couple things with it we can't get it back oh i want like a demon knight collection that'd be so cool for real demon knight bordello blood like i want to do i want to do all the, the tales from the crypt stuff and it's not happening oh. and it's so frustrating but what are you gonna do you know you can only do so much i wonder if you talk to john kassir if he could pull some strings i don't know if he's got the problem is is like silver pictures even when they do get back to you, they're like, we're just, we don't want to license it out. We're not doing anything with this. Like basically yeah. they're not interested. It's not on their radar, I guess. I mean, it doesn't sound like it is, you know, best horror convention. Ooh, well, it's hard to say because, uh, Oh, of the ones that I've been to, like I've been to a few different ones. I haven't been to a ton in terms of like, like I've never been to monster Palooza. That would probably be my number one. Right. But yeah, I've never yeah. been there. Um, of the, and, you know, I've been to Texas Frightmare once. I actually love that show a lot, but Ooh. it's only one time. I will say of the ones that I'm more familiar with, Horror Hound has been my favorite. Um, yeah. I love Nate um, and Aaron. They're good friends of mine. I've known them since before Horror Hound days. I actually helped design the logo for their first issue, their first oh, magazine. No way. Um, yeah, so um, we used to hang out all the time at Monster Mania. I, look, Monster Mania is like a home to me. That's yeah, where yeah, we, that's yeah. my first show. We've been there twice a year, every year for 17 years. Like that's us. Right. Yeah. But in terms of overall experience, especially um, where they are now in Cincinnati, mm -hmm. it is really by far one of my favorite, ex like whole experiences in terms of the people, the venue, the hotel, the guest the list is so good. Guest list, the way it's run. Yeah. Um, it's a different vibe than Monster Mania. And again, I don't want to say anything bad on Monster Mania. I love that show. I'll always do yeah, that show. Yeah. But that show outgrew that hotel years ago and it shows. Um, and I understand it's hard. You can't just move venues. I, I get there's a lot of logistical reasons, and I'm not putting Dave down for not moving. It's just yeah, that show's very hard these days. It not it's not like it used to be, it's just overrun. Yeah. Whereas Horror Hound and a big convention center and stuff, more it's much more like but yeah, it's much more like a monster Palooza and a big, you know, uh, Pasadena yeah. convention center. It's, it's really just wonderful. I love it. And I wish we haven't been doing that one as much because we do monster mania and they're in the same month. and like two weeks apart and it's hard to do two shows. And that's a little bit further away. You know, it, is horror hound still at the Sharonville convention center? Yeah. But they redesigned all that. Like oh, okay. the convention center is the same, but there's a brand. Well, first of all, the hotel, they have a hotel now attached to it. They never used to, um, which is gorgeous. And then across the street, they used to be that hotel that was kind of run down, but it had a water park in it, which was a blast. Wow. But they, Oh, yeah, dude, I yeah. remember that. But they tore all that down. It's I guess it's a brand new hotel. I haven't been there. No since. way. Um, that's all gone, though. But I went I remember, in 2014. That's the only year I went. 
I, w- I was in 2013. Yeah, 2013 when we went to the water park. And I'm like, oh my God, we're all just running around on water slides. This is the most fun I've ever had. Like with yeah. all my like friends from the convention, you know, like this is great. Yeah. No, it was fun. Yeah. Favorite thing about living in Rochester? Oh, uh, I always say this to people. You can be downtown at the beach or in cornfields or in the suburbs in 10 minutes. And to me, whenever I drive through town, it's a, I think it's, and this is maybe being biased, but I think it's a hidden gem for someone who wants to make a movie because you can have hints of everything here. I mean, you can have a down. I mean, look, they filmed parts of amazing Spider-Man downtown to make it look like New York city. Um, all right. What's the movie? Uh, we're we're still here. What's the? Oh, uh, um, are you still here? What's the what's the fucking movie? No, we're still here with uh Barbara Crampton. Yeah, is that what it's called? We're still here. Yeah, we are still here. Oh, we are still here. Okay, yeah. like uh, one word missing. I actually <laughs> I actually picked her up from the airport and took her to the set. That oh that no went, way. Yeah, she's she's, she's a another person. She's so nice. Oh my god, we've become you know friends over the years and stuff, and she's just super nice. But yeah, we had a, it was like a forty five minute drive out to the set. Um, in the oh, movie Lady in White, if you're familiar, was filmed around you know in Lions. I mean, it's yeah. not Rochester, but it's outside. But um, what I love about it is it's got elements of like you can drive towards the lake and get like a very Cape Town feeling to it. Um, you can go downtown and fake a downtown area. You can have good suburbs that have good streets that you could film to make it look Midwestern type of thing with the fall and all that. Yeah. I just feel like there's so much it has to offer. Uh, I guess cinematically, if you will. Yeah. But it's just in general, beautiful. Um, so to me, it's the access to so many different types of things where obviously you're in LA, you can there's beaches there and stuff, but it takes a while to get to places in LA, you know. Yeah, it's like um, an hour adventure. Yeah. So for here, the accessibility of everything, I can just be downtown in in 10 to 15 minutes you know, and I live in the suburbs. I can be at the beach. I ride my bike to the beach, you know, a few times a week during the summer, you That's know, so cool. like it's like five, you know, five, six miles away, but like I just ride down there and I'm at the beach and then I ride home and I do a big loop. And it's like, to me, it's, it's, there's a history here. There's so many things here, especially in my childhood. Cause I grew up here. Yeah. So there's a lot there. So, and people yeah. are friendly there. Yeah. I think, I think you do get a lot of friendly people. I think it's a mix yeah of a lot of different things. You're not really just one, whether it's political or anything else, you're not just one thing. It's a mix. I mean, you have sections of town that might be more geared towards certain things like, Oh, like gates, a lot of Italians have in gates, right? Like it's like stuff like that, or you just, you know, so you can get a lot of good delis there or something, you know, something like that, or you're like, okay. Uh, like, you know, my wife's Italian, her grandma lives in gates. So, um, I, I would say like almost like a mild stereotype, if you will, like in those situations, but really um, not in a bad way in, or, you know, anything. It's just funny when, you know, you start picking your, like you have in LA, like, Oh, the Valley is yeah. this, or this is this, you know, you just peg things certain ways. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a nice, it, it does feel very Midwestern, even though we aren't necessarily Midwestern. I mean, Western New York, but you know, Buffalo is yeah, of kind of always considered, midwestern even though we're still very east you know Mm -hmm. and i I actually have some family in pittsburgh which is right outside of where you're at pittsburgh yeah that's that's not that's another suburb yeah it's not too far from here at all yeah that's a cool area too 
Yeah, Pittsburgh's really nice. It's beautiful. They have a nice canal, um, uh, canal like uh, places on the canal to eat and stuff. And yeah. they have a cute little downtown. Their Wegmans is huge and great, and you know I everything. Wegmans so much. Yeah. <laughs> the best man. It's the best grocery store in America. It is. If it's the best, yeah. Uh, a horror film you were stoked for that ended up sucking. Oh, um, Slumber Party Massacre. I mean, you didn't like that. Yeah, it's true. That's I actually. Yeah, unfortunately, I would say that because I was really stoked for it. And even though, yeah. again, my review is is marred by the fact that I was really tired and fell asleep. But yeah. <laughs> again, it didn't obviously catch my my interest enough to be go. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, that I will say one uh, as a runner up in recent years, um, even though I, I guess I didn't have high expectations for it. Yeah, but I definitely was disappointed was Pet Cemetery remake. Oh, yeah. Um, woof, woof. Unfortunately, I just didn't care for it. Except for that one scene, that one shot where the girl is opening the medicine cabinet and the fucking body comes down like the elevator. Okay, shaft. yeah, yeah, I do think I remember that. Yeah, that was iconic. Um, I thought that was crazy. That's I just, I show. felt it didn't. Here's the thing: I don't mind. Again, I don't care if you remake something. I don't even care if you change up the story. I don't really care that much. Yeah, it felt almost mean spirited in a way. Yeah. And it felt like it missed a lot of marks in terms of capturing a certain feeling yeah. that the original did. And I just mean in general, not like, oh, you got to feel like the original. Yeah. It missed. I don't know if it was hard. I don't know what it was. It just felt like it was lacking something in its core that made everything else not fit. And then it just didn't work. You know, I, I think Mary Lambert just said she's she's thinking about directing another horror movie. Oh, I hope so. I, I, I mean, you know what? I was like last year's old <laughs> when I found out she did part two. I guess I never realized that. Um, but she she's super cool. She actually reached out to us because she didn't realize we did Pet Cemetery shirts. And so, um, of course, we haven't had the license in a while, but I was able to dig up some for her and sent them to her. But uh, we talked about one and two. And I actually revisited two last couple of years and I liked it a lot more than I did the first time. Cause again, that was a movie I was expecting one thing and got another yeah. and not really when I went back into it a second time, years and years later, I really appreciated it. And then I, again, realized that she did that movie. Like, oh shoot. Like that's pretty awesome that she was able to do two different movies. Yeah. You know, I, I, I actually like it better for that. You know, mm -hmm. what are you going to be for Halloween this year? So I have, my Michael Myers outfit um, that I usually wear every year. Yeah. And it's usually a, like a part one, part two hybrid. It's one of Justin's masks. Yeah. Um, I also have a Frankenstein looking silicone mask. That's really cool. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like an original take on Frank, but it's like it's basically Frankenstein's monster. And I, I have a, a distressed suit that I made yeah. um, that I wear and that big boots and stuff. So sometimes I do that, but this year, I might do like a Halloween kills type of look or oh, cool. maybe ends depending on what it ends up being yeah. uh, looking wise. Um, and, and do like the, the burnt part of the suit and the burnt mask. Cause like, like my daughter's old enough to go on run by herself with her friends. And my son basically is too. I mean, he's going to be 13 this year anyway, but like, he'll probably go off on his own, but like he yeah. loves scaring people with me. And I just like walking around the neighborhood in my outfit and just sneaking up on people and scaring the shit out of them. Like that's just, yeah what i do so um as frankenstein it's fun because people look at like oh my god it looks so real but as michael people are like like crossing the street to get away from you like they don't want to be anywhere near you and that's fun no yeah that's such a good character literally just mysterious 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, pumpkin pie or apple pie? Shit. Uh, shit. It's hard. I'm going to have to go apple. I okay. love pumpkin pie, but really, I'd probably have to say apple. You can't go wrong with a hot apple pie and some vanilla ice cream. Ooh. Uh, it's so good. Like I, so good. I used to not like pumpkin pie and then I loved it and then I didn't like it. I, I'm, I've been definitely in the love camp for many years of my, yeah. my adult life and I will eat it all the time. What trumps everything is my wife's pumpkin chocolate chip cake um, in p- pumpkin chocolate chip walnut cake. It weighs wow. about 3000 pounds. Um, she makes like five of them a year because we have to give them out to family yeah. and stuff. It is my favorite thing. That sounds insane. <laughs> and my mom pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. Sorry, that those are amazing as well. So yeah, Oof, I have to come over. Yeah, uh, sure. Annie or Linda? Oh, Linda. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, horror movie you're most excited to see this year? Oh, um, I mean, okay, Halloween ends. I I gotta say it. Sorry, yeah, I gotta say it. Like that's yes. I mean, I'm looking forward to Black Phone. Uh, there's a lot of oh, movies. Oh yes, that's to. supposed to be great. Oh yeah, I mean the trailer. My. I was watching the trailer here at my desk one day. This is of yeah. course when it was supposed to come out in January. Yeah. And my son walked in and he's like, what are you watching? And my son loves horror movies. He's seen tons of movies yeah. and we watch them together, whatever. He's like, so I said, no, it's new. This new movie, Black Phone, check it out. The trailer with me. And we're watching yeah. the guy who goes, that's creepy, dad. I'm like, I know, isn't it? Like, that's pretty wild. You're used to it. Um, I'm your dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, Black so, Phone, like kudos to them for pushing that because it's definitely going to perform a lot better, I think, coming out in June. Yeah, June. I agree. I think even though it sucked to hear about that, I was kind of like happy that he did too. Um, I'm looking forward to that. But I mean, yeah. Again, I understand it's a supple answer, but really Halloween ends. And the thing about Halloween ends right now is like for 2018, we got the script early when we got yeah. the license. Yeah. So I knew the movie for kills. I mean, I was on the set, but I, I knew the entire movie. I didn't read the script, but I knew what happened yeah. in the entire movie. Right now, I don't know what ends is. I honestly have no idea. So I just hope they end it well, because they're definitely like I still enjoy both 18 and kills, but they yeah. both had my I had gripes with both of them. Oh, yeah. I me too. But they're so. Yeah, they're so rewatchable. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I I do overlook certain things. I just want to add on a high note. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I I, I think they're going to bring it all together. Like yeah. as I watch 2018 and kills together now it feels a little bit more cohesive. And I think now with this being yeah. taking place like four years later, I yeah. think they're going to have a nice break, but still be able to bring it home. That's, that's my feeling. Yeah. And I, I told Peter, I thought it'd be so freaking funny is if after this ends, cause they already said like, this is definitely not going to be the end. There's going to be tons more Halloween movies probably. Sure. Um, how funny would it be if they send him to space and he's like, like imagine there's like a scene where there's like a guy on the moon, like an astronaut, just like floating and and then this other astronaut comes floating over to the other one and then he just stabs him and then the freaking visor opens and it's the michael myers mask <laughs> oh my god that'd be amazing you know it's funny like yeah it, it you're right though like i've always looked at michael as like batman right like yeah. in terms of you can have the michael keaton batman you can have the christian bale batman you can now have the robert pattinson or the ben affleck right it's yeah. an iconic character that can you can tell the stories with in different places and, and times and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this will be the, I'm, I'm reasonably confident. This will be the end of Jamie Lee Curtis's involvement 
Sadly, uh, this will yeah. be the end of, say, like a John Carpenter. And obviously, um, David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, I'm assuming, will be the end of their involvement. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming, yeah, it'll cap off a certain part of the series, probably Nick Castle and all, you know, all Cyphers, that stuff. everybody pretty much. Yeah, like this is going to be that period on that those films. But Michael Myers as a character will never and probably can never die off. Yeah. And whether it's hopefully not a year from now, but like two years from now, five years from now, it's yeah. going to be somebody else. It's going to be a different vision. I somehow, in some ways, I hope it is a different Michael because I love James Duke Courtney so much. And I love his look so much. Yeah, I yeah. don't want that to be in another. I want that to stay here. Yeah, you don't that, have to get it tarnished. Just make a new yeah, reiteration. Of I, I truly, truly like. I love, obviously, Halloween's my favorite movie. Nick Castle's amazing. The way James Duke Courtney plays him feels like Michael Myers from the oh, original. He got all the choreography down, down yeah. to a pat. It, yeah. it really, I, like, again, I love all the movies and I love all the different Michaels. I'm, I'm a fan. I love Same. Dick Warlock, whatever. But, like, when I'm watching James Duke Courtney, I'm watching a continuation of what happened in the original and it's yeah. just more brutal. Yeah. And that, to me, again, mixed with the mask itself. Yeah. Um, to me like justin had a hand in that mask too and of course chris nelson did yeah. you know oh, like chris nelson's a god he is incredible like yeah. the stuff that he's done the look here's the thing what i love about what he's been able to do with with this new michael myers not even just 2018 but even kills he's made those looks be iconic like what yeah. i mean is you don't see a lot of people dressing up as part four Myers. You don't see a lot of people dressed up as part six Myers. Yeah, those masks are out there. Trick or treat has them. Yeah. I have them. But what I'm saying is the general population, it's either part one or 2018 or kills. True. And to take a mask that is basically melted, half melted, and still make that look iconic. It's crazy. That is in, like he's missing half his face. And yet I look at that and go, that's Michael Myers. I'll take and, 10. <laughs> yes. And kudos to Chris Nelson for doing that. He is, yeah. and he's a super nice guy and he's just so cool. You know, I'm sure you know this, but yeah. you know what other role he was in, right? Do you know this? Yes. And I can't, I can't even think right now, but what, we what mentioned the, we mentioned the movie a little while ago. Yeah. Which, which role was it though? I can't even kill think. Bill. He's in with Thurman's husband and kill Bill. Wait, what? I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Yes, dude. Go back and watch Kill Bill. It must have been part two, right? Because that's where they get into the wedding scene. Are you kidding me? Watch the wedding scene. That's him. That's who get she's out. carrying in oh that film. God. I had no idea. What? Yeah. Dude, I would have got my fucking Blu-ray signed. I met him with Sean Clark at that little signing they had at the, yeah. the Myers house. That's crazy. Yep. Oh, damn. All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember that from now on. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really sick. Super cool. All right, a couple more. Favorite bad horror movie? Oh, bad horror movie. Um, Come on, Troll 2. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> shoot, I'm trying to think of something. Um, I guess it's hard to say because it's not bad, but I love it so much. And I, I guess people would... I, 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 off the top of my head again, real quick, Blood Rage. Oh, so good. Every Thanksgiving, that's like a staple. It is. And it, it's... I was... I didn't see that for the first time until like a few years ago. And I was like, where has this been all my life? I love it mm. so much. And again, it's, it's such a horrible movie, but it's, it's amazing. More cranberry sauce. Exactly. Best food spot in Rochester. 
Oh boy. Um, all, all the everything. Like what's, what's your go-to? Ooh, uh, so many places come to mind. It's hard to pick just one. Um, right, here's one. What's the best pizza place? Oh, uh, probably pizza stop with pizza a stop. very close, probably not even second place, but one and a half places, uh, Joe's Brooklyn pizza, those two. And they're okay. actually brothers as a matter of fact. No way. Um, but honestly, if you want the closest to get to New York style pizza, it's, I mean, it is legit, legit, legit. And it is so good. And if you get either pizza stop or Joe's Brooklyn, you're not going to go wrong. Um, but another place that I really, truly love to eat. And I actually haven't been there in a while is the owl house is one of my favorite places to eat. Okay. Aside from fright rags, which company would you say is your favorite today? Oh, like horror company? Yeah. Uh, if that's not putting you like right on the spot. <laughs> right. Not at all. Um, it's hard because they're all my, like a lot of them are my friends, you know? Yeah, and yeah. Here's the thing. I will say, I'm going to say Trick or Treat Studios for a couple okay. of reasons. One, number one is I'm super proud and happy for Justin to come from where he did to yeah. make what he's made and um truly truly like again as my, literally my longest friend in this business if you will yeah. uh, for 20 years pretty much um just is incredible and I'm, I'm super happy for him um the other thing is i am very and again he's spearheaded a lot of this so you know they they used to be just masks which were the best mass produced masks ever to ever be on the market, you know, since like Don Post and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And they elevated that game and then they started doing other things and they started elevating that game of things like, look at their Chucky doll, look at their Taki Tina, look at the, <laughs> I mean, and they start doing wrapping paper and figures and all these other things. And again, it's Justin, you know, obviously Chris runs the company and Chris is great as well. I'm and I love Chris. He's one of my best friends, but like, yeah, Justin, has that vision in the eye and then of course sam who's working for them now you know is on their team doing a lot of the design and stuff and obviously they work with tons of sculptors but i'm just saying justin as that sort of creative director steering them into these things um it's really cool to see what they've been able to do and where they've been able to take this company so i'm it's it's always you know it's funny sometimes it's a little annoying because mm -hmm. They'll do something and I'll call up Chris like, dude, we're literally working on that right now. Like, damn it. What the fuck? Or like, <laughs> he'll call me up and be like, are you doing this? I'll be like, or I'll call him up. And like, but again, it goes back to we're good friends and we have a good, really good relationship with each other where we'll be like, oh, if you're going to do that, we won't do this or whatever, vice versa. And, you know, sometimes it's just, it's, it's depressing on my part. Cause I just want to like, I want to do something cool and unique. And if someone else has already done it, then it feels like it's like, Oh man. But yeah. the, the cool thing is we don't really compete in the sense that they do a lot of stuff in wholesale markets. I mean, they sell direct consumer, but a lot of their stuff is going into stores and we're not trying to compete with them there. We're not trying to put the same type of product in the same store. That would be a different situation. So if, if they're doing figures and we're doing figures, we're not trying to get them in the same places they are. Mm -hmm. Um, because we're primary, primarily a direct consumer, you know, brand. And even when we do wholesale, it's t-shirts, you know, so it's different. So we're, 
we don't really compete, even though we do similar stuff sometimes. Um, so I, I don't look at them as like direct competition, but it, it gets so like, oh man, you guys are doing that. Okay. Yeah. I want one of those, you know, so let's trade or something, you know, but like, you know, damn it. Or like, I'll be like, just let me you know we're doing this, yeah. but we're, you know, we've, you know, look, if they've ever needed help with something, I've always shared it. If I've needed help with something, Chris has been so generous with me to share information on stuff. Yeah. Um, in terms of like, oh, how do we get this made? Oh, I got somebody that could probably do it for you. Or do you have that contact for this license? Oh, yeah. Or I'll be like, dude, Chris, I just found the contact of this person. You guys want it? Yeah, hell yeah. And, yeah. you know, like I'll get excited to know that they can work on that same title with, you know, as well. So that's that's cool. Most embarrassing moment. Oh, um, I met Ellie Cornell for the first time at a convention. <laughs> OK, and. Okay, here's the thing. I like to give people stuff like if we have a shirt of like the movie they were in or something, I'll give it to them. And yeah. I never, even though I know a lot of times they'll say, oh, you can get the autograph for free. I don't expect it because like I'm just not I'm, I'm going to pay. I'm ready yeah. to pay. But I also understand that sometimes they'll just do a trade, but I don't expect it. So I go up to her and she's sitting at a table. And of course, I'm taller because I'm standing and I'm leaning over. Um, I go, oh, you know, here's the shirt of Michael Myers. Like, oh, this is really great. And she signed my picture, yeah. but we were just talking. So I didn't think about the money. Right. Yeah. And she's by herself. So it's not like she's got a handler to say, Oh, it's that's $30 or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, I leave, I walk away. And as soon as I walk away, I go, shit, I still got the money in my pocket. So I just got embarrassed or nervous. And I turned around and I walked up to her, but I was so like in the moment, where I just went oh, and I grabbed like the table and like lean really like into her. Oh, like, I'm like, Oh, I just remembered. And she goes, oh, like she grabbed everything. Like I was going to choke her or something. And I was like, Oh, Oh no, I forgot to pay you. And she goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, for the picture, she goes, Oh, get, get out of here. That was free. Like she was, <laughs> but it was that singular moment where I scared the shower like, in her eyes. I was literally going to jump over the table and grab her because like i just put my hand i'm like oh my god i forgot to do, you know and she just went like oh, he's gonna kill me <laughs> oh I'll my never, god look, that's funny i'll yeah. never forget the look of absolute dread in her face <laughs> it looked like i was about to like murder her it was like you know michael coming after her or something but uh, uh yeah so that was very embarrassing but i mean it ended up okay thankfully that's hilarious um what's the last item you threw at somebody <laughs> oh my god that's a random question. I know we asked that on every episode now. Um, <laughs> it was probably something at my son. I probably threw like a piece of paper at him or something, you know, just something <laughs> random, you know, or like, you know, he'll leave something on the ground. I'll pick it up and throw it at him. I mean, just jokingly, of course. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything other than that that sticks <laughs> out in my head. Um, That's good. That's a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. If you could transform into one of your favorite horror killers, who would you choose? Michael. It has to be Michael. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Michael. See, here's the thing. Like, obviously, yeah, I guess Michael. I guess the 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 the, the runner up I was thinking in my head was Jason from part seven. Oh, okay. Um, that's actually my favorite look of Jason. As much as I love part three and his look there. Yeah. If I had to go by look and acting, Kane Hodder in that role in part seven is to yeah. me the the quintessential Jason. That's yeah. what I want in the Jason, the heavy breathing, you know, sure. taking that girl against the, the, the um, tree in the body, in the, the sleeping bag, like <laughs> me, like everything. I mean, and, and every time he plays Jason's amazing, but that specific 
look and the way he plays him um, to me to walk around like that would be amazing. Um, but Michael obviously is a clear winner because of just, you know, I love that character so much. So yeah. to not that say that I want to walk around killing people, but like being able to stalk people and be a little bit more shadowy, I guess is what I'm saying as opposed yeah, to, like, yeah. you know, Jason's just brute force. Like he's just going to walk through the wall or Michael's yeah. <laughs> like the Kool-Aid man. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he would say if he could talk. Exactly. Um, what's your favorite Dario Argento movie? Suspiria, hands down. I mean, I love Argento. I love yeah. his films, but Suspiria to me, again, I didn't fully appreciate it when I first saw it. I was like, what am I watching? Yeah. And it's one of those movies that the more you watch it, the more you fall in love with it. And then seeing it on the big screen and it's there and it oh, rewind. Beautiful. Yeah. Seeing it now in 4K, yeah. um, in full HD glory, widescreen, surround sound, color, the colors in that film, um, to me is just, it's great. It's just a great, tremendous film. I'm a, I'm a big uh, deep red gatekeeper. I love that one. I mean, and- deep red is pretty awesome, obviously. I love opera and I love phenomena. Yeah. I mean, I, I love like, they're all good. Yeah. There's definitely been a few that I haven't seen yet, but I mean, of all the ones that you would typically think of, um, I love them, but uh, Suspiria, it just has to be my favorite. I brought Peter Vulo to see Deep Red at the North Park Theater, and he was very sleepy. <laughs> it's a slower film. It definitely is a, a yeah. slow burn, but it's a good movie. It's a it's great a good movie. one. Yeah. All right, last two. Favorite line of dialogue from Halloween? Um, from Halloween. Uh, I should have this off the top of my head. Totally. Um, to- totally yeah. should have this off the top of my head. Um, it probably like, uh, oh my God, it's hard to pick one because every, I can recite that movie like without yeah. even watching it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think when, when they're talking and, and Linda is actually talking about forgetting her, I always put my math book, my science book and who needs books anyway? Like, yeah, it's classic. there's something about the, the fact that she kind of trails off yeah. and she just keeps talking yeah um is always a funny moment for me and it always feels uh natural again going using that word again and realistic to me yeah um again i could probably pick 300 other lines but that that line as is one of the non-traditional lines that you would think right yeah. um to say again kind of runner up i would probably have to say maybe my favorite um because it's the one i quote the most yeah is the keys so the keys oh yeah. dude i say that all the time it's so, so funny i would say that only because <laughs> literally that's probably the thing i quote the most from that film literally um, it, it is so yeah that's so funny you do that um yeah <laughs> that's me all the time i'm like the keys, the keys it's literally like a daily thing for me so yeah <laughs> you also gotta have uh everyone's entitled to one good scare oh i mean yeah i mean there's that i mean you know maybe Speed you know, he kills. Got you yeah, know there's exactly. so many good ones you know, maybe somebody gave him lessons last night or something like that you know it's like <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on, of course, but probably the keys I would have to say is number one, just because I quote it all the time. The devil's eyes. Yeah, exactly. All right. What are you most proud of? Mm, Wow. I mean, that's, that's a hard one. I mean, I think, you know, in terms of a, on a personal level, you know, being a father and watching my kids grow and things like that, like that's, that's a very proud thing you know what i mean you have these children that you 
made <laughs> sounds weird but like yeah see them grow and ever but like obviously you know and i know that's probably a typical answer too but it's true i mean i mean that's you know having children is like a it's it's a life completely life-changing thing that's very hard to describe when you have yeah. them um but uh and so watching my kids do things like and become these people you know i mean they're 15 and 13 or 12 now it's like wow like that's yeah. crazy but you know in other than that though i'm i'm tremendously proud of you know the company that i started and not because i'm proud of myself as much as i'm proud of what it's become with the people that are part of it you know yeah. like i don't look yeah i own the company it's my company and all that i get that but here's the thing it's not just me that yeah, you share artists. you share that enterprise with a bunch of great that's right and, and so awesome. i don't i don't sit there and go oh nice job ben you did it like yeah, i'm proud yeah. that it started like i was watering the seed for a lot of years yeah. and it grew into something that other people can tend to like a garden if you will yeah. and it now i watch the people inside my company do things and you know, in their roles. And I look at it and go, look, this is like a thing. It's like an organism that people are working at. Right. And then on the out, on the other side of things, the way it's affected people in ways that I would have never even dreamed of starting this company. You know, you don't, you don't start a company to sell horror shirts thinking that one day you're going to get an email or DM from someone that says you made my week by doing this, or you guys mean this much to me or like, personal level stuff that you know even at halloween the, the 40th anniversary i had people come up to me and share stories i mean made me cry like they were crying like yeah, it was yeah. like someone had me sign their michael myers mask <clears throat> wow that's crazy like i'm like can i sign the inside because i don't want to ruin it like yeah. he's like, like no, no sign I it. Want it. <laughs> and, and he and it was like he wanted me to sign it next to john carpenter wow and i'm like why would you like in my head, I'm going, why do you want that? Because that's going to ruin the whole thing you got going on. You yeah. John Carpenter. And, and I think he probably had Dick, Ward, all these other people from the movie. Yeah. Like, why would the hell would you want my signature next to those people? That doesn't make sense to me. No, and it still yeah. doesn't. But I also, I also appreciate and I'm very humbled and grateful that somebody would think of me or the company that way. So I don't want to like put them down for that. You know what I mean? That's how yeah. they feel. Right. Like that's, uh, you know, and that's, but that doesn't compute with me. Cause that's not a, the reason I do this and be like why I would started to do this, you know, like, yeah, I just wanted to make cool shit. Cause I like these movies too. I'm a fan like everybody else is. It's just wild that it's had an impact on people. And when people yeah. told me they've grown up with fright rags at this point, cause we're almost, you know, it's their 19th year, you know? Yeah. Um, I remember buying you guys when I was in middle school or whatever. I was like, what? It's crazy. Like that's wild. Yeah. So it's interesting. Cause again, day to day, we're just trying to keep going and make this work and sustain what we've got. But there are moments, you know, where people write or say something really nice about us or about like how Liz handled something or about how a package was shipped so quickly or about how somebody else just, you know, and it's like, huh, that's not a lot of people get to say that about their job. You know what I mean? Yeah, not a lot of people get to experience that. And so I feel very lucky that I'm one of those people that get to experience that in my life because there's so many people that work jobs that they 
just want to rush home at five o'clock that yeah. they don't give a shit that they're just getting a paycheck and sucks. they it sucks man it, and it, i've been there too i know what that's like i've worked a lot of jobs in my life yeah and that's one of the things that when i started hiring people i did not want that i didn't want to be a thing where it's my company and these people don't want to they're just getting out there at five o'clock you know what i mean and yeah you don't want that. i'm the only one like benefiting from it in that sense i'm like fuck that man i want people to want to be here and I want to make have a fun your, work environment. Yeah. Fun work environment. And again, you have to have the right people because you don't want people taking advantage of a lot yeah. of things that we, you know, kind of do yeah. or you do, you know, in it for like, you know, cause I agree with a lot of people like, I would love to work for you. I'd love to work for you. And it's like, I appreciate that because they see what we kind of do. And I think they have a perception, yeah. but like people that work with me work really hard. Not to say that the people that say they want to work wouldn't, but like, yeah. it's, it's a different thing, but I want to reward that because they're putting in their heart and soul into this. Like I am, and they, they need to feel like they're valued and their, their, their work means something. And I try to do that every day. I, I try, you know, that's my goal. And, you know, luckily I, you know, I I've gotten that feeling from them, you know? It, and so, I mean, it's gotta be cool to, to, to know that you, you gave people a chance that like, you know, you gave, you gave them a career that they would not have had if you didn't step up and give them that chance. That's what's Yeah, I guess. And everybody that's come to me and works with me, it's come in these weird areas, like in my life and times of my life. And it's like the way the universe sort of aligns things for you at the right time. Yeah. Um, where you meet somebody and you kind of go, huh. And then years later, they end up working for you full time. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. And it's, there's a lot of weird connections that have happened where it's just like, is the, is there something in the universe that's just making this all happen? Like you, you almost start these weird ass connections and, and all the people that work with me that have happened over the years where I'm like, Oh my God, this is weird. But I don't try to think of it too much, you know, because it's like looking a gift horse in the mouth, but um, yeah, you know, it also, my, one of my friends quoted, I forgot the person who said this, but they say chance favors the prepared mind. And it's like, you kind of make your own luck, yeah. you know, if you can put in the work and you can listen and you can keep your eyes and ears open and you can be open to things and you can do the hard work opportunities, things will come to you and luck will appear, but it's partly because you opened yourself up for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I do truly believe that in, in some spiritual type level that that's the case. And so it's like, it's a good example is Eric, you know, I known him for years at the little but he was just working at the little and he, we did the screenings together, but he was such a good dude, a good guy. Yeah. And like when we went to LA for the 45th, 40th anniversary of Halloween, I wanted someone to be there to film it for us because I didn't want to have to worry about whipping out my phone every two seconds. Yeah. And I said, Eric, I want you to come with us and I'll hire you for the week to come film everything, film it all, take pictures and take video. And he stayed with us in our house and we'd all known Eric for a while, but like he was one of us. He was, part of us and like when we needed another person to help us fill orders and do all these other things it was eric yeah. and he was available and ready to work with us full time and it just sort of all came together at the right moment you know yeah when he came to us to la there was never an inkling of us him working for us it was just that week of him being at our film you know what i'm saying so like mm -hmm. that stuff all happened so i'm very blessed and fortunate and that's why it's like we don't, it's not like we hire a lot, you know, we don't hire yeah. a lot and I've, we haven't had hardly any turnover and it's only been a couple people. And, you know, it's usually because they had other things they were going on to do or moving, 
physically moving. So it's not like there's some crazy turnover, but like, I'm, that's what I like. I want it to be that close knit group, you know? Um, Well, you guys have come such a long way over the years. And like you said, you've, you've made fans all around the world. You've given careers to, you know, I don't know how many people you have on your staff, probably eight or 10 people. Yeah, we're eight total. That's including me. So seven others. You know, it's just, it's so incredible to see. I, I ever every single time I like talk about fright rags, especially to people out here, I'm always like, "Yo, fright rags from Rochester, you know, from my hometown area." That's how I describe it to people. I'm like, I'm just, I back you guys so hard. Like, this is my favorite horror merch company for sure. I it's funny. I love and thank you for that because I yeah. when I first started fright rags, it was it was so much more common to see an order come from Los Angeles than it was from Rochester. Right. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Cause you know, I wouldn't expect someone from here. Right. Yeah. But, and again, it's not like I look at every order or anything, but it's so much more commonplace now to get, you know, with Saturday Night rewind and stuff yeah. and knowing people around here that of course I'm very, I'm very proud that, um, that I'm born and raised in Rochester, but also, can run this business in Rochester. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's obviously because of the internet. Like I would have have to have been in LA to run this business any other time, right? Like it really would have had to been in a place like that. And yet here I am not even two miles away from where I grew up. Yeah. Two miles away from that video store that I went to as a nine-year-old renting my movies um, where my parents still live in the neighborhoods that I used to ride my bikes through. I went trick-or-treating to this house because my sister-in-law lived right around the corner yeah. and her brother and I were on, well, he was a few years older than me, but I would stay at his house on Halloween, like a couple of Halloweens and we would come up the street and I ended up trick-or-treating at this house, probably more than likely because yeah. it was the new area at the time. And, and it's like to be like, we, our business is based on nostalgia for the most part. And these movies that we all grew up watching as kids, probably too young, four years old. And, and we have that attachment to that part of our lives that we celebrate all the time. And I not only live it with my business, but I'm still living in it in this area. And yet I'm still evolving as a person, my business, as a father, as a husband, um, and, and moving forward in my life, but yet I'm still reminded and surrounded by the things that got me to where I am. And yeah, I think as me as a person, that's important. Well, you're doing a great job, man. And yeah, it's just been so inspiring to see everything you've done all these years. And thanks, uh, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm just, I'm super stoked. I can't wait for all the new releases. Can't wait for the pieces collection. Yeah, me and, too. Uh, where can your fans find you? Is it just at fright rags? It's at fright rags, all one word on letterbox and uh, Instagram yes. and Twitter. Um, and Facebook, if everyone's still on Facebook, but, um, and obviously, you know, the website is www.fright-rags.com. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so really like in, and, and honestly in uh, TikTok as well, we're doing a little more TikTok these days. Oh, I don't even know you're uh, on there. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we are. It's, it's not much right now, but you know, we're, we're trying. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Some so of those like warehouse videos of showing all the shirts, that'd be cool. Yeah. We actually have a couple of those and we're going to do more of those. Oh, sweet. Um, and then YouTube too. You again, check out the YouTube channel. Um, yeah. We do not much new stuff, but there's a bunch of stuff on there from years past. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. I mean, honestly, you know, Twitter and Instagram are probably the two ones that we hit up the most. I'm, I'm pretty much, I mean, I, I look at all the Instagram stuff too, but like um, Twitter, I'm probably the most active in like, as a, like personally it, that I 
take on the Twitter, like, you know, not that I'm on there every day, but like I'm yeah. responding to everything and my terror tweets every Friday night and stuff. Well, thank you so much for like spending the whole evening with me. This has been awesome. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. It's been cool hanging out with you too. And it's dude, been I good wish we could do this like every day. <laughs> I know it'd be great. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Hopefully if you're in Buffalo around the time that I can make it out to a, a Thursday night terrors, or even if you're around for a Saturday night rewind, yeah. you know, post absolutely. It. No, you said yours might be the 29th. So right now, as of this moment, we have yeah. it scheduled for October 29th. So I will try knock, to be there. For knocking sure. on wood, nothing will change, but um, obviously we'll start locking in more things as we get closer as time goes on. But like I yeah. said, like it's, we literally just booked that the other day and it's because that was the time they had free. So I, I don't foresee it changing, but yeah. again, it's six Cross your fingers <laughs> yeah, a lot. No, that'd be awesome. Well, thank you so much, man. This is gonna be Absolutely, awesome. Man. I can't wait to edit this one and I'm going to throw some music in there and make it nice. Cool. Uh, I can't wait to cool. check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, anything you ever need, man, like I'm here, like absolutely. And I, I definitely got to pick up that killer clowns from outer space pint glass at some point. Do you, you, oh, still, cool. you still have those in stock, right? Yeah, we do. We got those. Yeah. Right, they're, cool. uh, they're a lot of fun. So thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely. Keep killing it. Keep kicking ass. And uh, yeah, <laughs> let's keep in touch. All right. Absolutely. For sure. All right. Have a good night, man. Take care, man. Thanks again. Thanks so much for doing this. All right. Absolutely. No problem, man.
Totally. <laughs>